Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We have returned to discuss Twin Peaks to Return Part 14, and things are heating up Ooh. like fire. <laughs> like so much fire, you should call a fireman <laughs> and extinguish said fire <laughs> that is said heating things up. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot. A lot. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to quantize how much a lot there is in this, but uh, there's a lot uh, of things uh, of notes in this uh, in this part. It was kind of one after another of um, pretty pretty you know story changing or story revealing uh, reveals. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would I would say almost any one of these scenes could have been the crazy scene in a single episode. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And that would have been enough, you know, with some other more normal scenes to kind of. But they just threw them all together here. There really isn't. There really isn't a single scene in this episode that isn't at least somewhat like filled with like strange mysteries. <laughs> Uh-huh. Which is uh, which is kind of crazy. That's I feel like that doesn't well, happen that often. And I do wonder if it's on purpose because we're on the first of the two weird days, right? Uh, that the major foretold. And I wonder, you know, going back to the whole idea of of strange things happening as we as we get closer to some date or some event. You know, is that is that a real thing that's happening on the show, or is it just seem like that's happening on the show? And so, yeah, I wonder if if like what you just said fits in here, where you know, every there's a lot of strange things happening because you know we're we're either on this date or we're getting closer to some event. Um, but yeah, I mean, the crazy was, you know, again, I said it in the very beginning of this uh, series, uh, this season, that. Um, you know the show is is relegated to um, pushing the mythology forward and the visuals forward and and the visual language and everything and not really retreading a lot that we've seen before. Um, yeah. Even with the newer stuff they're depicting, like we come back to things and they just show them differently. Yeah. Um, so that's really been very interesting. You know. Because with, you know, with the Black Lodge stuff back in the original series, you know, it was kind of like, it is what it is. And whenever we go there, we see the same thing, you know. Um, but so, yeah, so getting all this weird supernatural stuff that's like different every time we, we go there. It's, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, so many reveals. I mean, like, I wanted to say this was the biggest, but it probably isn't. Um the, on a character level, maybe uh, Janie E being Diane's sister. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you guess that, <laughs> <laughs> I swear I want to give you like a hundred dollars because it's such a good guess. It's such a, it's a kind of guess that you have no business guessing. You have no business even trying to think that. But if you did think that, you would have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly right. So yeah. it's, it's so it's such an interesting like it's a thing you could have guessed. Um, 
but it, it would have sounded made, ridiculous and it would be like why yeah and why? but then you see that you see this scene and you go that's why yeah like now there's this extra reason that it's weird uh the whole circumstance with dougie um yeah and it begs, i mean it begs the it, it opens up so much more right absolutely um, because it's like well is dougie with janie the same way that cooper was with diane like there's a weird there's a weird like uh familial thing or or the manufactured cooper would work best with the with the person who's related to diane you know what what's the causal relationship there if any you know why why is the manufactured version of cooper with the sister of the sort of old friend and confidant of the original cooper you know yeah. That's that's such a that's such a curveball. I would not have expected. Uh, and you know, we get the nice little detail that it's her nickname. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was a little a little touch of Lindelof uh, uh-huh. in there, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh come on, it's just a nickname. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clearly, I mean, who's gonna have a a name with Janie E in the East capitalized? I mean, come on, guys. Clearly, it's a nickname, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a simple answer. Like, mm-hmm. like I, the whole time I was just like, they just think that's normal. I, mm-hmm. I give up. I mean, she's Janie E. Yeah, and I think it's a weird nickname because it it's longer than the actual nickname. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, right. like Jane is. I mean, you see, Jane is should be the nickname for Jane because it's the simplest. But then you make it longer with Janie. Right. You add a syllable, and then Janie E has another syllable on top of yeah. that or whatever. So it's just yeah. it's counter it's counterintuitive in terms of nicknames. But and it's just awkward to say too, because you mm-hmm. when you say Janie, you're already saying E, but then you have to mm-hmm. say it twice. Janie. It's like yeah. Ugh. It's a mouthful, which like nicknames are supposed to be easy to say, right? I mean, mm-hmm. isn't that part of it? I don't know. Yeah, that's the nickname uh, promise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's from the National Nickname Federation. <laughs> it's somewhere in the whatever mm-hmm. in the paper, but it really, it really just deflated the strangeness of it completely, and I was like, and oh. It, and- and yeah, it was that kind of Lindelof thing where, uh, like you're saying, where it's a little bit like your fault for not guessing it. Yeah. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit like, come on. It's so simple that that was what it was, guys. Yeah. And this whole time you didn't even think of that? Yeah. And no, I didn't. And no, I didn't. <laughs> because you gave me no way to think that. Yeah, Yet exactly. Somehow I still had a way to think that. It's great. Yeah. It's like it's like someone saying like, okay, picture, picture, picture a big room, you know, and then and then and then they, and you go, okay, I'm picturing a big room, and then they go, okay, is there is there a yellow crocodile in that room, and you go, oh no, I, I didn't know I could I could picture a yellow crocodile. Well, I didn't say you couldn't picture a yellow crocodile. I just said picture a room, <laughs> you know. The it's like right. you put your own boundaries on it. But it yeah. seems like the boundaries are, are part of, you know, are, are sort of inherent, but it's like you put your own boundaries on it. It's interesting. Right, right. Yeah, just kind uh, of assuming, like, you know, they're they're giving the character what their name is and not, like, 
throwing a curveball <laughs> that like it's actually just mm-hmm. the nickname and you know their real name is like literally i mean jane doe is like the <laughs> mm-hmm. like the go-to you know anonymous name that uh that's used like it's mm-hmm. you know uh so it's like oh <laughs> so jane doe becomes jane J- jane uh jones exactly yeah 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 okay exactly pretty close pretty close there phonetically yeah yeah so just it makes it it makes it so much less strange i mean it makes it the opposite of strange i mean it just seems excessively normal now well yeah who who that's the first time twin Peaks has ever made anything (laughs) the opposite of strange um well, and it begs a question about Sonny Tim. Um, yeah, well. So, so yeah. his his name is is Son, or uh, <laughs> you know, like if you use the same logic. Yeah, it's a good point. That's a good. Yeah, is Sonny Bono is is Sonny? Oh, you know, in uh, in Godfather, uh, mm-hmm. Sonny was short for Santino. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If that's... Well, listen, Santino Jones is a cool name, so <laughs> I'm hoping for that kid's sake. He's Lil Santino. Sure, why not? Why not? Sonny Bono looks like Sonny was Salvatore, maybe? Or... Salvatore? Okay. I'm not sure where it's actually coming from, but yeah, okay. it was Salvatore Philip Sonny Bono. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um. Yeah, so many, so many crazy. Yeah, it, uh, it it raised the possibility in my mind for the first time, and I don't think this is necessarily true, but it's like it's there now that that Janie E is in on it in some way, or possibly knows more than we thought. Um, oh, hmm. It, I mean, it, 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 it's not necessarily true, but that yeah, possibility it is... forces you to ask the question now. She's not completely innocent. I mean, now, we do have a sense that they're estranged to some degree. True. But, yeah, it, you, you do have to do your due diligence and ask the question of, of uh, does that mean she knows more? Yeah. Was she tar- was, you know, but it goes, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. Was she targeted in a way because of this familiar relationship? Uh, was it's just just a random coincidence? Did Diane agree to like have her sister marry this Cooper copy? It's just it's it's strange. I don't think she knows about that. I don't. God. She must. Does she, she must. must? Does she must? I think she must. I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be weird if she's supposed to be like surprised that so, no, because I mean the the message was so talking about acting, Las Vegas. I think she knows yeah. there's something weird. If it's just like oh my her... sister and some random guys in Las Vegas, like no, I mean I could see her maybe knowing about Dougie, but I don't see her knowing that her sister is married to Dougie. Like, but she means... does though. She that's what she does says. She... Yeah, she says he's married. He's married to Dougie Jones, Douglas Jones, and he goes by Dougie. He, he says it ah, right forgot, in that scene. Yeah, yeah. I. But the, okay, then then she doesn't know who Dougie Jones. He goes she by know Dougie. That, she knows. The, she knows. Well, no, who no, no, no. What I'm what I'm saying is, does that mean this? Is it necessary that she knows that the good Cooper is in that body now? Well, she doesn't necessarily that's, know that. That's but I think I'm she saying, knows like, he looks like Cooper. 
that is possibly something she should know. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, possibly. I could see that being something she doesn't know, but yeah, it's 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 right there. Um, yeah, I mean that that just opens up a bunch of worms that no one wants to deal with. Um, I never would have considered it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was, and it and it's such a simple thing that you know as soon as they said it, like the story changed direction. I mean, I guess that's what you were saying. Like, it's like yeah, oh, that completely changes what I thought about that Las Vegas plotline. Well, and. It just calls into question so many things about like, okay, well now what you know, what does Diane know and when does she know it? Yeah. Uh, because there's no way, right, that um what was it, ninety seven that Dougie was in the car accident or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh and then he married Janie shortly after that, something like that. Yeah. Or were they already married when the car No, they weren't already married, I don't no, think. I don't think so, so but you know, so when when Janie E calls up her old sister Jane, I mean <laughs> Diane, sorry, um, and says, "Hey, I'm getting married." You know, mm-hmm. if this is a conversation that happened, and she sees that her husband is, mm-hmm. is Cooper. Yeah. I mean, there's some explaining to do there. You so, would think so. So that makes me think she didn't know way back then. She she presumably only found out more recently. Well, that's, that's what I'm guessing. I don't know. I mean, you know, the the meeting with Mr. C that happened, you know, way back when, you know, seemingly, uh, I would say, is, the you know, the start of whatever conspiracy they have now. And I think it's totally possible that she, she knew that was happening. I mean, it's starting to get crazy, but it's like, ah, seems like she's a, she's a willing you know, conspirator in this, in this craziness. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. It makes me think she, she did know. The more Jane, ugh, Jane, I can't that, that, that Mr. Jane C, now. you know, told her. The more that Diane knows, the more, uh, or the higher, uh, or the more, <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> The more that whatever reason she is working with Mr. C, the 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 bigger that has to be, right? So it, you know, if she's a more recent conspirator, then then whatever he's holding over her, or whatever if he's coercing her, or whatever reason she's willingly doing it, is a certain level. But if she but if she's part of the original plan and she's known for like you know a decade and a half or whatever. Uh, you know, then, then I then I think that really ups the stakes in terms of like the believability on why she would be going along with this. Um, right. So yeah, so if it's if it's a long time, then she's got a lot more explaining to do. Yeah, uh, I feel like from this conversation that it's very possible that if we just take her at her word, she hasn't talked to her in years. Yeah, um, that she doesn't know a about necessarily that that the real cooper is is in dougie um unless yeah. you know unless the whole reason she's doing this is to help him somehow and right you know play, playing a double agent kind of a thing yeah uh or b uh that um th- that the dougie jones that's married to her sister looks like cooper you know the the og dougie um mm-hmm. that's ah that's crazy that's crazy 
I also wonder if this is something she's making up because like once they mention Janie E, that's the that's the trigger to talk about Las Vegas. Right. And that was the thing that Gordon guessed that they knew about that they haven't asked her yet was yep. the ring. Yep. So I wonder if this is all part of a of you know the story, whatever game she's playing, uh, Diane. That is. So this is these are all just you know not true, that that's not her sister and and uh, you know and so she's this is just something she knows to say. When they bring up Las Vegas or when they bring up Jane right. and E. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely possible that it's not true. Um, but, yeah, I still think that would imply that she knows to some degree something about what's going on in Las Vegas. Well, and I was going to say, um, Cooper, Mr. C, could have told her to say this, but the FBI is monitoring her communications so uh, unless he found a way around that they would figure it out pretty quickly that right. this is a script he gave her right right um yeah it i'm trying to, to been pre-arranged like a while i'm trying ago. to min- minimize her culpability as much as possible yeah well you I, know. i'm waiting for that like third act twist or yeah. at this point 16th act twist where it could like be coming she takes that wig off and she's a brunette you know <laughs> and like <laughs> And she's wearing, yeah. you know, and she, like, undoes her outfit, you know, and she's got, like, a monochromatic clothes on, and <laughs> she's like, I hate all that color, you know. Uh, it, was all, it was all a ruse. Right. Fashion, fashion was just a red herring. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, let's, I mean, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll come to all that, um, the, that rabbit hole. I mean, you got... Um, Oh man, I mean, so obviously, uh, Andy's Adventure in Wonderland, yeah, uh, was was really really a game changer. Going to Jackrabbit's Palace, I didn't necessarily think that was going to be this one. Um, I guess by having two days, they make it where they can have another one that maybe happens, you know, a bit later in the series. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be another. Yeah, I think it it's. Something came during the first one, and maybe something will leave during the second one. So this mm-hmm. is like the opening and closing of that portal. I, I think is what yeah. the days are. But I mean, this whole portal thing again is is so interesting. And this idea that you know, there's just portals now, guys. We just have That's to just deal with thing. it. Yeah. It's just the thing. there's just portals and vor- vortexes. Vortices. Uh, vo- thank you. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out. Um, <laughs> it's like a. Uh, why did the mathematician die in the vortex? I don't know. Like, because Jason Vortices. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Sorry, I need to work on that. One. Wow. I gotta work on that. <laughs> Who stalked the mathematician in the in the in the Matrix? I don't know. In the vortex, I don't know. So <laughs> this. There's a joke. There's a math horror joke there. There's not enough of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voorhees is a weird last name, I, I will say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you've got Andy's whole thing here, um, which... Andy you know, going there, like, what the Of fuck? all people, you know, and what did the, the, the dirt in the pocket have to do with anything? Like, did he no do idea. the dirt... Did he do the dirt wrong or right? <laughs> and that's why he went versus the yeah. other ones? Or was he... 
they equal had they all had an equal chance, and the and mm-hmm. the the firemen chose him. Yeah. Uh, and I I love the whole thing of like when you're in this room with him, and he shows you something or makes you listen to something, like you get it. Right. You know, it's so weird because I'm like, I don't get it. You're not confused. Yeah, it's just like, ah, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, yes, clarity, finally. <laughs> yeah, he comes out of there with, like, some specific information oh, that was, he's like... He's a man on the mission. He's got purpose. He's got direction. Like, he's uh, he's like a different Andy. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, and for a character that didn't really have any sort of character development in terms of, like, a big arc... You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Of like changing. Um, he and Lucy are this. You know, we talked about that. Yeah. They're they're basically the same, and they they made that point on the show. Yeah. That they they they've kind of you know not stayed with the times. They're they're right. very much of their time. And um, but yeah yeah I can't wait to see what else is up with Andy um and that whole thing. Oh man, we got. I can't wait to talk about this whole. Oh man. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Then we got Mr. Green Glove. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which this is the whole show by itself. Like, like, I mean, that's a premise for a TV show. This guy has this thing and he gets this glove and now he's a superhero, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and his, and his sidekick is, uh, is also a security guard by night and, and plays at the local music joint, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, what a, what a crazy random type of character that they set up in the first episode, the first part, uh, or was it part two when we saw that? Yeah. I, yeah, I think it was part two. Yeah. I think it was the end of part two, but you know, the first night, I guess. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Cause they show them both at the same time. Yeah. And, um, uh, but yeah, this whole, th- you know, and obviously it calls back to, to Nadine's, uh, miraculous strength. Oh, yeah. Um, it's true. Just sort of out of nowhere being strong sort of a thing. Maybe hers was drape runner related. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Sure. <laughs> Logical. Um, but yeah, the green glove and it, you know green is a big color on the show, so that's interesting. Uh, and then of course, I think the biggest thing, you know, that really takes the cake is uh, when when Sarah um, <laughs> touched up her makeup. Maybe it's a euphemism. <laughs> she powdered her nose. Oh God. She um, she she you know what they used to say in the old days: put on her face. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really want to fuck with this? <laughs> <laughs> He's and she's like, dude, there's there's a there's a void in here. There's a hand there's a hand with a with the yep. spiritual finger. I saw the spiritual finger. There's it out. There's some teeth. Yep. Do you really want to fuck with this? <laughs> I don't I, mean, I think that's the that's the holy trinity, right? <laughs> void, spiritual finger hand, and teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. And that that was uh much more than I thought we would get with Sarah Palmer. Way more. Uh, Whoa. And Based, I think like holy shit, the small thing with Hawk and the ceiling fan and the noise, like mm-hmm. I never didn't thought. You, didn't you guess this from that? <laughs> 
Oh my god, yeah, I didn't think, even if she was possessed, I didn't necessarily think she could do something like this, like, mm -hmm. take mm -hmm. her face off and, like, bite people's throats off. Like, what the fuck? I didn't see her bite anyone's throat off, she was just sitting there having mm -hmm. her drink the whole time. And he just fell over! He just fell over! his neck missing! <laughs> yeah, and you know, now that, that makes me think, like, you know, where did that piece go that she bit? And mm. now it makes me think of that little piece of flesh from Mr. C's trunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hastings, Hastings. Oh, yeah, sorry, Hastings trunk. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I wonder uh, if that's going to relate at all. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe when she eats a piece, it time travels or something. Yeah, it's, I, are they gonna tell us what that was? I, like, I just feel like there's no way that's gonna happen. But dude, you're but don't forget we're in an episode where Green Glove Hand Man is now <laughs> is now a character. You know, because yeah. I remember I remember calling that out when we saw it in that part in part two. Yeah, and and going, huh? That's weird. <laughs> I wonder if that means anything. I didn't think it was a big deal at all. I just figured it was a weird fashion choice. Uh, it's one of those things like, you know, um, the uh, uh, the uh, the atomic bomb behind uh, Gordon in that one mm -hmm. scene where, like, mm -hmm. it really could have just been, you know, yep. for scenery or whatever. Like, it looked interesting or whatever. It could have just been that, but it wasn't just that. It was clearly, no, like, a big... Like... Super Same. important. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's clearly going to play some big role in the story. And it's like, I never would have... From that one little moment, which was literally all we had until this one, like, I, I forgot mm -hmm. about him, really. Like, I yeah. thought I thought we'd get more James, but I didn't give a shit about Freddy. I didn't even know what his name was until this I, one. I didn't even know. I didn't even think we'd see... I didn't even think about what James's job was. Or what he would be doing besides playing music at the roadhouse. Mm -hmm. That's I was just like once I saw him as a, not as a security guard, I was like, no, no, it's not. Um, He's only got one song. Right. <laughs> Encore. On oh, second thought, no. Um, just heard it. Um, yeah, once I saw him as a security guard, I was like, oh, I wasn't even thinking like what else could James be doing with his life? You know, I just kind of thought, you know, I, I kind of blame Shelley. Like, once her line of, like, oh, he's just quiet now. Yeah. I, I really thought he was quiet now. I really thought he just wasn't going to be talking, like, normal right. or like he used to. And I thought, like, he would just, you know, he's just, uh, I don't know what, not quite working full time, mm -hmm. you know. Just by, you know, by passing time with some other way. Yeah. But he actually seemed pretty normal to me. Oh, he was totally normal. I, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't really detect that there was anything wrong. So it's just like, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't talk to you, Shelly. It, it yeah, maybe, to me. maybe he's got a beef with you, yeah. Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he saw you shoplift the other day. Oh. When you were stealing something for Becky. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sarah Palmer, you know, she takes her face off, mirroring Laura taking her face Definitely. off at the, in the uh, Black Lodge Red Room. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like mother, like daughter. Seemingly. Uh, and, you know, a completely different visage inside, of yeah. course. Yeah. Sort of the opposite of what you might expect. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and just throw it out there. You are thinking that, that what's in her is 
is. is... <laughs> oh, you're you're asking. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were gonna tell me what I was thinking because I thought maybe you knew because I'm not sure. It, well, um, I thought I was gonna. I was thinking you're thinking it's experiment. Experiment, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a possibility. Um, like another thing that popped in my head was, you know, if the girl from ni- 1950s really was Sarah Palmer, like this could be some kind of this could be related to that, you mm. know, which which would still mean she's related to experiment because that that thing did come from experiment originally. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, but then, yeah, then I guess I, I struggle, I struggle to understand the connection between that and Laura. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I feel like that's definitely a possibility. It's not necessarily that because I guess, uh, nothing that, nothing that they showed, uh, her do, uh, you know, aside from the, uh, attacking, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. guy seemed explicitly linked to experiment you know it was just kind of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know creepiness but um yeah like there there wasn't like a specific uh you know they didn't show experiments face in inside her face or anything like that um so i don't think it has to be that but i i mean i do think experiment is going to play some role in the story, which, you know, is, I mean, there's only, uh, four parts left, you know, three, three weeks, four parts. And so, uh, I think that's coming to a head pretty soon. And so how experiments going to enter the story somehow. And like, um, you know, uh, that would make sense, uh, in a way, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not a hundred percent convinced. Cause I guess they didn't, what they showed wasn't definitive enough for me to be, to be sure, you know? that that that's what it is um you know i feel like it's it's possible that there's some other explanation you know and and she she does uh, you know she attacks this guy who you know kind it kind of reminded me of the the dexter thing um from season five uh that everyone wants to forget uh the guy in the boathouse uh Mm -hmm, bathroom mm -hmm. who who was just like just a big asshole and then kills him and like it's you know and it's this sort of thing where like you don't really feel bad because he was an asshole Mm -hmm. you know and like this guy is clearly an asshole so the fact that she kills him you don't really feel bad for him you know um Mm -hmm. if she if she killed a bag boy or something um you know that would have a different uh effect so i guess like this doesn't seem like enough evidence for me to think that you know she really is like you know something more evil like experiments mm-hmm. um it seemed I like guess... it seemed like a kind of extreme self-defense <laughs> yeah me. well but it was she didn't have to do it really she could have walked it wasn't you know it was a type of self-defense i guess but it was sort of a preemptive strike because he you know well that's why i call it extreme <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, so two things that I think could relate it to experiment. One is um, that experiment was listed in the credits. True. Um, However, we see experiment in Andy's vision uh, that he's shown in the slow thirties yes, room. Yes. So I, I thought that was why experiment was in the credits. But sure, go ahead. Yeah, I just 
I just uh, I mean that's definitely true. Um, but I also was thinking if 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 experiment became like a character, then mm-hmm. uh, it would make sense to to credit it. Uh, the other thing was uh, um, uh, what was the other thing that made me tie it to experiment? Um, hmm. I forgot now. It'll come back to me. Um, but that the 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 idea that it's related to the frog bug thing from the fifties, if that was her, which would sort of suggest that she had this thing in her the whole time, which mm-hmm. I don't I don't really want to believe. It's hard to believe. I agree. Um. Because if so, like, she shouldn't have been putting up with Leland's crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good um, I do think, uh, you know, this deciphering sort of what Andy has shown would probably help. Honestly, from looking at it, from looking at just the chronology of how they, they sort of show the scenes, um, um, you know, we see experiment, you know, the sort of experiment model, I guess, the, the sort of image from the box. Mm-hmm. You know, then we see the experiment in the, in space or whatever, vomiting out yeah. the eggs. And, and, and then we see Bob. The Borb, yeah. Yeah, and then we see the convenience store with yeah. flashing lights and smoke, but no woodsman. Mm-hmm. And then we see the convenience store with flashing lights and Woodman, and then we see the main Woodsman guy saying, yeah. got a light. So just from those, like, five beats or whatever, it seems to me that Experiment created Bob, and Bob created the Woodsman. Like, if, if I knew nothing else about the show. Oh. That's what I would, that's what I would gather, because it's a different sort of order than when we originally saw these scenes. Right. Uh, we saw the woodsman first, and then yeah. we saw experiment right. and Bob whole thing. So, so just from this order, it makes me think that you know Bob sort of created the woodsman, uh, uh, which which would kind of make go you know kind of help the idea when they were you know trying to save him or whatever right. when Mister C got shot. Right. Um, and it would also yeah. be fitting my my preferred theory that. Um, that they're not just uh, his henchmen or something. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, then you, you have Laura with the angels, which I think the angels is, is such a important symbol here. I don't know what it means, <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like it's like key to figuring out why we're even seeing her. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I think it goes to, you know, the white light in her face when she took yeah. her face off, like what, whatever that is, you know, and even the you know the the angel and fire walk with me, you know, which this is calling back to uh, from the from the picture. Um, you know, there's there's something with angels here, you know. Um, yeah. But but what is what what is an angel, you know? And is it is it the opposite of a woodsman, <laughs> you know, or something mm-hmm. or? Um, but yeah, this whole sequence was, was was great. They they gave him the two Coopers idea, um, and 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 not only the two Coopers idea, but like you know actually getting to see the two Coopers. So if he ever sees Mister C, he'll know. Oh that's yeah, not, that's not Dale Cooper. Right. Um, right. 
And then we get left off on this, like, thing where there's a phone ringing, and then Andy is bringing in Lucy to, like, he's unveiling something to her, but then, like, he sort of leaves her when she sees it. That was actually the weirdest one for me in Mm -hmm. this whole, like, montage. It seems like it's the future. I think think it's the future. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and even even that Black Lodge thing, when you see the two Coopers and they kind of split apart, I wonder if mm-hmm. if, if that's a sort of future scene. Yeah, of I the, can of see that too. Merging or fighting or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this whole thing where like Lucy's just like shown something, and it's not quite clear if she even sees what the thing is. Um. And then we get Nido, which is like you know a. I mean, just by itself is a complete, complete story changer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, if you guessed <laughs> that when Nido fell through space, she wound up in Twin Peaks, I, you, you, have, you have to stop guessing things right. because you're too good. It's unfair for you to guess anymore because that, that just there was just no thread there. That it, there, no. there was nothing that made it seem like that would ever be connected. It, all, it doesn't even make any sense on its surface no. why she would even be there. Um, and it, it calls into question if, like, <laughs> did she just want Cooper to do what she did so he'd go back to Twin Peaks? If that was a way to get back to Twin Peaks, like... You know, instead of him going through the the whole other thing and with the non-existent in the box, like, um, you know, if if he would have just uh, pulled the lever or whatever she did with, with, with or just jumped off, you know, right? It's weird. Maybe that's what she was saying to do. Follow me to Twin Peaks. I hope that's strange. <laughs> Isn't it? It wasn't even about three fifteen. It wasn't a bad 315 at all. Um, yeah, and then we get this thing I really want to talk about in depth when we get when we get to the scene. But but when Andy comes back from the fireman's lodge or whatever, uh, the firehouse, <laughs> um, they they do this thing where where where, um, where the other cops are sort of walking around mm-hmm. that. Big stump but but kind of fading in and out this sort yeah. of time lapse thing and that to me if anything on the show is an interesting sign that we're dealing with time travel that like time travel is a thing here because i mean did it come off to you that basically like time was rewound or something or fast forwarded it and then Andy shows up, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, just that one little effect of, of how Andy came back was like, oh, okay, if there's if there, if there anything is here hinting that there's time travel or multiple timelines or, or anything like that's possible, I'm like, they just said it here, because that was really weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots to lots to get into. Then of course we got the the roadhouse scene where we get some other people with names and <laughs> conversations conversations about things I don't think are even that important in context. I mean, like how much can the Billy thing really matter compared to Sarah Palmer's thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comparatively less. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it does seem like there's, there's a, an unnecessary level of mystery in that story. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, uh, the the weird incident of how he appears and leaves, which, like, I mean, that could be maybe explained it, but then, like, this uncle who's, like, maybe there or not, it's, like, it's, it's strange that there's all these details that don't really seem uh, necessary um, if, uh... Uh, I guess, you know, Richard just attacked him. Like, I mean, I, I guess that's what happened. Um, but it's just like, why is it so weird? I, you know, like, I don't... <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't understand why this story can't just be normal. Because um, it's Twin Peaks. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, uh, it's... Uh, the, I, the, the, the key thing about that for me um was uh solidifying that there really is some some truth to uh what audrey was talking about you know mm-hmm. um because uh you know there's there's some confirmation about tina um there's some confirmation about uh billy missing now they don't mention chuck or the truck so you know not sure what to do with that stuff yet but uh, the other thing was uh, Billy's uh, mouth and, and nose, blood was coming out, and Audrey talked about that. She saw it in a dream, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, that's, you know, semi-supernatural, I guess, but uh, it really seems to me like they're they're talking about stuff that's really happening, so I just, it's it's getting really hard for me to believe she's in a coma. <laughs> You know, her coma has broadband, <laughs> psychic broadband. Like, uh, yeah, and it's like specifically like fixating on a particular like drama that's playing out about some you know miss guy missing, mm-hmm. and like seemingly directly related to her son, um, and so that's that's weird. And uh, I mean, I still don't under- understand how the story works, but this really did like pull it back to like it's not all some weird imaginary thing, you know, that like only seems to be connected to, to uh, a story we saw, but you know, maybe like for, for a second there, I thought like maybe it was a misdirection or something. Maybe they wanted us to think that's what it was in the first scene. And then second scene, it's more like, no, 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 no. This is, you know, this is all some kind of delusion or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it seems that it's not that. Uh, and so that, uh, that was a big takeaway from this because these are people who seemingly, I mean, they're just sitting at the roadhouse, you know, they're not like participating in any kind of psychological program or whatever. Um, they're just talking about stuff and they're like specifically confirming, um, those details, you know? So, uh, it seems to me that story is going to play out, you know? Uh, I don't, I agree that I feel like it can't matter that much, but uh, you know Richard. Uh, Richard has some role to play in this larger story, clearly, um, mm-hmm. and he's connected to that. Uh, of course, Audrey is too. So, uh, so well, I say that like I'm a hundred percent sure. I'm like ninety nine percent sure she does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if Billy per se matters, but uh, it does seem to me like that general plot line uh, could mm-hmm. have some significance. 
Yeah, I think there's a thread here connecting Audrey to Richard, of course, to Billy, of course, to Red. I think Red might be involved in something that's going mm-hmm. on here. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Yeah, because we're, we're sort of dangling on on Could Red be that the hole. Uncle Red. Uncle Red. Yeah, I did. I did think that when she sort of couldn't remember if he was there. I'm thinking maybe that's a magic thing or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a plethora of weird stuff that that's not like the other. You know, it's not like there's like three kinds of weird things and there's like thirty examples of that. It's just mm-hmm. like no, there's just like thirty different weird things, which is uh, the alternate title of this show. Yeah. Uh, 30 different weird things. Um, but I guess uh, that was a, a change of pace for the Roadhouse scene for me that um, even though it's still like a bit obtuse, uh, they are actually talking about things that we've heard about before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're telling us new information about that. Like that hasn't been the case with. Uh, the, Come on, the rash, the rash. <laughs> And, you know, Angela and Clark and, you know, like, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's like, maybe they'll tell something later, but at the time, like, we had no context for it. And that, that was what was different about this. Like, this was stuff that we had all heard about before. So, it, it made it play a bit differently from those other scenes. Even though, like, the setup is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. That, that's that booth... Yeah, this is like the conversation booth. Yeah. Like you, you go here for obscure conversation. Yeah. That only the two of you and possibly a third person who'll show up later will will right. know. Right. Um Yeah, so I yeah, I don't know how much that can really matter, but I guess we'll find out shortly. Indeed. Indeed. Um all right, you wanna get into the episode here? Yeah, let's do it. Um all right. Can I mention one thing at the top? Sure. So I noticed the opening title sequence. Yeah. Um, I noticed that if you if you look at it at the very end, where where they have this like top down shot of the waterfall, mm-hmm. um, and and so the perspective basically makes it seem like the water is going up away right. from you. Yeah. And then it cuts into the. Um, the curtains, which which seem to flow upwards. Yeah. Uh, so I just noticed that. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing because I think, you know, with the whole where did Laura go, uh, she went up somewhere. Right. Uh, so it made me think of that, like some kind of some kind of general hint that we'll be going up. <laughs> <laughs> we're going up. They'll yeah. be up. They'll be up where we're going. Well, the vortexes definitely go up. Hey, the vortexes go up. For example. Like, did Laura just go through a vortex? Maybe. It was just a vortex. Could be. Um. All right, yeah, I just wanted to mention that at the top. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely... Uh, it's definitely... A, the, the flowing waterfall becomes the flowing curtains. Mm-hmm. And then, like, to an extent, like, panning across the floor, it's like the... The um the zigzag pattern is like this sort of flowing wavy thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah, the visual kind of idea, but uh 
yeah uh i we're definitely going up uh up is up is where all the action is these days mm-hmm you know you know where's up where's up atop the convenience store is up oh yeah that's true that's an up that's a good point yeah yeah so uh, yeah hopefully we'll find out that <sighs> yeah i it's it's just getting weird. Like I, I don't. Uh, I feel getting. I, <laughs> I feel unsettled with the idea that um, although I have like some vague sense of like certain elements of where the story should go, um, as late as we are, I'm still kind of. I still can't quite picture exactly what is supposed to be happening here at the end. Um, I think with the time they have left, all they have time to do is, I think, like, one more hit on Cooper. Yeah. Uh, I think Please, it's Sean Please, just one more. Just one more hit. That's all we can take. Um, I think one more hit, and I think I think Gordon and the FBI team arrive in time to save um, Dougie. Yeah. I mean, that's a big moment, by the way. I, I forgot to mention that. Like, the, the FBI finding out about Dougie. Yes. You know, even if they don't specifically know everything, like, just the fact that they understand mm-hmm. who that is now, you know, is, uh, mm-hmm. is a huge step forward for the story. Yeah, and, you know, we were talking about the ring and, and how baffling. It, it. We still don't know how it got in the Major's body and, and everything. But, you know, we were trying to figure out how would how would they even find out who Janie E is and who Dougie is mm-hmm. related to her. And, um, and the answer was Diane. Yeah. <laughs> and that was never a guess. That was no, guess. no, that didn't seem to be on the table. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was just going to say quickly. Um, yeah, it seems like they only have time to go to Vegas, get Dougie and bring him to twin peaks. Yeah. And I assume there'll be some sort of, race or something because like mr c's got to get there too right so unless somehow he gets the coordinates and then goes to a place that ends up allowing him and cooper to be at the same place eventually um but uh i mean do, do they do they kidnap mr c you know like diane's like haha i'm 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 really on the good side i and i secretly brought the fbi to get you and i set mm-hmm. you up and i didn't tell them because i didn't want them to throw me off or whatever my dastardly plan i'm the smartest diane ever um <laughs> uh and um you know and so then maybe they have mr c and then they could just throw mr c and dougie into the into the uh black lodge and then mm-hmm. and then michael do the rest <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mike will do some magic. <laughs> I don't know. That that that's that's some kind of idea of what I think can happen. I don't think they have much more time for anything else. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think I think uh I think it has to be something along those lines. But I guess yeah, I don't know. I it's still Is it going to be Jack Rabbit's palace? Is there going to be like a second trip there and uh you know, and then another thing, are we going to see Glastonbury Grove again? I um, think they have to go back to Glastonbury Grove. I think Jack Rabbit's Palace is a, is a detour. I think, it, it, you know, maybe something like 
if Mr. C gets the goes the coordinates, but that's in Twin Peaks now, so now I'm even confused. Um, but if somehow he winds up in a vortex, maybe he comes out at Twin Peaks, you know, maybe like on the second day or something. I was thinking that. Right. Um, but yeah, I remember leading up to Jack Rabbit's Palace, the reveal, I, I was like, okay, what's here? What's going to be here? What's going to be here? Thinking like, okay, rack my brain real quick. What What's this whole thing about? And the thing I just, I landed on right before they kind of reveal what, what's over there is I thought it would be another like owl cave. I thought we were just getting another place with some clues. Right. With some symbols to decipher. Yeah. You know. So I was uh, pleasantly surprised when it was something way more interesting than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh <laughs> Yeah, full on full on trip to uh <laughs> where that is that one is. whole complete trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh the fire station. The fire station. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the vortex is like the fireman's pole that you ride up and down. Right, right, right. Well, it did have some kind of alarm in it. It had an alarm. Yeah, yeah. Sort of the the alarm went off when uh, you know experiment uh, spit out the borb. You know. That was... Oh, the original scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was some kind of thing going off. I mean, it seemed like that was what that was, like some kind of yeah. system thing. I do kind of want to tie it to Nido for no apparent reason, just because she had one of those things and she did something to hers. But uh, but it definitely seems like it was predicated on the the experiment thing. Yeah, well, uh, Nido's got something to do with the that whole business. I. I I don't really had know no this idea that Nido could exist in the real world. Didn't you know? And we talked about this before about those backward speaking people, and she kept her otherworldly yeah. sound effects. Um, yeah. And you know, and she didn't. Uh, she didn't speak normally, so or the hasn't eyes. yet. I didn't necessarily think we were gonna see Nido again. I thought of Nido not. was done. Yeah, bye, but bye, though. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when 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 you fall off a, a space box and float through eternity, you you know that's usually you're gone. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, I think it beg- I think it's an open question if if we'll see Briggs's head again. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that might float on by us something else. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that she's there, and, you know, and she, I think she knows Mother. She she, she knew about the banging, at least, so. Yeah. Um, that that might be, you know, maybe she's there to kind of turn them on to experiment or, or, or something like that or help them find it or something like that. I think the fact that she's blind means something important. Yeah. Um. So maybe she, maybe she has great hearing or the touch or sense of something and uh, and that'll help her with doing something good. See, I'm a writer. <laughs> that all sounds plausible. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, so surprised, so surprised that Nido's back. Uh, I had some idea of why she's blind, but I can't think of it now. I was like, oh, she's blind because of this. Um, but you know, it now it's like, are we going to see American Girl again? Right. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well. Are we going to understand what was going on in that scene? You know, that sequence, like I, there was, there's just, there was a number of steps there and I, I, I don't think I understand any of them. I think American girl needs to show up with Cooper shoes. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll, and then he'll wake up. Yeah. 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 No, she's the shoes like, definitely need to come back. You forgot your soul. S O L E S. Mm hmm. Did I say soul? I meant Shoals. You're Dr. Shoals. <laughs> yeah, he was just missing comfortable shoes. That's why he couldn't wake up. That's it. Don't you hate it when you go through your workday with uncomfortable shoes? Don't you feel like a drone who can only repeat <laughs> the last thing people say? <laughs> yes, I do. Well, if so, there's a product for you. <laughs> Endorsed by Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, oh man, so, yeah, four parts left, um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see, to think about the fact that they could even wrap all this up. It's hard uh, for me to believe, yeah, and I think you're right that, like, what it has to mean is, um, uh, I mean, we're just not gonna get, like, full explanations of everything, uh. There might be some, like, blanket explanations that might help answer some questions you know yeah. like like all the weird sick people was because of this thing right and, um you know that kind of that kind of thing yeah. um yeah i was trying to think there was something in the first part they still haven't dealt with um oh god uh god it was like a it was like a one-off scene oh the insurance guy coming to talk to um oh right to sheriff truman uh yeah yeah. So I'm like, is that gonna come back at all? Like, was that just filler for her to talk about? There's two Trumans, and, yeah, and yeah. like, you know, just that's set up what that I thought idea. at the time, and it still seems that way to me now. But hey, I was being skeptical, so you know, <laughs> what do I know? Oh yeah, <laughs> good old doctor being skeptical, skeptical, skeptical. I can say that word. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's interesting, you know, I think, I think there's like sort of two, you know, generally two ways you can take shows. It's like you either sort of overemphasize the minor stuff that doesn't seem like it's obviously going anywhere, or you can like overemphasize the crazy stuff that seems like it's going somewhere and you can like lose out right. on both 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 parts right you know of like oh that doesn't really matter you know like you said the green glove guy oh that's just a thing yeah it's like okay that's gonna matter huh all right yeah 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 he's gonna come in and like punch somebody i guess i don't know <laughs> that's, that's all i got i don't know what else he could really do well i mean he, he he's a crusher so he can crush things. Um, he's gonna crush. He's he's gonna crush evil. He's gonna crush the Borb. Um, oh, man. I don't know. Uh, he's gonna crush something. Get in there, Freddy. Crush the Borb. <laughs> yeah, crush Freddy. Crush. 
<laughs> Swing away home, Meryl. Swing away home. Oh, God. Everyone's favorite climax from everyone's favorite alien invasion movie. <laughs> yeah, just it kind of seems terrible. Uh, like, I, it's, it's such a random thing uh, out of nowhere. To this, He's British? Like, it took me a mm-hmm. second to even understand that. Like, I was like, is he speaking another language? Like, I, I was expecting him to be American. And so when he was speaking at first, like, I just wasn't registering words. It just sounded like <laughs> nonsense syllables. Mm-hmm. Once it hit me that he was British, I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now it I get it. It still sounds like nonsense syllables. And then it seems like, yeah, and then it just seemed comical, like, that, that the scene was written with, like, way too many H-words in it, so we could not say them. Oh, that's funny. I didn't catch that. <laughs> like, there was, he was constantly saying these H-words and not pronouncing the H, and it was just like, it, I don't know, it seemed mm-hmm. like, it seemed like it was... That it seems, was, un- yeah, like it's on purpose. Exactly, yeah, like it was on purpose. Because uh, they, I mean, yeah, they specifically wrote it that way. Um, mm-hmm. That he was supposed to to come all the way from uh, from London and you know get this mission to to come to Twin Peaks and and fulfill his destiny. <laughs> yeah, I can see that being in line with their with their interest in in, in sound and dialogue and and quirky characters. You know, uh, I, I'm just saying, like, can you imagine, like, just for you know, again, like to bring it back to Lost, like. You know, and I know it's not exactly comparable because, you know, this is a a limited series and it's coming on many years later and and so on. But just like if four episodes from the end of Lost, like some guy showed up, you know, some British guy showed up and said like, uh, you know. Oi, mate. (laughs) This guy Jacob came to me and gave me, told me to get a glove and one day I would fulfill my <laughs> destiny on the island and then he like punches the smoke monster back to the cave, you know, like, yeah. wouldn't that seem, I don't know, it's just like as, as little as we know this character, like, I, I just, I, his role can't be that significant, right? I mean, I would think not and yet, um, it must be something or they wouldn't introduce this. So it's just I don't know it's it's just it's weird for me. Yeah, I I had the same kind of train of thought when I was watching the scene. And I was like, oh, he's British. Oh, that's so random. This British guy in Twin Peaks. Wow. Okay. Huh. Uh, and then you know once he actually tells the story, it makes sense. You know. Yeah. But I thought it was just a weird casting choice, or or just like, hey, some people immigrated to Twin Peaks. Sure. You know. Why not? Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what a! It, this is the kind of scene that they totally could have put up way earlier. Yeah. Unless in the very next part we're gonna get another scene that, that connects and it'll sort of be better that they're close together. But like otherwise, it seems like just a one-off scene they could have put anywhere. I think uh, I think the only things that that maybe um would have been different if they showed it earlier it's like first of all the the mention of a vortex like that would have been different if we saw that earlier for example before we had ever seen a vortex yeah um and then the other thing is that he mentions the firemen and Mm -hmm. if you know if we had never heard who that was then it kind of would have changed i think it would have worked but the scene would have been different it was different because we just learned who that was 
Well, we would have. Um, yeah, we would have. If it was before this part, we would have get. We would have been wondering if the fireman was the giant or yeah. if he was someone else. We would have had this like extra mystery about who this person is. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but I like I I agree that I think it would have worked any uh, anywhere else. It just it would have it would have played slightly differently because at this point, you know, we feel like we have a pretty good handle on what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, earlier in the in the season, I you know I wouldn't have been so comfortable assuming what happened to him. Hmm. Yeah, and if it was earlier, they they might have written it. They might have written it differently to kind of obscure some of these some of these things but right um and i, I thought it was interesting too it was like not that your your right hand is not just strong but it specifically possesses the power of an enormous pile driver mm-hmm. which is like a very specific thing um so he's gonna drive some piles i guess <laughs> Sure. Um, which I guess isn't 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 a hundred miles away from uh, Doctor Ant's shovel, you know, digging. Right. Right. Piles digging. Right. Digging piles. True. Digging piles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Words I'm saying together <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Is he gonna? He's just gonna. Is he gonna punch something? <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. I mean, it just, it seems silly in my head. Like, okay, Freddie, do your thing. Like, it's just, yeah. I, I just, I can't really envision how it's going to work and how it's not going to seem really cheesy and kind of out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy we met, like, two episodes ago is, like, going to save the world now. Like, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe there'll be a situation where... His hand w- was gonna get chopped off or something, or it's gonna get cut off and it doesn't. You know, maybe, maybe, or maybe like, um, it's like a like a like a portal, and he sticks his hand in there and he keeps the portal open in time for them to escape. You know, mm-hmm. maybe the sort of a Hodor moment or something. Oh, um, you know, <laughs> trying to think of like other uses for a strong hand. Right, right, right. <laughs> Besides just punching somebody, yeah. Besides, like a big, yeah, a big punch. Yeah, uh, that's a good, that's a good thought. Maybe it will be, because I feel like it's got to be, it's got to be an assist. You know what I mean? It's, it's mm-hmm. just, it, if he really like, <laughs> if he really like does the big killing blow to Bob or something, it's just gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting. Um... God, yeah, this whole thing, this whole thing is like so crazy. Uh, but yeah, I was gonna say it's interesting that the fireman is is recruiting other people to help with whatever's going on here. Yeah, and people not specific to Twin Peaks or related to Twin Peaks in general. Yeah. So you know, it begs the question: Why this guy? You know, does it matter? Mm-hmm. Could it have been anybody? Um. Um. Yeah, it's. Are there more people we haven't met yet that are involved in this mm-hmm. that just haven't haven't spoken up? You know. Yeah. No. Seems possible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. All right. So yeah, you ready to like? 
talk about the scenes. Yep. Okay, so uh, the first scene, we go to Buckhorn. We have uh, Gordon Cole, FBI director, apparently. Uh, Gordon Cole calling Twin Peaks Sheriff Station, uh, returning Frank Truman's call. He speaks with Lucy briefly and uh, then gets um, Frank on the phone. And Frank tells Gordon about the uh, Laura Palmer diary pages that they found, the missing ones. And the main takeaway seems to be that they indicate two Coopers. Two Coopers. Well, that's not relevant to anything that's happening. So <laughs> that clue is going to fall on deaf ears. Yeah, yeah. So do you, you know what I'm thinking about this part. Yeah, so don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> let's skip past it because we both know <laughs> all um, right tell me well so you know it's just conspicuous uh, there's a couple of things i mean first uh i think it's 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 a bit interesting and surprising that uh he doesn't mention the other stuff um mm -hmm. you know i i don't know maybe uh you know, maybe that seems, uh, I don't know, not relevant or something. But, I mean, they know that uh, the Cooper came out of Black Lodge, met with Major Briggs, um, that he died shortly after and so on. And then they found this stuff with Major Briggs. And I guess they don't know that the FBI is investigating Major Briggs right now specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed they didn't share more uh, on that front. And also, of course, that uh, there was no mention of Annie whatsoever. That basically, that whole that whole message, like, boiled down to, like, there's two Coopers. And I guess, like, part of the point is he's not trapped anymore. Um, but, yeah, the Annie sort of erasure... <laughs> Mm -hmm. kind of uh continues here uh by by what by the way they choose to present it um and i i had a similar uh thought about the fire walk with me uh sequence that they sort of replay later like by what they choose to omit and what they choose to focus on it sort of recontextualizes the thing mm -hmm. uh in terms of like Here's the thing that matters for what we want to do now. Yeah. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, it almost seems like this scene is like out of order. And it should have happened way earlier before they found the Major's message. You know, I, I was thinking that too. Um, but... Um, uh, but Gordon mentions, uh, Gordon mentions in, uh, I don't remember, at some point in the next uh, few uh, parts uh, when they're in the room, this, uh, that he gets this call uh, from Frank Truman indicating two Coopers. Um, oh yeah, he tell yeah, he tells Tammy and Albert uh, after Diane leaves. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean... That it, it has to be pretty late, because, like, by that point, um, if, if he's just telling them, I mean, it seems like that's when it should happen, and that means Diane's been deputized. I mean, that means, like, a number of elements in the story must have happened already. 
Um, so I feel like I, I like I agree. I have that sense too. Like like this seems like it's out of place, and yet uh, you know the direct reference to it in this other scene that clearly seems like it's in the right place uh, makes me think this is where they intended to put it, which is which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's almost like maybe maybe. Uh, maybe the scenes where they find all that stuff of the majors are the ones that are out of place. <laughs> like, they should have been later? I don't know. Or maybe this whole thing should have been earlier? I, it's a, the timeline is very confusing, I have to say. Yeah, or he should have just shared what he knew, all of what he knew in this scene here, and I think we would have been fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's... the fact that he didn't say it did make me wonder if it was if it was just moved around. Well, and also, I, I thought they didn't say it because they haven't actually gone, you know, by this point in the in this episode, they hadn't actually gone to Jack Jack Rabbit's palace yet. Yeah. So I thought whatever he would tell him would be sort of incomplete at this point. Um, so that would be a reason not to say anything about that uh, now, because whatever's going to happen there, you know, we'll have more information to share with Gordon, which obviously... Uh, something big happened there. A couple right. big things. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the what what came off to me is why he didn't just like give more information. Uh, and it's you know it also goes back to when uh when Harry or by Harry I mean Frank uh talks to Ben you know and they don't really share everything they know about right. Richard and and all that stuff. It's kind of it's kind of par for the course with sort of detective stories or you know investigation sort of a thing you see that a lot in scenes where people don't say everything they know for some reason i mm -hmm. guess it's just you know there's an economy there too of like that scene could have gone on for five minutes right you know with them just going back and forth telling the audience things the audience already knows right so you know those kinds of things factor in yeah but um but yeah, it was nice to, you know, I mean, the fact that Gordon, you know, knows that something with Laura is up might help him because he had that Laura vision. Right. Um, um, but yeah, the thing with Annie, I, you know, we'll see what happens by the end of the show. I don't know. You know, I just, you know, what, what could what could really be happening? <laughs> now, you know, there's obviously with... Um, you know, the Audrey scene with Charlie and is that a dream or not? And then as we were talking about before, you know, the, the Jack Rabbit's palace scene when Andy comes back is edited very strangely. And, and it has, um, you know, sort of some, a little, a little, I mean, not exactly the same, but a little similar quality to the, uh, the purple place, the weird editing there with the time skips and stuff like that. So, you know, there's evidence that something's up with time. Sure. Yeah. 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 So there's there's something up with time. It's not clear what that is and what it's affecting and if it's if it's a, a sort of like um, ambient effect or if it's something particular or if it's just how they're telling the story and it's systematic to to some like story thing we're gonna get. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm holding out hope that Annie's. You know, not not that she needs to be on the show or anything, um, but I'm holding out hope that you know, I don't, I don't even see them bringing her up again. But I'm holding out hope that you know somehow she's not completely erased 
um, from the show proper. Uh, you know, maybe there's, you know, maybe we might hear something about the ring or something or the nurse. I feel like we need to know what happened to that nurse. You know, I don't know if they're like, you know, 25 years ago, a nurse mysteriously died, you know, and mm-hmm. she complained She complained that her arm was numb, yeah, you know, yeah. or something. Uh, just just something that would connect us back to, to when the last time we saw Annie. But, yeah, it could just be, you know, she's literally just the messenger, um, which got them sort of going. You know, we're still holding out for the... The, the context of that uh, scene in part one with Hawk in the woods, oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sort of connects to Laura's diary and that whole thing, I think, um, in terms of, you know, just whatever was getting going there with, with the log's message and stuff. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There's, there's, the Time is weird, you know? Time is weird. There's, you know, obviously there's a lot of people out there trying to make sense of, the, you know... The out of order, the seemingly out of order scenes, and then the other sort of like visual things we've seen. Um, you know, people think that glitch on the door and that one part was it, it factors into oh, right, right, yeah. some larger thing about time. Um, you know, so in, in, anyway, uh, I'm trying to think what else in this scene stood out to me. I mean, it uh, for me it was uh, even though like it wasn't everything I wanted. It was uh, satisfying to have the storylines kind of uh, interacting, mm-hmm. you know, and and we get like two doses of that really with um, you know they find out about Ducky later, so that kind of brings together multiple story threads that have been basically totally separate for the the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just nice. I was like, I was wondering how it was going to happen that they would finally um, contact Twin Peaks. Um, so yeah, I was I was glad that um, uh, Frank actually decided to call the FBI and and tell them the small amount of information they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh... You know, Gordon is the FBI director, which, which never seemed. You know, when they when they when they mentioned it again in this in this part, it caught me off guard because it never seems to me like he's the head of the FBI. Yeah, yeah, that it, yeah. It just never comes off like he's literally, you know, J. Edgar Hoover or whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um so that was interesting. Um, we learned that, uh, you know, Lucy and Andy went to Bora Bora. Right. Uh, another duality thing. One word, two words sort of a thing there. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, and, and the, 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 the FBI agents in the room were weird. Um... I don't know why they were like that. But... The Las Vegas ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they're very strange for uh, for no apparent reason. Yeah, sorry, did I skip ahead? I was just thinking. Yeah, 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 that. that's, yeah, that's later. Um, all right. Yeah, I think that's about it. We got the yeah the next part continuing this whole thing. Uh, yeah. 
when did that oh yeah got it um yeah so uh so we go to uh to uh another room in the same hotel still in buckhorn um there's a bunch of equipment there they brought a lot of stuff um and uh albert is telling tammy about 1975 i guess it's the the story of this uh, original blue rose case that he uh alluded to earlier when they recruited her originally um uh so i guess there was a murder in olympia washington and there was a suspect uh named lois duffy and they find her in a motel room and i guess you know to make a long story short i think she shot her doppelganger Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i guess the doppelganger says i'm like the blue rose um well and you know doppelganger in quotes i think it was she was uh like dougie where she's manufactured so you know not not like a mr c doppelganger evil from the black lodge i don't think but but more of a manufactured person that's what that's how it comes off to me with the idea of, you know, the blue rose being something that doesn't exist in nature. Okay. okay. You know, which, which, which might help them with the idea of Dougie, you know. So this idea that there's been other manufactured people before, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it shouldn't be quite, I mean, obviously it could be because we're dealing with that in the main storyline. But it, I don't think it should be the doppelganger proper because they don't, you know because they shouldn't be able to come out at the same time. Because that's the whole quandary that Cooper is in. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, but it I don't know. It seems like that the doppelganger committed a murder. I don't know. It made me think it really was the, the sort of evil doppelganger. Uh, well, they didn't say... Oh, you're saying... Uh... Well... Okay, yeah, I got confused on the line. So they're they're investigating in a murder. So, so there so there's two dead people. One of the dead people is the is the the blue rose Lois Duffy. Yeah, it confused me when they're like we're investigating a murder, but then and then somebody dies, but they're investigating some other murder. So yeah. so yeah, so she's saying uh, Lois is saying she didn't do it. So you're saying that yeah that the the doppelganger did it and killed somebody. That I mean, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that that's what we're supposed to think. So yeah, that's that's what makes it sound more like um you know, more like a, a evil doppelganger type situation. Yeah. Yeah, I it could go the way. I, I, I'm thinking it's manufactured specifically so it ties into Dougie, which is the thread they're trying to pull on next. Um so yeah, that's why that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, but that makes also, sense. There's also a way to explain Mr. C, you know, so if they're like, oh, doppelganger, evil version, you know. Right, right. That, that's there, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's that's where I thought they were going with that. Because um, I guess, uh, you know, Dougie, uh, Dougie was manufactured, and that's, I mean, that's a deal. <laughs> I mean, that's not, I'm not saying that's a minor detail, I'm just saying, uh, you know, at this point in the story, like, that Dougie is gone, you know what I mean? So I feel like the current mm-hmm. story is Cooper and the doppelganger, so 
I feel like it's possible they're yeah. focusing on that um, that aspect. Yeah, uh, there's there's still the idea though that they do need to explain, you know, Dougie pre Cooper taking over. You know what I mean? Like, there's a whole time period there yeah. where it's not it's not Cooper as Dougie. Yeah, and, and also they use the word conjured, which I think is very close to manufactured. Um, so that's another reason that I was thinking they meant you know, a manufactured entity. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, uh, who manufactured her? Um, that would be one question. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, um, the other Lois says she didn't commit the crime and she hanged herself. And the officers were Gordon and Philip Jeffries. Um, Mm -hmm. Tammy asked about the Blue Rose. And uh, because Blue Roses don't occur in nature, uh, I guess that means the dying woman was a tulpa. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The obvious answer. (laughs) From Tulpa, Oklahoma, right? Yeah, that's... Home of the fighting tulpas. (laughs) Everyone's familiar uh yeah so i'm just looking up talpa um yeah what that actually is um and so if you have if you don't know a talpa is an entity created in the mind acting independently of and parallel to your own consciousness so the idea um that is um you know a being created from sort of collective thoughts of separate people uh, I guess Santa Claus or something, you know, or uh, is that kind of a thing? Uh, you know, um, <laughs> if it was real, I guess. Uh, I gotta look into this 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 thing some more. But it's you know, it's a Tibetan um, thing, which ties into uh, uh, the Dugpas that we've oft heard about. Right. Right. Um, so that's interesting with this old Tibetan philosophy coming back. And I, I'm sure that spiritual finger thing, too, is probably a Tibetan thing or some or some similar idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it all goes back to transcendental meditation. <laughs> everything does. Um, yeah, so the idea that, like, you know, Tammy knows the right question to ask, clearly the Blue Rose, is always the right answer. Like, j- just the mm. Blue Rose is, you know, same thing in, in Firewalk With Me. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I was, sh- I was a bit shocked that Gordon, <laughs> we keep, we keep learning like more backstory with these people and you think, you know, what's up, but like Gordon and Jeffries were partners basically. Yeah. Uh, didn't know that. Um, no, me um, and, um, because even back in Fire Walk with me, when 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 Jeffrey shows up at the Philadelphia office and and he's like, uh, you know, Cooper, you know, this is Jeffrey's, blah blah blah, you know, he's not like my old partner, right, 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 <laughs> right. Uh, but so the idea that like you know, you know, going back to what they mentioned in the last part about the founding of the Blue Rose Task Force, um, the fact that he put he basically put Jeffrey's in charge because Jeffrey's was there for the initial thing. Uh, which completely makes sense. You know, before I thought it was like, oh, he had a bunch of agents he could have chosen from. 
right. uh, to, to head the task force. But it's like, oh, no, he just puts his partner, who's the other guy who was there when this all started. Okay, all right. right. That makes sense. It's yeah. pretty direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, this is this is such an interesting just scene as a you know you can kind of picture it in your head like walking into this room and and, and somebody gets shot and then you see who the victim is and then you see that the that the that the murderer is the victim and it's very uh, yeah very lost highway you know oh yeah um, and Albert has to add like she didn't have a twin sister yeah just like in case you're just, looking for a Lindelof yeah, answer here yeah. What's that? Um, oh yeah, it's a thing on Sherlock, or he's always like, "It's never a twin." Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that's never the answer to a mystery of of how two people, you know, are in the same place or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one time it was a twin, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. It's a twin once in a while. It's never a twin, um, except sometimes. Yeah, but on, but yeah. So anyway, this whole thing about her being conjured, you know, I mean, that's a huge thing. But it's it's weird though. Like again, like my instinct tells me they they're talking about manufactured entities. Yet, um, you know, this whole thing about uh, uh, tulpas is interesting because it makes me think about it makes me think about um, um, experiments. You know, is experiment something that was conjured? You know, our original sort of analysis of uh, that part eight, you know, when we first see experiment, you know, at least my interpretation was, you know, we, we sort of see the woodsman go into the convenience store and there's all the havoc and stuff inside. And then we see, you know, uh, experiment. Right. So it seems like, OK, maybe they summoned her or conjured her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so maybe 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 it. I, I say she, but it's you know it should be it. <laughs> but um, uh, maybe it's um, you know maybe it's a tulpa too. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a tulpa, and I'm a tulpa. You're a tulpa too. <laughs> Sorry, just turned Italian very quickly. Um, so yeah, but I wonder if maybe that's why they're bringing up this idea. You know, not just that you know, this woman was conjured or she was some some kind of duplicate or doppelganger, but that, you know, here's this, this like word we're going to throw in here. You can look up and, and get yeah. a sense of like what, what this concept is. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And 1975, I feel like that's probably around the time when when Mike and Bob were out killing with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe maybe you know um, there's there's some overlap there. Maybe Bob was involved. Mike and Bob were involved in all that. Mm-hmm. Were you know having this twin? Uh, but it, it's interesting that they just even set that up. That like the two Coopers is not even original. You know, they're sort of original weirdness. Right. You know, like this kind of thing happened before. Uh, right. You know, which makes it interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, you know, I, I feel like I feel like the story's taking a turn here, and I, I guess it took twenty five years to realize that that had happened. Um, <laughs> but like the distract- longest turn ever. <laughs> Like, the distracting thing about it is that, um, and, and, like, I feel like there's just been sort of a rethinking of, um, 
you know, what was going on with certain things, um, you know, in the original series, but, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, the original story with Leland, um, and even the way Mike explains Philip Gerard is, um, you know, uh, inhabiting spirits, like they're just mm-hmm. taking over people and, and to, you know, to some extent, like along for the ride, to some extent they can control them if they, if they want. Um, or if, you know, there's no, uh, uh, Um, uh, and, and, mm-hmm. but now, uh, you know, it's kind of coming off like, like, like the, the story is really a story of like copies of people doing things. Well, it's it's a story of both, uh, I think. It's the story of, you know, and, and maybe we'll get some idea of why there's one idea versus the other at times. You know, the, the sort of original copy, the, 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 the Cooper thing made a lot of sense. You know, it seemed like some sort of loophole for Bob, He this sort of creation. You know, because it already starts weird that, you know... Um, Cooper Dale is isn't dead when he goes into the Black Lodge, so it all it already is a sort of weird case in terms of like right. Hawk's sort of mythology of the, what the Black Lodge is for. So we don't even know if if this is how it works normally or what, or you know, like we've talked about before, like is is everyone's doppelganger there even before they die? Is your doppelganger mm-hmm. only created once you get there, whether you're dead yeah. or not? But anyway, that whole that whole one two shuffle of Bob and you know getting getting Dale's doppelganger and then going out in the Black Lodge and then sort of inhabiting you know um, the doppelganger you know clearly now in this series they're recontextualizing that whole event you know and 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 kind of maybe bridging what you the two sort of ideas you you just you just mentioned you know the sort of and having spirits versus duplicates thing, it's almost like a bridge between the two by having Bob be in Cooper in an inhabiting way, right? Uh, but but not act, but but be his own entity, um, and then and then have you know a second Cooper out there doing stuff. Um, yeah, it is weird. I, it you know, and I think there's a third thing here really with whatever's going on with experiment and. And and the woodsman, I think, is a, is, a, is sort of a third weird thing about these these uh, entities and what they're doing, yeah, and, and how they sort of relate to each other, right? Um, but yeah, this whole this whole weird thing uh, with the with the blue rose woman and um, <laughs> love her. I you know I I I thought when they mentioned this whole idea of hearing blue rose from from someone who died or whatever her last words or whatever, I was thinking you know. Uh, that she just said the words and it and it meant something. It was like a clue. Yeah. You know, and not this strangely poetic like final word that that hints at like you know her nature. Right. Um, but but is but uh, but is but is but is like more obscure than it than it needed to be. Right. Uh, she could have been like, I'm a copy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm a doppelganger. Um, would have right. been a great final last word. <laughs> and then there would have been the doppelganger task force, right? You know? You're right. And then Major Briggs' head would have flown through space and said, "Doppelganger." Doppelganger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their version is better, but still. 
I agree. Still, I say. I agree. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I I thought it was some kind of code or something. Um, I thought it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I don't know. I thought it it meant something. I I mean, I guess it sort of does, and I guess it sort of is, but. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like this like figurative expression, mm-hmm. um, you know. Like also uh, botanical, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, you have to know blue roses don't exist in right. nature, right? Which is an obvious thing if you've gone to the FBI academy, right? It's just it's just something you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's botany one hundred one. Botany one hundred one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves that class. <laughs> Why are we taking this again? <laughs> It'll come in handy one day. You'll never You'll make it n- in the FBI. <laughs> With that attitude, yeah, exactly. You'll never know what types of plants aren't natural. <laughs> that's all we talk about. Which ones are natural? Well, that's Botany 102. Come on. <laughs> or 201. Which way does it go? <laughs> Depends on the college, I guess. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, I think usually, well, I don't know what the rules are. I think like 101 would be the first semester, 102 would be the second, and then maybe like the next year would be 201. Ah, uh, yes, advanced botany. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> advanced botanicals. <laughs> exactly. Um. All right. Uh, I, I, you know, I really want to spend another hour just talking about this one part, uh, but we can definitely move on. But I feel like it's so dense with just these couple of lines describing the situation, you know, and yeah, uh, and and is this gonna matter at all? You know, of course, a, a question is: Is Lois Duffy connected to the girl in the fifties with the frog? Yeah, I was, so, I was, yeah, I was thinking about that, um, uh, possibly. Uh, I mean. I mean, did the, did the are are the frog bugs? Um, are they cloning devices? It goes into your mouth and then it'll make a copy of you. Uh-huh. And and the woodsmen are, I mean, are making copies. Like, is is that where the dop was that where doppelgangers come from? Like, <laughs> like but frog bugs go in your mouth at a certain point, and then after that, you'll have a doppelganger waiting for you in the black lodge uh-huh. or something. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, God, it's, there's so much hanging around with that. Um, but, yeah, this idea that, that there's this murder that doesn't, you know, seem to be important at all, you know, but I'm, I'm like, who got murdered? Why? What were the circumstances? You know, why would... You know, if anything, the doppelganger should be trying to kill Lois, the, you know, OG Lois, if that is our real name, um you know if there can be only one sort of a thing right right um and like she did have a gun so there was obviously some sort of altercation here yeah um but yeah it's just so we uh, um oh wait did she shoot her yeah yeah she shot the doppelganger Oh, one on the floor dying from a bullet to the abdomen. The other holds a gun. Man, I'm glad they said the other holds a gun. Because if, if the gun wasn't in her hand, 
I'd already be like, oh, the doppelganger shot itself. It's trying to make it. It's trying to frame her. And... Right. <laughs> right. I'm like the blue rose. All right, honey. All right. <laughs> Go write it in a journal. <laughs> All right. You want to move on? Sure. Uh, so um, then Gordon comes in. Says Diane's on her way. There's a window washer who uh, bothers Gordon. Oh, man. What a, what a, what, what, what. I swear, man. Wow. Just wow. I I was so... That was scary. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I've never been scared by a window washer. Like Like a comical window washer who's bringing, like, the horror of Sonic Fury, like... It was it was weird. What a weird just just weird, man. I just weird. Just weird. I'm so weirded out by that. That was the weirdest thing in this episode. It was pretty weird. Yeah. I have to admit, yeah. Um uh there was is a he, window- is he in a window washing race? Like why is he going so fast? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, there's a window washer scene in uh, Poltergeist 3 um, mm-hmm. that really scared me uh, oh, really? when I was, like, 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's in a high-rise, which, which I do feel like is, like, inherently scarier um, for a window washer, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. Uh, I think <laughs> I've always that? found like window washers kind of scary because of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I was instantly like, like, oh god, what is this window washer doing? Is it, like casting a spell? Like, what's, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 squeegee is his wand casting. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's plausible. More or less. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, uh, I, I do think it was just an idle moment of weirdness. But um, then Diane comes in and uh, Gordon asks Diane if Cooper mentioned Briggs that night, meaning uh, the famous last night they saw each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think... I, I think... <laughs> I think it was Mr. C, um, you know, after the end of the series, basically. Uh, though I think they haven't really clarified that yet. Uh, oh, not at all. But I think I think based on you know her seeming collaboration with Mr. C and so on, it seems more likely to me that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she says uh, she says yes, he did mention. Major Briggs. Um, uh, but that says no more about it. Uh, the truth of that night remains a mystery for <laughs> one more week. Uh, obviously, whatever they're going to tell us about Diane is something that, you know, is going to come closer to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert uh, then fills in Diane uh, about Briggs uh, finding the body and, uh, you know, sort of the history of what happened to him and the 
um, original old days um, and uh, asks her about the Dougie Janie E-ring that they found inside um, the uh, Major's stomach. And that's when Diane <laughs> dropped the bomb that her half-sister is named Jane and she's married to a Douglas Jones who goes by Dougie and her nickname is Janie E. Wow. Wow. So, uh, that's, uh, that's a big, um, and I've heard a lot of people say, oh, they also live in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. in, case, in case it wasn't enough already. Yep. Um, so, uh, a lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, Diane is, uh, Diane Evans, uh, and so maybe that's what Jamie E is, you know, like, Jane Evans Janie uh, e. It could be. Yeah, they're half-sisters, so it's up in the air what her last name would be. Yeah. It's possible, though. Yeah, it's possible. Um, for sure. If it's, uh, yeah, uh, the same uh, father, I guess. Oh, well, that would make sense if the E is for Evans. Janie E. Yeah, exactly. Is Janie Evans. Okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. Um, that seems, yeah. like, seems like a possible uh, Well, anything that explains that. would be great yeah 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 it would would kind of it would kind of be a a straightforward explanation for such a strange nickname seemingly yeah it actually would make it normal it was just janie e yeah but it's that hyphen that really throws it off it is the hyphen yeah yeah writing it with a hyphen makes it weird if you just take away the hyphen and put a period it seems Mm -hmm. pretty normal yeah it's imagine it's amazing how much mileage they've gotten out of people talking about that name when if her name really is just Jane Evans, it's like the simplest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I mean I thought like her name was so strange, like that's how they were gonna find Dougie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's only one Janie E in the books of yeah. all of America. Yeah. I actually thought that was plausible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, but her actual name is just, like you said, Jane Evans slash Jones, so, yeah, like, that's not really that useful, uh, as it seems, since it's just mm-hmm. a nickname. Um, okay, so, uh... Oh, they... yeah, I wonder if it's, like, there was another Janie in school, you know? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Janie, Janie R and Janie E. Yeah, 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 and Janie T. <laughs> Okay, three Janies. What kind of school is this? The school for Janies? <laughs> there's like two Janie A's, so there's like a Janie AA. <laughs> she really hates her nickname. <laughs> Poor Janie AA. Right? No one ever thinks about her and her problems. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> The world according to Janie A.A. Janie yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Janie A.A., cheer up. Yeah, so is there any, you know, thought at all that that Diane is just lying and none of this is true? <laughs> uh, you know, it's absolutely possible. I mean, there's no specific way to prove it at this point. I... I I have this feeling that it's that it is true, but but I think um, 
I guess, you know, given Diane's connection to uh, Mr. C, you know, he texted about Las Vegas. It certainly could be a setup, but, um, uh, you know, giving her, like, a deep connection to the Dougie storyline uh, actually, I don't know, it makes sense to me in a weird way, um, even though I don't understand it at all. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I, th- I think it's true, but I, I fully admit that, uh, I mean, there's no real clear evidence for it at all. It, it really could completely just be a fabrication that, you know, she's saying to explain why she knows about Dougie, you mm-hmm. know, why she knows who these people are. Now, it, it is a weird story because it's like, oh, coincidentally, you have my sister's husband's ring there like Mm -hmm. in this dead body like that's i mean that's a weird story to like go with as your sort of ruse um but uh but 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 you know it could be it absolutely Mm -hmm. could be um if that was the plan all along which which then would make it seem like in fact and actually i'm starting to suspect this now that we have this happening whether it's true or not, I'm strongly starting to suspect that Mr. C planted the ring. Mm-hmm. And that uh, it was, it was. I mean, it's 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 ridiculously convoluted, but, you know... Planted for what? It's a long con. For this! Why would... Why, why would Mr. C want the FBI to know about Dougie? I think... I think he's... I, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, maybe he's just luring them there to get them away from where he's going. Um, why this way? You know what I mean? Why not a note? <laughs> with the ring why why with the ring why with the ring and put it in major briggs stomach why not leave it at a crime scene why not some other way to get them to yeah to know? uh yeah no I, I mean i don't have an answer for that i don't have an answer for that um okay but you know his plans do seem to be uh, somewhat convoluted, and you know that's kind of a trope with these stories anyway. So I feel like it's possible that you know it, it seems to me like he's he wants to lead them there. You know he's like, have they asked about Las Vegas yet? You know, and and as soon as she's prompted, she comes out with this, and uh, so it it seems like this was a plan. Uh, so that makes me think that, that he intended for this to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if the ring um, weren't there, they wouldn't have had this thing to ask about. But yeah, it could have been a note. Yeah. Could have been something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I definitely, there's definitely something there. I, I, I see the semblance of a plan. I just don't, can, I can't connect the the goal and the motivations to what we know about the plan so far. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with your main point. It, it seems, it seems like, you know, there's something up here. Um, uh, it just, you know, the whole scene of when major Briggs dies and, um, 
you know, who's there and how it all happens. It's, <laughs> it's weird to me that he, you know, he's presumably got Dougie's ring on him because he made the switch. If he's the yeah. one who gave Dougie the Alcave ring, then he yeah. made the switcheroo at some point. Yeah. And so, presumably you know. recently. That would be my guess. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would think within the last couple of days. You know, Dougie was on a multi-day bender, you know. Uh, he was missing for a while. And, uh, you know, that... Janie mentions that, so I'm thinking, like, when that happened is when the ring switcheroo happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would be, like, a yeah, couple I wonder days if he, before. I wonder if he, like, if he, like, gambled his ring away or something. You know, I wonder if there's, like, during that Benders when the switch happened, and he... You know, the reason he's mm-hmm. not like, oh, where's my wedding ring? <laughs> you know? Right. Like, he, he knows... He doesn't necessarily know, like, an evil person has it, but he knows, like, where it went and why he has this Alcave ring instead. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe the, you know, so maybe there's some scene where that, where that all happened. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm just trying to think, you know, um, Hastings and Ruth are there. Ruth has the coordinates on her arm and, oh, and no, gives them. Me. I know, and gives them to, to, um, to Major Briggs, who then says Cooper, and his head vanishes, and and somehow Mister C is there at some point, and then he and then he he's sort of he sort of he's there with Major Briggs's body, but not Ruth's. Um, right. Otherwise, he'd get the coordinates, and right. then and then he decides, I'll lead the FBI to Dougie, like, and I'll put this I'll put this ring in and him, and then at some point they'll they will find this body and some point they will find the ring and at some point and then that's when i'll have diane tell them <laughs> like you know she doesn't do much really i mean all she does is validate or give some context to the names and then and then she says las vegas and i guess that's the big that's the big thing here yeah. Um, so yeah, it it it's a lot of work for such a little thing, um, but you know, yeah. I mean, I I still want to think somehow Major Briggs did it as a last ditch effort for something, but I think that that might even be harder to connect the dots for. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it could be a thing where he didn't mean he. Maybe he was. Maybe he thought they wouldn't find the ring. <laughs> you know, um, or maybe he wanted a, a place he could get it back for some reason, or um, which would have been weird. Um, but yeah, I wonder if it just if it if it sort of didn't happen as his as he planned. You know what I mean? Like like you were saying, his the plans kind of are in, always in flux. So I wonder if it's like. You know, he he didn't intend for them to find it this directly, or he had some other reason that he sort of hid it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I guess we'll find out about this whole thing. It's yeah, it's a mess. It's it's frustrating that yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's the other that night. Like whatever happened um, is totally unclear. And even yeah. Hastings directly describing it didn't help. You know, the thing with Diane is, like, 
her story doesn't isn't that good if you're making it up. You know, like why say she hates her sister if that's not a true thing? You know, right. uh, that's just a weird detail. Uh, haven't talked to her in years, sort of a thing. Um, yeah, and again, like whatever reason Diane is doing all this stuff, if if she knows that Mr. C is responsible or involved with Cooper's, you know, the good Cooper's sort of original disappearance. And she knows that Mr. C isn't the real Cooper. And she knows that due to Mr. C or someone related to him and the whole plot, a, a, a person who looks like Cooper was created and is now married to her sister, and she's known this for years. That's you know that's 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 crazy. So it it's it, it you know it's like I said before it whatever the reveal is about Diane's motivations here has to sort of equal all of this crazy stuff. Yeah, and the and the and the crazier the story is, and and the more complicit she is. With the bad guy plot stuff, the 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 bigger the reason they have to tell us that she's doing this, right? Because um, at this point, I just I don't see anything other than she's 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 a double agent, and you know she's 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 playing the hand she's dealt. She doesn't, you know, he could have threatened her that he's monitoring communications. He does have that technomancy stuff, and 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 maybe she's afraid to to let the FBI in on any anything she knows, you know, with the goal of, you know, rescuing the good Cooper. That's, you know, the obvious right. sort of thing. Um, but, but, but yeah, and again, like I said before, she would also, if she, if she knows about Dougie or, or I should say she knows, she seems to know about Dougie, but if she knows that the good Cooper is in, is in the place of Dougie now, um, that's, a, that's another level of, of a hurdle they have to, because that's even crazier. Yeah. If, if he's just out there now, he's not in the Black Lodge anymore. He's out right. there um, doing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I'm not 100% sure. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. But I, that that's something I find somewhat less likely that she knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more believable. <laughs> Even though I agree there's a lot of explanation needed. I mean... This, I, I don't think it's this, but, you know, something as simple as, like, I, I really, I can't see how this works, but, like, you have to help me or, or I'll kill your sister, and she has to marry this copy of Cooper that I'm gonna make, and you have to help me, I don't know. I mean, that seems like such a mild threat in, in comparison with what she's supposed to do and put up with, but... I don't know, you know, like maybe maybe there is some kind of um, some kind of blackmail or some kind of um, coercion uh, going on there. Um, you know, that would be the sort of Diane is is not all bad, and and you know, mm-hmm. I, I think I I suspect that 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 is where the story's going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think she knows about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's just had to, uh, you know, 
make her peace with it or, or something um for you know whatever reason she's been compelled to uh to do this stuff uh it is hard for me to imagine her just saying like sure mr c i'll help you with your plan and you want your new copy of cooper to marry my sister sure that sounds great yeah i you know i guess there's sort of three levels of of her knowledge possible right which is generally speaking like she knows the least amount possible uh, mm-hmm. to be involved with, with whatever Mr. C's doing. She knows some sort of medium amount, and then she knows everything. Yeah. And I'm thinking she knows the minimum possible. Um, I think it's medium. You think it's medium? I think it's yeah. minimum. <laughs> I think it's medium. I definitely don't think she knows everything. Like, but... I don't think... Yeah, what do you... I guess, I guess we could delineate what we consider to be in those categories. Like, for instance... I do think I don't she knows think, about Ducky. I exactly. don't think... Yeah, see, that's a big difference. I don't think she knows that Dougie looks like Cooper. I don't think she knows that. I think she has to know that. And Why and does I, she have to know that? Well, just if she's ever... I mean... Uh, she hasn't talked to her sister in years. She, she does hates say, her. She says years, but, I mean, how old Sonny Jim? I mean, they've been together a while. You know, it was like ten or something. I, yeah, I think 12. I think it's it's very possible they could have been estranged for years, but she still knows what her husband looks like. You know, uh, she knows his nickname. You know, uh, if they weren't speaking at all, and she didn't go to the wedding, she didn't have mm-hmm. any sort of idea of who this guy was. Um, you know then uh yeah i i guess um uh i i could see them i i guess i see it that they talked i don't think she went to the wedding i i think she hates her and unless she hates her for a recent reason and she hasn't talked to her since the point of the hate which is the years you know i'm taking this line as just kind of a blanket sort of general statement that like she doesn't know that much about dougie um but you know on one hand this could all be made up so it's hard to tell um but if this is but if it's true that like you know this this is you know janie is her sister and all these other little parts are true um yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of taking that as like she doesn't really know that much but yeah, I, I, I guess that's a big one. Uh, I just it, it'd be weird to me that she's that she just knows there's someone who looks like Cooper out there, you know. And, and the other thing too is like, I'm I'm sort of trying to mitigate the expositional scene that would need to take place between uh, Diane and Mr. C in order for her to know all this stuff. And the the less things he has to tell her, the better I think, because uh, if he has to like sort of explain himself. You know why he's not Cooper, and sort of explain whatever the plot is, where the goal is, and he's you know has to sort of explain you know what Dougie is. You know that's just a lot. Um, so that's why I want to just like have her have to know the like least amount of things. Plus, you know she can be surprised if she doesn't know what Dougie looks like already. You know, and it would right. be weird, and that might shock her into cooperating or. Or change her viewpoint about, you know, her helping Mr. C and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, 
Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm taking that. Okay. It could be true. It could be true. I feel like, yeah, I I kind of think the estranged thing is true, but... Um, and, and I'll even say, like, yeah, I don't necessarily think she knows all the details, um, but I, it just seems like such a weird coincidence, if it really is just a coincidence. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess what you would be saying in that case is that Mr. C set this up, uh, I mean, it's just weird, isn't it? It's a coincidence, it's a coincidence either way. It's just one way she knows she knows that Dougie looks like Cooper, and one way she doesn't. See, I didn't think it was a coincidence. I I thought it was arranged somehow, you know, and that and that maybe she was even in on it. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're 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 throwing hair really deep into the woods there. I I, yeah, I'm not. Oh yeah. I I I just just, it's hard for me to believe it's just a coincidence. I mean, that's crazy. Why not? There's a bunch of crazy coincidences on the show. Like the 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 other version I could believe is that you know Mr. C and some like for some like you know weird um uh you know doppelganger reason like thought it would be amusing to uh pair up his uh manufactured being with Diane's sister um I could see that. It's hard for me to believe it's a coincidence. <laughs> I I know, like, you know, that coincidences happen, and, you know, maybe that's part of the story, but, yeah, I just, I feel like it's set up by I someone, mean, whether Diane's involved or not. For sure, it's set up, and I guess, I guess the coincidence, I mean, is that just that, like, not that, not that Mr. C didn't target Janie for this, but just that Diane's not involved, like that. That that's that's the minimum level of coincidence. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of talking about, uh, you know, whether or not Mr. C targeted her specifically or whoever created Ducky. Um, I'm much more willing to 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 to, to have to, to get some buy-in on that. Um, you know that that and and it could be it could have been because of her relationship, you know, her, because her half sister is Diane that that she was the target. For some for some reason, um, but uh, but I just don't want to give a bunch of baggage to Diane uh, without you know just without more proof that that she that she's in on in in that deep you know yeah uh, and the other thing too it it would just be weird to me that that you know Sunny Jim's like ten or whatever however many years ago that Diane uh, uh, Janie E and Dougie got married like like. Diane knows that that this this manufactured being is with her sister, and she's not saying anything to anybody. She's not gonna call, you know, Gordon Cole in ten plus years and say this guy who looks like Cooper's out here. I mean, again, well, she has like, to be in on the plan. If yeah, she, knows she would. About it. She would have to be in on the plan, or whatever pressure she's under she's would have to be like keeping it a secret. Would be like super sustained, and and again, like if she's in on the plan. And now her sister's involved, and she knows her sister's involved, and like not only involved, but like is married to this like you know Tulpa or whatever, you know. <laughs> There's this like this this like weird non-human human thing, and like that her whole marriage is a sham, and that her son, her her nephew, the father of her nephew, is not even a real sort of person, and then like at some point this is all going to come to a head. 
And yeah. if she if she's in on it, she knows that Dougie's days are numbered eventually. Yeah. And so her 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 half sister's just gonna lose her husband, and her nephew's gonna lose her dad. Like that's insane amount of nefar nefariosity <laughs> to put to put on a character who's not even the main villain. You know. So that I, I don't want to go that far. That's 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 so much. That's like. That's that's just way too much for me to be comfortable with. She's got to do some more shit for me to believe that she's she's that far into it. Um, but uh, you know, four more parts. We'll find out soon here. Um, you know, she did she did confirm that. Uh, uh, I think Mister C mentioned Briggs that night. Um, mm -hmm. so, I mean, that's not, I don't know, that doesn't necessarily seem like something he would need to tell her anything about. Um, so I do think he shared a, a decent amount of information with her. It is possible that it's at various levels and I, I definitely don't think she knows everything, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know me. I'm. I for some reason I just I just think the worst of Diane. I do think mm -hmm. they will. I do think they'll tell us. I do think that like morally you're right that they'll tell us something where it's like where we see like why 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 she did it, um, and I think it'll make her at least uh, somewhat more uh, sympathetic than she seems right now. Like I'm. I'm definitely. There's a point of no return there, you know. Like I said, if 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 she's all the way in on the plan, I don't think you, she can come back from that. I don't think she can come back from doing that to to her sister knowingly for a decade or more. I just, I don't think you can come back. I don't from know that. that she can come back from it, but I guess I'm saying I think they might pull back her evilness to some degree. You know, they won't necessarily be full redemption. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? They'll they'll sort of give some kind of reason that isn't just like, well, you know, I wanted to collaborate with this evil doppelganger because, like, I mm -hmm. wanted to unleash evil on the world or something, you know? Uh, I, I guess that's what I'm saying. It, it won't necessarily redeem her character because I, I do think, I think she's in deep. That's how it seems to me. Uh, and I don't really know why, but yeah, I think like that'll nobody... be the, the, the moment when when we understand, you know, she would she be, she'd be the only other character that's in deep with Mr. C like everybody else is on the periphery and they have like smaller things to do, you know, in terms of people who, who he's had help with this plan. Um, so True. again, like it would be weird if, if she goes all the way back. Um, the thing about, you know, her verifying that, that, um, Mr. C met with um, Major Briggs, or he said that, or mentioned that. Um, I think can also be part of whatever this plan is here, if there is a plan here. Um, you know, you know. So, she, so I think that's you know sort of still under the umbrella of of whether she knows that to be true or not. That could just be something he told her to say. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know why they asked the question. I'm guessing just because they were about to talk about Briggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so they were wondering, you know, since Briggs is clearly connected to Cooper in some way, and you know they're trying to unravel this whole thing, and now they want to ask her something that came from Briggs. You know, I I think that's why they asked. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's just the idea of them getting her to verify that, though, is, is what I mean. Like, I don't think we need her to verify that he said that. Like, even if he, she said no, he didn't mention Major Biggs, they're still going to say the rest of this stuff. They're not going to not tell her, the, you know, the rest of the scene. Right. Uh, that's that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it's it's for them slash the audience more than anything else. What just else to, would it just be to for? Know, just to know, like, a little more about what she was told and of course you know behind the scenes they know she's doing these text messages so Mm -hmm. you know i think they're kind of testing her to some extent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah (sighs) cool uh okay so just to finish up this bit here uh as he said diane says they're estranged she hasn't talked to janie in years uh tammy calls the las vegas fbi office and there, Agent uh, Wilson tells Special Agent Randall he- Headley, Headley, I'm not quite sure, uh, that uh, Director Cole's on the line. Gordon asks for info about um, a Douglas Jones, and he says, uh, and you know, and spouse. I don't know, uh, and he says they're wanted in connection with a double murder. Uh, and then, uh, Randall yells at Wilson about finding the right Douglas Jones, uh, and then Gordon, uh, dismisses Diane. Yeah, so I was surprised Gordon wasn't more specific. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he was specifically unhelpful, um... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if he, if he mentions Janie E, that, surely that would narrow it down. Um, yeah our half sister is diane evans yeah you know that'll you know if it's an fbi database or something it's probably in there yeah yeah you know at least you know from her records when she was an fbi agent or whatever um i'm sure she mentioned her family so yeah 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 exactly it just it's like he's given them this problem that it doesn't really seem necessary Mm-hmm. Um, and like this guy, this, this special agent Randall Headley is, uh, he's a little high strung. Yeah. It, it's, he's, he's one in a long line of high strung people, uh, on the show. Uh, some, some people are just high strung for some reason there, you know, and I guess it was like, Oh, the director is asking for something. We got to really get on it. And, uh something like that but yeah 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 I, I guess that's the idea um but it just it seems like such an extreme reaction um there's there's also something to this idea of you know uh this is this is the fbi or just uh you know this is what we do in the fbi some sort of some sort of idea there like that we we find needles and haystacks or we find Right. You know, we find people or something like that. Seems like that's kind of the point of Gordon giving them this problem. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it opens it up for them finding the wrong Dougie Jones. Right. <laughs> and going, oh, here's the one. And yeah. then they're like, no, not it. And oh, here's the one. Oh, not it. And so they're going to have to whittle it down somehow. Um, yeah. 
And, and yeah, I mean, what are they going to do to, to, I mean, that's all, that's all he said, like right. Mr. And Mrs. Douglas Jones. So they're going to, they're going to, I guess, find ones Not all of them will be married. Uh, maybe some, you know, there might right. be some deceased, some deceased Doug, Douglas Joneses maybe on the list. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they can narrow it down by who's married. <laughs> yeah. That might help. Um, but then after that, I don't know. I don't think they'll be able to find anything else out. Right. Yeah. Without without more information. They'll just have to like go through them individually. But yeah, you know. it's just I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird way to write this. Or maybe it'll um, be like they'll narrow it down to maybe ten Douglas Joneses who are married, and then uh, you know, um, maybe maybe some of them are divorced or something, and it won't matter. But but I was just thinking I could I could see like Gordon and the FBI going to Las Vegas and going you know first up to the FBI office, and they're like, okay, here's what we have on the Douglas Joneses. Mr. and Mrs. Douglas Jones is, and he's got like ten pictures, you know. And then you see one, and it's Cooper, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. That's the one, right? Right? Yeah. And then they basically, I would just think, get get the address and go over there. Yeah. And uh, Diane, comments. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm just as surprised as you are, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that'll be, that'll be a thing. Diane, why didn't you tell me that, you know, your, your brother-in-law looks like Cooper? You didn't ask. <laughs> you didn't ask. Fuck you, Gordon. <laughs> Fuck you, Gordon. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, uh, um, yeah, maybe it's a contrivance to slow him down, maybe it's a contrivance to have the moment where they see the picture, um, you know, in some kind of a lineup. I don't know. But it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little strange. It's a little strange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you ready for the next bit here? Yeah. FBI segment. Okay, so uh, so Diane's gone now. Gordon uh, then tells Tammy and Albert about um, Frank Truman's call, uh, indicating the two Coopers. Um and then Gordon mentions that he had another Monica Bellucci dream last night. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> yeah, it's weird to it's 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 like the um, the uh, what was what's her name Lois Duffy thing where like here's this thing. At the context of this thing is that it's the second thing, you know. So it's yeah. like they're investigating a murder, but when we get to the thing, we're not we're in this second murder now right so it's yeah so it's like you're starting with the second thing i had another monica Bellucci train and it's like was it you know was the night before you had a dream you know when mm-hmm. did you have the other dream i dream of monica Bellucci every night <laughs> i'm just lucky that way <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we get uh, TV's Monica Bellucci. Very strange. Uh, you know, I knew she was going to be uh, in the uh, new Twin Peaks, and uh, I never would have guessed she would be somehow playing herself. 
dream herself. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's very interesting. Um, she's a total Lynch actress too. I'm surprised yeah. she's not in like you know. I I, I feel like uh, she probably auditioned for Rita in, in Mall and Drive or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it was it's sort of her type of person wasn't surprising. It's in Gordon's fantasy too. Oh like, yeah. You know, um, and we're just having lunch or whatever in, yeah. in Paris. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah, it's a uh, classic. I was glad she brought friends, though. That I thought that was a nice touch because it was it was uh, platonic and cordial. Right. Yeah. 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 That was that was an interesting detail. Uh, so he was in Paris on a case. Um, she met him at a cafe. Cooper was there, but Gordon couldn't see his face. And then, uh, she says the famous phrase, we're like the dreamer who dreams and then lives inside the dream. Uh, Gordon said he understood. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, she said, but who is the dreamer? Gordon felt uneasy. Mana indica- indicated to look uh, behind uh, himself, behind where Gordon was, I guess. Um, uh, and then Gordon sees basically himself from Fire Walk With Me, the uh, one of the Philadelphia scenes when um, Cooper comes in and uh, tells him about his dream. And it's basically the Philip Jeffrey sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Uh, um, you know, not all of it, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, that's the setup and, uh, we see Jeffrey's come in and, uh, the thing they focus on is, um, uh, is Phil Jeffrey's uh, pointing at Cooper and saying, who do you think that is there? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Wow. And, wow. Wow. And Gordon, uh, Gordon says he didn't remember that. And Albert says, uh, now that you're mentioning it, I'm, I'm remembering it too. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's the end there. Yeah, so so much in here to unpack. Uh, I'll start at the end. Uh, you know, it was. I'm so happy Albert was there in the fire walk with me scene, mm-hmm. and also in this scene to to corroborate sort of this thing. And like, it was it was great too because when Gordon was doing this and he, and he they get to this scene, and I'm like, oh yeah, Albert was there. He can actually talk yeah. about what this whole thing, and so. The idea that he he didn't quite remember it, um, and that they both didn't remember certain details is, yeah. I think, a, a huge, huge, huge revelation. Um, you know, and it goes right back to when um, uh, when we when uh, when Albert was is about to tell Cooper where the coordinates lead, and he and he, he sort of starts you know a small town and you know. So that idea right. of like he didn't sort of immediately put Twin Peaks, you know, say Twin Peaks specifically or anything like that. And so is it because he doesn't remember some things with that time? Um, is it things with the case? Is it just that one instance? You know what I mean? So it just calls into question that whole thing of like, do, you know, do they even remember <laughs> certain events that happened with with uh, with these incidents? You know, Um uh yeah yeah so i i made a couple of assumptions about that um you know gordon's uh, brief interaction with lucy and asking 
thinking it was Harry and stuff. I mean, it, that all made me think Gordon remembers Twin Peaks. He remembers the people there. He mm-hmm. remembers the case. He seems to know who Laura Palmer was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm assuming they didn't necessarily like forget like Laura. I, I, my assumption was that it's sort of like the Jackrabbit's Palace sequence where, uh, because clearly when Phil Jeffrey showed up, like there was some yeah. supernatural weirdness going on. And, yeah. you know, they've had multiple instances. I mean, even the, um, the, you know, the, the, the first vortex scene at the, at the site, you know, uh, mm-hmm. where Hastings was killed, like they had some memory loss issues. So I, I'm assuming it's kind of like that, you know, that, yeah, that, I mean, that's I, why. I, I agree. I agree. I think that's, I think it's more specific to the uh, Philip Jeffrey scene, but, but just the idea in general, I think brings up, you know, that it could play a role in other things too yeah uh but but yeah uh it seems related to portals maybe so maybe yeah. there was a portal in the sky portal in the elevator or something that right. jeffrey's came out of right um right yeah yeah oh man so um there's a couple things about this uh that are kind of curious so uh the first thing i'll throw out there that i think is is a weird possibly significant detail is that they they actually overdubbed it uh, it's not David Bowie's voice. It's mm. they they took uh, uh, someone else. He's credited as voice, and he's the one who actually says the line. Who do you think that is? There. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> well, I that the only reason you do that is if you're gonna have voice speak later, or maybe you've had voice speak before. Um, and I think, you know, it points in the direction of that being who was on the, on the phone device of Mr. C. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I was, what I was wondering about. Um, you know, he, he did like kind of do the accent. Like he sounded more like Philip Jeffries than the, than the voice we heard talking to Mr. C in uh, part one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree. I feel like that's the logical reason like that, that, uh, you know they're going to use uh you know this actor uh or and or just this actor's voice um and so they just wanted to kind of uh, you know put him in the in the continuity mm-hmm. um so that he, he doesn't it doesn't seem like he sounds completely different um all of a sudden uh but i do find it odd um nonetheless i guess i'm not surprised i'm surprised they didn't just let it fly and kind of i don't know um you know deal with the the fact that he sounds different but um or well sorry i was gonna say and it didn't make any sense so i didn't say it but i'll say it anyway i was gonna say maybe they didn't want to credit david bowie as philip jeffries and they're like, oh, we'll just have him not say a line. And yeah. Then they did, can... though. I mean, he's Yeah, I know. Credit. Oh, pfft. Yeah. yeah. All right, sorry. Didn't make, it didn't make any sense. Sorry. It was a good, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, something to think about. Yeah. I mean, so... I want to get to the dream stuff because this felt like the, his whole dream felt like a scene from Inception 
you know, like with them being out in the cafe and, and mm-hmm. talking about dreams and everything yeah. and, and a dream within a dream and who's the dreamer. Um, I find the prospect of this idea that some reality that we think is reality isn't reality. I find that very disconcerting. Um, because that can easily go to horrible places story wise, uh, and really cheapen it can also very cheapens the plot if it's like, oh well that's all a dream or right. this whole thing was a dream, you know, and it's like um you know, is this whole thing supposed to give us a hint about what's happening with the story? Is this just, you know, interesting thematic dialogue, but that doesn't really mean too much in the long run? Or is it um, just sort of um, creative fluff, if you will? And the real point here is just to have an entrance for, you know, the callback to the Philip Jeffrey scene and the dream that Cooper talks about where he was, you know, uh, you know, obviously in that scene, uh, he, you know, Jeffrey says we, you know, we lived inside a dream. Well, I, I, I was just going to mention, I'm surprised they didn't use that part, you mm-hmm. know, uh, since it seems like that directly connects. Ex- yeah, it directly connects. And it seems like that's what they were saying, right? Is like this idea of living in a dream. Oh, here's this time where not only did somebody say they were living in a dream, but Cooper had a dream about this experience and it was so and and was sort of in a way living in that dream um you know so there's a lot of things to connect it to yeah uh with that and and yeah i don't know if it's like the point is just to bring philip jeffries back in or if the point is that like we should be wondering who the dreamer is you know we should be wondering what the dream is right right it's all audrey's dream or something Oh God! It can't be all Audrey's dream. Her storyline can be her dream, but she can't be dreaming the whole show. That's too much. That's too much. No, I agree. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, that would be yeah. a crappy version of. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, I like. I don't think so. I think he, you know, employs dreams and dream imagery a lot, and I think it's you know dreams are significant. Sometimes dreams hearken a truth. Someone once mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, you know, I I don't I don't take it to mean they're gonna say like you know huge portions of the show are just a dream. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but hey, I mean that maybe that's just wishful thinking because I don't really want that to be the case. Yeah, and really, if you think about it, they're really kind of this this line. We are like the dreamer who dreams and then lives inside the dream. Is is another version of that talpa idea of of sort of your your mind creating reality. Um, so in a way, it's not exactly about dreams so much as it's about, um, or could be about, this idea of of our reality is sort of this manifestation of our minds, yeah, um, and that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think that's I think that's part of that. This uh, idea of sorry, this idea of Cooper being there and couldn't see his face, yeah, was weird. I didn't get that. I didn't get that either. I 
I have no idea what to make of that right now. And it's like clearly the you know the current Kyle McLaughlin you know Cooper, yeah. and so it, it makes it seem like he time traveled or something, or or like, um, or you know distance like somehow he 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 showed because he because because you know not that I would expect this level of realism. But like Cooper's dream should he should picture young Cooper, right? Um, I would think, and right. not like an, an older Cooper. Right. Uh, so the fact that it's an older Cooper in the image, it's uh, a little weird. Yeah. But of course, that's all you get until we can have real time travel. Of then course. movies will be so much better. <laughs> that's it, though. Just it'll make movies better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's only that's a good enough reason to ruin reality. Um, uh, yeah. Sorry, were you gonna say something? Uh, yeah. So uh, again, just to go back to, uh, I guess along similar lines with, um, uh, you know, um, Frank's uh, summary of the the diary pages. You know, the stuff that they uh, cut out of this uh, seems at least somewhat telling. Like, I mean. I, I was waiting for the iconic Judy line when he walks yep. in because, yep. you know, that's the first thing he says. And mm-hmm. uh, they very specifically cut that out. Um, Which is interesting because there's a scene later I wanted to connect to that. Um, the scene in the jail when they put Nido in jail and, and Chad is there and there's that weird guy drooling blood. Mm-hmm. And he's making monkey sounds, basically. Yeah. And so that reminded me of the the Judy monkey. <laughs> oh right, right. The Judy. Monkey. Which goes, which in my theory goes to Philip Jeffries. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah. So I guess like it's it seems to me like um, you know like they're not going to talk about Judy either. Yeah, um, it seems like the whole point of this is just to reiterate the the two the two coopers idea yeah you know that that that's not dale cooper exactly exactly that that like that by what they're focusing on it sort of it sort of tells us which which elements of those things um you know they're they're going to address and yeah i feel like the judy thing is like it's something that they had some kind of some kind of intention for back at the time but but it doesn't seem like it's getting realized you know perhaps annie's along similar lines yeah and i'm just i hope we don't get like a another scene like this but but like from from albert and he's like i had a dream that you were telling me gordon about a dream that you had and in that dream Cooper was telling you about a dream that he had. It's like, it's like inceptions of dreams here. It's different levels. Right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we still, it's still unknown how or why Cooper had that dream of Philip Jeffrey showing up. Um, yeah, it's super, super, and for what? What did that do? It's not like, really it, clear what happened to Philip Jeffries. I guess that is something that we might get an answer about, but it, it does seem to me like, um, although I think maybe possibly not, it depends on what they're actually planning to do with these so-called Philip Jeffries, but um, uh, 
it looks to me like there's not going to be like a big Judy component to whatever they say about him. I, w- I would think they would mention that if it was going to play a role here. Well, I, I, I tend to agree, but I say hold out hope for when we actually get real Jeffries, you know, when we, it, it would be when he's in a scene or something he can talk or, you know what I mean? Like that could only really come from him or unless, you know, Gordon knows about the case he was on and he could, and could say something about it. But the fact that we, they call back to this scene from Far Walk With Me and they show Philip Jeffries and they talk about Philip Jeffries, you know, uh, is huge, you know, where he's not just this background person anymore. Right. But the fact that, that they, that they, that they went, you know, cause that, that's what I'm assuming this whole dream thing he's talking about. It's just very, very thematic and sort of related to the ideas on the show. But the, the real point is to like get this Philip Jeffrey scene into the narrative. Right. Uh, and, and the idea that Gordon couldn't just sort of spontaneously remember this, uh, and right. you know the also the idea of it sort of being supernatural um, uh, amnesia or something like that you know it is there too um, but yeah I think it's huge that we've uh, we got Philip Jeffries proper on here and right. um, which tells me yeah that you know I, I I think my original or my last iteration of idea was that Jeffries was the guy on the phone talking to Mr. C um and that but why does he want to be a bob again i don't know don't know what that means That's yeah the big question. yeah i mean if that is philip jeffries like he's changed mm-hmm. something different's going on with him the, the well it doesn't sound like anybody we know the fbi office uh didn't i i didn't get the sense he was trying to be with bob no, 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 no. Well, clearly something else has happened since in the intervening years. I mean, he he's been busy. He's been doing stuff. He has so. been very busy. Yeah. So very clearly, busy. clearly something's up, and he's got some sort of goal. Um, and it begs the question that if, if if experiment or something like experiment is what Mister C wants ultimately, then it begs the question: Does Philip Jeffries know about that? Is that why he's trying to stop him? Uh, or, you know, um, I'm assuming he wouldn't want it for himself. Uh, but I, but I, I, I wonder if he knows what Cooper's end game is, or is it just enough that, you know, he's a fake Cooper or he knows that he's a doppelganger. Um, uh, and I'm assuming he knows he's a doppelganger, but I guess that could, he could not even know that. And he could think he's the real Cooper, right? Uh, Yeah possible it's possible well no i well uh, i don't think so uh i think i think saying like you're gonna go back in the black lodge and i'll be with bob again i feel like that means like he can't think that's the real cooper well i mean he didn't he didn't seem to think it was the real cooper in the fire walk with me scene so you know he's calling in the question you know who who that is in that scene right true um so yeah man wow weird but yeah it sort of it sort of makes me think yeah i don't really understand it but it, it sort of reminds me of uh that thing from lost uh when 
uh, <laughs> just to go way out of context, when Sun wakes up in the flash sideways and she sees Locke and, like, kind of freaks out for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because sort of in the in the real world, uh, you know, Locke was uh, his form was assumed by the by the smoke monster, um, and so uh, I guess that that's what that's what it sort of reminds me of. Like maybe he had some interaction uh, with the doppelganger, and when he saw him, they sort of thought it was him, or it triggered that response. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming is that he uh, went to the Black Lodge at a certain point and saw the doppelganger there or something. Yeah. Uh, or saw Cooper there somehow and, and sort of that calls in the question, you know, who who that is. <laughs> and there's also some, some time travel seemingly going on. Uh, mm-hmm. So that kind of confuses things. Um, in terms of like what he could have seen when, and you know, yeah, what what he thinks is going on, but yeah, it seems to me that it seems to me that uh, he shouldn't he shouldn't think that the you know the current the Mister C is is the real Cooper. Yeah, I mean, it seems like. Well, and it's weird because when he says, who do you think that is there? I mean, that's sort of predicated on the audience knowing that Bob took over Dale's body slash doppelganger at the end of season two. Yeah. But it's not clear why um, Philip Jeffries would know that unless he watches the show. Right. Um, Well, that's why I was talking about the time weirdness. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that was clearly afterwards, but... But that is even... I mean, time doesn't even help. It, there's just no way for him to get that information. Unless he, you know, like I said, something in the Black Lodge. He goes to the Black Lodge and somehow finds out or discovers the idea of, of doppelgangers or something. You know yeah. what I mean? There's just no way for him to find out. Like, the FBI, to, you know, nobody knows that. <laughs> You know, the the closest people have come to that idea is that that Cooper was weird after, after coming from the Black Lodge. Yeah. Um. But you know, for him to think that that's a doppelganger or that Bob is inhabiting him, it's like I don't know how he would know that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, it seems like the the Black Lodge, you know, has some kind of out of time quality and so uh i i would guess you know since he sort of went there or maybe he went to the convenience store or or maybe both or whatever um yeah i would guess that's how he knows yeah uh because that seems like i mean that seems like the only way he could know realistically mm-hmm. um uh so yeah uh uh i agree it's it, it's kind of nice you know in a way it 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 does um you know i think for the audience if you've seen fire walk with me if you're you know if you're familiar with all this stuff like i think you have a better uh, you know appreciation and and context 
for all this discussion of Phil Jeffries, but, uh, you know, another takeaway I get from this is really like, you know, here's the thing the audience needs from Firewalk With Me as far as the Phil Jeffries scene goes, you know? Yeah, at this uh, point, at this point in the story, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of it kind of renders the the need. And, you know, they even kind of re-edit it and even overdub. You know, sort of redid the scene. Um, you know, to to serve a, a specific purpose. So it's sort of like they yeah gave us a way of, um, uh, you know, y- you don't have to actually watch Firewalk with me to to maybe understand. Uh, where they're going with this you know of course uh it's totally unclear what happened to philip jeffries and firewalk with me so it's not like it's not like it really answers a lot of questions but uh, well and this doesn't really answer anything either so it doesn't i mean i'm just trying to think if i didn't know if i hadn't seen a firewalk with me what do i get out of this scene <laughs> Um, Phil Jeffrey seems to know about Cooper. It seems like that's that's the the only takeaway. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the main thing. Um, and but what's weird is if you had seen Firewalk with me, you wouldn't think that. You would just be like, I don't know why he said that. Yeah, 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 and it's weird because the last time I saw it, it, it did come across like that's what that line meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was interesting to get that kind of solidified and confirmed, um, because, uh, it wasn't really clear, you know, uh, cause he says a lot of random weird stuff, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you watch the, uh, missing pieces version, you know, he, he goes on and on about a number of things. Yeah. Like um, what if he means like. You're like, who do you think that is there? He's the dreamer. Right. <laughs> He's the one right. responsible for all of this. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I'll throw this in, you know, Mike did say you have to wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, is there a sense? I was kind of wondering that, too, about Cooper's appearance uh, in the dream. Like, I was wondering if there's a sense in which, I, I like, I don't think, I don't think that means Cooper's dreaming the whole series, but if there's a sense in which Cooper is dreaming and, uh, you know, that, that maybe that explains why he's not present, um, you know, in Dougie. Like a waking dream? Yeah. Life is a waking dream. (laughs) I got season three figured out, Mark. (laughs) Like it's like yeah. part part of his brain is is sleeping, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like the part that like does stuff, and only the sort of autonomous part is functioning, and like uh, conscious. Yeah, but yeah, maybe well, one or, or Cooper like was perceiving the stream in some way. Or, or maybe to re- rephrase it, it would be that only his sort of uh, basic functions are working, but like his higher order brain functions are offline. So he can, you know, eat and pee, yeah, and and like react to stimuli, but but that's it. He doesn't have the the access to all of his memories and right. his sort of consciousness as a as Dale Cooper. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I want to look for evidence of like, okay, well, if that's true, then where is Cooper's dream? Where is his dream happening? Um, you know, the idea that like he gets sent out of the Black Lodge and goes on this non-existent space trip would be interesting that he he sort of winds up in a dream world or something like it. You totally see that happening. Yeah. Um, but but you yeah but you have to figure out what are the boundaries of that. It doesn't seem like all the Las Vegas stuff can be a dream. Oh, definitely not. Uh, no. Yeah. So it's it's like well I don't know what on the show would be his dream. If I think if I think he's dreaming, then I have to say that uh, we haven't really seen it. You know, except if perhaps he's sharing this dream with Gordon. Are you saying he? Sh- Cooper shows up in Gordon's dream because Cooper's also dreaming. Yeah, that's that's what I was throwing out there as a possibility. Mm-hmm. As to yeah, as to why he's there. It's like um, spoiler alert. It's like uh, the leftovers with the hotel, and depending on you know depending on who's there, it tells you something about their state of being. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's not necessarily that, but I guess just that that combination of, um, you know, you have to wake up and uh, showing up here and, you know, and then like all this, all this sort of weird dreamer talk. Um, But I I don't think that means that uh, any, any significant portion of the series is Cooper's dream, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe the Audrey scenes. (laughs) <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> that I don't really believe that, but just like, you know, I, yeah. I I don't really see anything in the series that I would want to write off as Cooper's dream. Mm-hmm. Um none of that really seems plausible to me. Uh like I mean it would be so disappointing if you know, they they sort of undid like the Mr. C plotline or something and said this is just Cooper's dream. Yeah. Yeah, no, that did. They wouldn't even make any sense if, uh, yeah, God. yeah. What is he? He's dreaming that he's Mister C. Like that wouldn't even make any sense. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. This is this is very interesting. Um. I guess we'll uh, we'll come back to this. Yeah. I mean, Jeffries, I think, is going to play a big role in all of this. That's why I want him to be the man on the phone. Um. I don't want some last minute new character who's who's like supposed to you know have some huge impact on the plot here that just comes out of nowhere you know so far you know they've done a good job of setting up the sort of bigger uh entities and 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 players at at work here um you know including experiment and the woodsman and you know and all that kind of stuff um and you know then we have jeffries and mr c so we we still have the unnamed billionaire uh, to to sort of get a reveal on, so that's another suspect of who could have been on the phone with Mister C at that point. Um, someone else who also knew about New York, if he's the one who you know has the box room and all that, uh, that would also make sense. Um, Wait, who did you say? The the billionaire. Oh, the billion right because we don't know who the billionaire is. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly not Audrey. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, and yeah, it's probably not Phil Jeffries either. Oh, you know who it is? 
I just figured out who the billionaire is. Who? It's Chester Desmond. <laughs> That's my new crackpot theory. He's the billionaire. Wow, he, that is a crackpot he theory. To, he went to the Black Lodge after touching the Alcave ring. And um, <laughs> he... Then you know because because the time is weird in the in the Black Lodge he he finally like found his way out and he went out in the nineties and he um, got in on the tech boom early on and made a billion dollars. Um, he's the new Mark Cuban. <laughs> uh, no, okay. I was just trying to think. I was trying to think of a character who. Could be at play who who we who we've known before on the show, but we haven't seen, but we know is involved in like the deep mysteries of the show, but but that like we haven't seen yet or heard about yet. So right. I was like, it could be him, right? You know, Chris Isaac's still alive, so you know, I kind of thought on the show. with the picture that maybe it's just that Mister C's the billionaire. Mr. C's the billionaire. Yeah. But he's not a billionaire. Well, you know that that you know he can he can use his fancy technology. Oh, I see. Magic to like yeah. Give the appearance that he's a billionaire. Mhm. You know, they didn't really know much about him. It was just like some anonymous billionaire, you know. That was how he was that's how yeah uh, there was another guy in that picture too there was another guy in the picture Um, yeah it's possible that it's but that guy's clearly not chet desmond or anybody else we know so um you know i i guess i'm tempted to say that that's that's not a significant figure yeah, I wonder if he, but he could just be the billionaire, and the billionaire doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's someone that has been recruited for Mr. C's cause. Yeah. Um, and through his resources into the into the project. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's playing a big role. Uh, it seems like it's mainly uh phil jeffries and his his phil jeffries and his cohort mm-hmm. um and uh you know i say phil jeffries in quotes i think uh now that there's a voice uh overdub here uh i think the possibility goes up that they're gonna do a recast and that it actually is phil jeffries mm-hmm. um I didn't think that before. I mean, that was the main reason why I didn't think it was going to be Philip Jeffries, just that I thought they wouldn't do a recast. And so I figured... You thought that, that the guy, there's a person pretending to be Philip, telling people he's Philip Jeffries. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they could say it's someone connected to him or, or whatever, but, but yeah, I figured it would be... Um, it would not end up being him because I, I figured they wouldn't do a recast. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I think, I think it, uh, yeah, and I still don't understand, he, he's got that Black Lodge connection too, um, which I guess isn't out of the question for the real Philip Jeffries, but there's just, there's some explaining to do, like, of how he got there, like, how did you, how did you hook up with these people that you were clearly, like, completely... 
you know, seemingly, like, borderline driven insane by, and, mm-hmm. you know, get to the point where, you know, you can just, like, go grab the ring if you want, and you can, um, you know, you you, you, you want to pursue Bob for some reason? You want to be with Bob? Like, where did you, you know, how did you get that idea? Mm-hmm. Um... You know, that, that I, would be a big question for me. My vague, yeah, my vague answer to that is, is, is he, um, you know, like Carl, he went places, you know, like, like Bob slash some, you know, Mike, our man from another place, um, sort of, you know, showed uh philip jeffrey some crazy stuff in the black lodge slash convenience store um you know uh that that's what i'm thinking something like that and 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 so he gets a, a sort of sense of what what the game is here or what what's at stake or what you know what they're up against that's the kind of idea you know um because like you know in fire walk with me when he sort of you know, he vanishes from the office. You know, he he appears in the elevator, walks into the room, rants and raves. Then he sort of disappears through the electricity or something. And then he shows back up in the hotel in Argentina, sort of with a, with, you know, in a fireball or something. Uh, and then I think, I think he disappears again, right? So, like, you know, there's a sense that he, he vanishes from there. So I assume, like, he goes back to the Black Lodge from there, and then, like, there's some more crazy stuff that happens. And then somehow after that, he is freed and, and then has to, like, try to stop these people or something like that, you know? But that, you know, that, that, that's you know the big question there is like what what is what's he, what is his goal you know what does he know in terms of the goal of mr c or anybody else or you know what the black lodge people want or what they're what what threats they might levy against anybody um you know that's that's a huge that's a huge one right and why does he want to be with bob you know. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the, it goes, I mean, you can't answer that without knowing the the first question, you know, like, what what's his goal? Like, what does he know of these people? And what's he trying to accomplish? Is it, right. is he, does he want to be with Bob because he, Bob gives you power or helps you kill? Or mm-hmm. is he trying to kill Bob? Is this a noble cause, you know, like, right. he's trying to save the planet, you know? Um, yeah, it's all, it's all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, this you know, is uh, this is a big step. The the I, I kind of like the simplicity of Mr. C being the billionaire, um, and there is some sort of motivational things that that line up there. But I feel like he has, you know, obviously on screen hasn't seemed to care at all about the New York box thing, um, and it seems like if he was a trying to get Cooper or B trying to get um experiment like he hasn't checked up on that thing and obviously right. now this it's a crime scene and the fbi are dealing with it yeah but I, f- I feel like he just hasn't shown any interest in that if if he's really the one behind that thing 
Yeah. Uh, it seems like he, he should want to know what's up or, um, um, and I guess they could still, somebody could tell him, Hey boss, you know, the security guard calls him or something. And he's like, sorry, I went to the restroom. Yeah. I went to go grab a, some food and I left and, you know, when I came back, the police were there because there was dead bodies. And, and uh, you, you know, I mean, it would be really late at this point, but I guess they could kind of tell us that he's the billionaire that way or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is odd. I, I think it's it's kind of implied that he was there at the at the box location, like, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe a couple of days a week i don't know before uh the beginning of the new series um you know because the philip jeffries <laughs> the philip jeffries mentions on the phone uh missed you in new york mm-hmm. you know um and you know for it to be neat i would presume that the photograph is is from that visit um so you know in terms of the i mean you know the series has been uh you know i don't know five days maybe a week uh you know not a ton of time has passed Mm -hmm. so i guess like yeah it's clear that whatever he's pursuing i mean this this larger goal and so on like the box doesn't play a big part in that um so it it raises the question of like what was the purpose of the box it's not Mm -hmm. clear it's not clear at all um, but, uh, there is a sense in which he didn't check up on it that long ago. Um, so I guess there's always the possibility that, you know, uh, it's, it's something that, you know, may, maybe will come into play later, or maybe he already, he knows it's lost because like you said, it's a crime scene now, all that stuff's been confiscated. Um, someone would have to tell him that, that, that that's the case in New York because he hasn't been to New York since since that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he would have to find um, out somehow. Yeah, he'd have to find that out. And I think the the thing with the with him not checking in though is that the the two events we saw were within the time frame he hasn't checked, and so he should be expecting whatever he's expecting to happen within some sort of time frame, um, right? So it it. it and you would think it's imminent if he's if he if he's there to check in on it. Um, so yeah, that would make me think he'd want to he'd want to check back in on that thing sooner rather than later. But you know, obviously yeah. there's a lot a lot that's been going on, um, and um, it, I guess it seems like to me like whatever the point of the box is, if it didn't happen for him by the time he leaves New York, or or at least by the time you know, the, the, the day when everything goes crazy, when he's supposed to go to the Black Lodge and doesn't, like, if it doesn't happen by then, it's almost like regardless of what happens with the box, he's not in a position to do anything about it. Um, except maybe get a phone call from somebody. It's like, oh, I saw something in the box, you know, whatever, or whatever the protocol is there. You know what I mean? So it's almost like it's, it's like, yeah, what was the point of the box? Because <laughs> it seems like, um there's no there's no point in the box after he sort of starts on the main part of the story right with him and, and buckhorn and all that yeah 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 it's a, it's a loose end i think they they do need to address it somehow i i agree it doesn't seem like it makes sense right now 
If, if if Mr. C is the billionaire, if he's the one behind it, yeah. He's clearly involved though. I mean, even if he's not the billionaire, like he he had some he had some kind of relationship yeah. with that yeah. thing. So It's but it's better if he's not the one completely behind it cuz then someone else can be monitoring it and and responsible for it and and whatever it's the goal of it is can you know there, there's someone that still deal with it and it's not just him you know yeah yeah and yeah. it could be like you know they said they found the 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 image of him uh at the box room uh uh closer to the beginning of those recordings oh right yeah, yeah. so and i guess we mentioned this but that the other guy in the picture could just be the first sam you know the first right. watcher of the box Right. And he's just, that's just him saying, hey, watch this box. Right, right. Giving him the, the orientation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, it's hard to know. Uh, Is it? I think it's easy to yeah, know. Yeah, ha- he has such a network. It's sort of like, I don't know, if he's got some billionaire, like, doing stuff for him. I feel like it's still, it's, it's it works better for the plot, like, you know, but the, there's just either way. I think there's still some pretty big lingering mm-hmm. questions about that box. Yeah, uh, and I I think we'll get a little more about it um, that will hopefully make sense of what we did see there. Because mm-hmm. um, I I don't think we're really gonna uh, see it again. You know, I mean, it it doesn't seem like it's it's gonna really play any role in the this, the rest of the story. Well, you know what Shakespeare said? A box in the first act. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> um, yeah, I I totally agree. I feel like we're not going to see it again, but I also have a sliver of expectation that we could see it a third time, sort of, just for the like rule of threes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe something will be in there or come out and, you know... And I kind of expect it to like be destroyed, you know, like if 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 experiment had actually broken through the glass, you know, and it was the box was sort of broken, I'd be like, yeah. oh, OK, we don't have to ever see that box again. Right. But since it's still sort of intact, it does. It makes me have a little bit of suspicion that we'll see it one last time for something. Yeah. 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 It's definitely it's definitely possible. Yeah. It would it would probably help. I mean, I guess I would assume they would give some kind of explanation without having to actually go there. Uh, but in a way, it would be better if we could just see it again to kind mm-hmm. of uh, give it a little more weight. Yeah, um, you know. So so going back to this Philip Jeffrey scene, you know, it's weird that Gordon has this whole epiphany about Philip Jeffrey's pointing at Cooper and saying, "Who do you think that is?" There, it's weird because, like, I know we're on this sort of uh, tangent about two Coopers, and that's that's sort of the thread we've been following since the beginning of the episode. But like, they already know that Coop that he's not the real Cooper, so it just sort of reinforces, you know, because that's what Diane said, and that's mm-hmm. and Gordon's like, "Yeah, no, I could tell he greeted me strangely," and the whole spiritual finger thing. Think about that, Tammy. Yeah. You know, so it's like. They've already sort of proven that this is not him, yet we get we come back to this whole song and dance to just, to just sort of say it again, but I guess from Jeffrey's perspective. Right. Um, uh, but anyway, I just want to point that out, that it's like we get this, this huge revelation that we already knew and that they already know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it seems kind of redundant. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess the, the big thing might be the time 
discrepancy here, the idea that Philip said that years ago. Right. And what does that mean? You know, maybe that'll give him something to think about. Yeah. Because um, he said this is really something interesting to think about. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, there's 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 something up with time. They're, they, they're trying to tell us something with time. Time and dreams and reality, um, <laughs> which might be the title of the next part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah, okay. All right, well, that's all I got. Okay, so you ready to, uh, to go on from there? Yep. Okay. So uh, we go over to the Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department. Bobby delivers some uh, various kinds of cheese sandwiches. sandwiches. Um, and then uh, Ch- Chad comes in and Frank, Hawk, Bobby, and Andy arrest him. They've apparently been watching it for months. And uh, Bobby and Andy take him away. <laughs> so it's funny because, like... Um, uh sorry i'm looking at the the transcript here um i don't know just just all the just the all the the sandwiches with cheese it makes me think Mm -hmm. of you know they they they're catching a rat you know yeah 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 a little mousetrap here it's it's like this it really threw me this whole thing throws me uh because it's just it's just strange like uh you Mm -hmm. know because they, they're skipping over the plot point where they find out he did something wrong. Yeah, they don't even specify what they're arresting him for. Mm-hmm. You know and we're I mean? just supposed to, like, guess. It's like, we've seen him do some things, so it's like, mm-hmm. we know, like, yeah, they're probably right, but, uh, but specifically, why are you arresting him? Like, it's not clear. Do they know about the letter? Is it that mm-hmm. he was taking money from drug dealers? Is it, you know, like, I, I it's it's just, it's strange to just spring this on us, like, all of a sudden, okay, yeah. we're going to arrest Chad now. Like, I, it's just, it comes out of nowhere. There's no you know, investigation. You to, there's no buildup. It's just like, bam. You have to sort of put it in the weird time category of, you know, sort of anachronistic scenes that that just don't that aren't quite in line. You know, in a in a very minor way. You know, but um, it's just a it's yeah, it's a little weird. They said they've been watching him for months. I'm like, who's been watching him for months? There's not enough people on the f- staff to watch him for months. Who Andy's been watching him for months? Come on, guys. Now, Ed, um, when they said that, it did make me think that maybe that's why Lucy was was uh, watching Chad out the window. Like, maybe they said to her, like, you know, if you keep ever... Keep an eye. Yeah. yeah, if you ever see Chad doing anything suspicious, you know, let us know or whatever. Um, uh, and, like, yeah, but uh, the letter thing. I just can't get over what a what a waste of time that letter thing was. Uh, they're they're gonna get back to that it's uh, gonna it's come on no one makes a joke of the united states postal system (laughs) and i guess i just made a joke about it (laughs) um i i i there's is it one of those things where the bad guy just won that round like 
he just got the right letter and and no one found out about it and sometimes bad guys win a little bit <laughs> but it wasn't a total win because you know they they knew what richard did anyway because miriam survived well, but yeah that was richard and, but that's on richard you and, know like that that's his bad luck <laughs> and maybe they don't know that chad got the letter but they know he's doing other stuff and so they're arresting him anyway yeah. So it's sort of like, I mean, the letter infraction didn't even matter. It had no consequence. It's just, it's just like real life, you know, where where you know things are are, are kind of muddled and not not you know they don't happen in straight lines. <laughs> but the bad guys still get what's coming to them from the good guys. I don't come to Twin Peaks for real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all you get. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, so it's just, I don't know, there's, there's something very, um, I don't know, very unsettling about this. Well, Um, listen, they were going to, I mean, yeah, I, I, I totally agree, it's, it's, it comes off strange, but if it's true they've been watching it for months, then the letter doesn't matter, right? That's a whole separate thing that didn't sort of have to happen. The main plot here is Chad's a crooked cop. Right. And he's in bed with drug dealers and they've been watching. So this scene should have happened anyway. You know, yeah. it's just weird that there's this, it's muddled by the, the letter sequence. Um, and again, I just feel like it's just a weird, it's just the bad guy won that round, <laughs> you know, which is, which you don't see a lot, you know. Um, I mean, obviously Mr. C wins, you know, rounds consistently. Mm-hmm. But but I mean just that this whole thing of like is he gonna get the right letter and is he gonna be is Lucy gonna be able to see and like he, he just did it he pulled it off well you know there's the last name controversy like did he get the wrong letter I mean just the whole plot line seems like it it doesn't matter at they all they need to they need to say somebody needs to mention a letter Chad needs to mention a letter Lucy needs to mention a letter Frank needs to mention a letter like someone mention a letter Miriam needs to mention a letter. Someone mentioned what happened with the letter, and I think we can like put this to bed. You yeah. know, tell us it's the wrong letter. I agree. Have, have the other Miriam show up and say, "Hey, did you get my letter I sent?" Mm-hmm. Oh no, you know, like, well, I sent it on this day, and yeah. hey, that was the day that Chad got the mail. But why would he take Miriam's? You know, why would he take a a, a letter from a Miriam? Oh, maybe he meant to take a letter from Miriam who got attacked by Richard. But wait, <laughs> why do we know that she sent a letter? Oh, because she told us she sent a letter. Where did her letter go? Let's end the conversation now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out of talking. <laughs> I gotta go charge my taco meter. I'm all out. <laughs> Can't answer that one. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. There's just certain things. I, I guess I, I just, I have a few of those things for the, you know, the other thing is the, the Hastings coordinate situation where like, oh, I just no. get, I just get like really hung up on it, and you know, it, it, it the story is just brushing it by. Mm-hmm. Um, at every turn, and it just it makes me think like, am I crazy for like fixating on this? Because it just seems like, I don't know. Uh, it's it's clearly a more minor thing because the coordinates obviously are playing like a, a a bigger role in the in the plot. I mean, they do actually matter at least. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm just I don't know. I'm just hung up on like what the point of that was and like what well, really happened. 
that that actually reminds me i wanted to bring up the idea you know because we have two instances now um of people like is it two like we saw you know albert's story was that uh lois duffy was her name i think Mm -hmm. yeah uh that she the the fake one or whatever the blue rose one vanished um and so it reminds me of major briggs vanishing at least partly he vanished right um so that begs the question is was was briggs manufactured was he a copy do do copies vanish do not i mean you know we, we you know desmond sort of vanished and uh yeah. rich i mean um uh oh what's his name not richard but uh um the guy mr c ray yeah 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 Yeah. he's maybe vanished but yeah (laughs) we talked about that it wasn't clear if he vanished or not but it's from what the story's saying it seems like maybe he did he yeah he possibly could have vanished um so we got some but anyway i just want to bring up that idea that you know, could could that Briggs could Brig could could a Briggs and Briggs have died in the fire, but then there was a second Briggs mm-hmm. um, that was you know doing this other stuff. Uh, it's possible. It's possible, but I feel like the whole age of the body and all that stuff. I mean, I feel like we're supposed to think it was the same one. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, fair enough. It it seems like that's the dots there. I mean, it it could still be that, I guess. But yeah, I, I um, uh, I feel like it's supposed to be the original one. And you know, when the fire happened, you know, maybe the fireman showed up, <laughs> or something. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, come with me if you want to live. I don't know. He was able to. Uh, <laughs> He was able to escape that and, you know, hide out uh, for 25 years, I guess, knowing that um, he was in danger. And, uh, yeah, then eventually, like, Hastings shows up. and, and... Well, it seems like the, yeah, it seems like the fireman should have let him stay in the purple world with him. Yeah, that would have been better. That would have been better. Uh, I agree. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that is where he stayed. Maybe, yeah. Maybe somehow that's where he was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, now that we see, uh, now that we see a vortex uh, leading there, you know, it, it definitely, uh, and you know, the mention of a second one um, with the Freddy story, you know, it, it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. That that's that is actually where he was. Yeah, and it actually begs the question of the vortexes: Are they? are they independent phenomena like you know if you're in the right place at the right time there's a vortex there or are they actually like sort of communication transportation tools that like the person on the other end instigates you know so Mm -hmm. when gordon when gordon sees it it's the it's the uh the woodsmen who are calling him through the vortex yeah you know and then when um when andy sees the vortex it's you know the firemen right right because he clearly was waiting for him. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. It's like a, it's like a vortex phone. But then, but then, you know, the major like predicted this time. So is it both? 
Well, maybe he predicted the time because Nido was going to be there. And I guess the question is, is Nido there because of the Vortex? Or is she there right. for some other reason? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's a couple of fragmented things there. It's hard to really piece those together. And a part yeah, of the I mean, fireman's message was about Nido. Yeah. Um, so it seems like it seems like it's related. <laughs> be great if he was like, Andy was like, Nido, well, <laughs> can't even make the pun. Uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's the pun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do that. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. There hasn't been enough puns lately, so I just wanted to pun it up a bit. Um, Yeah, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up, that idea. Um, Somewhere they mentioned, who mentioned it? Later, somewhere, somewhere the the idea of tunnel is mentioned with the vortex. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, oh, the Freddy story. Yeah, he was I think sucked up Freddy, in a yeah a massive tunnel. So that that idea of it being a tunnel, I didn't. I mean, it, it's obviously there, but just that specific word I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so anyway, um, I guess, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they've been watching Chad for for a while. What did they say? Years? Oh, months, no, months. months. Okay, I was going to yeah. say. Years. How, is... much, how much do they need? Yeah, um, seriously. <laughs> do, they, do they know he's involved with Richard? Is that what this is going to lead to? He's like, okay. We I know was wondering been... about that too, yeah. Yeah, you know, you've been dealing drugs with Richard. He's responsible for this murder. Now, t- you know tell us where he is and maybe maybe he has some idea that he's at this that warehouse place we saw him last um right. you know where where is his hideout so who does he hang out with well there's a there's a group of unemployed guys who <laughs> hang out at this, yeah they're do wells thank you <laughs> nary one of them were doing well um yeah, so maybe that's the big idea of where this is leading to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also goes back to the idea when, when we were talking about how nobody likes Chad. Um, and, uh, you know, it was clear from that scene when they kick him out of the conference room and yeah. and, and, and Hawk wouldn't open the door for him. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it, it, this, is, this is some nice backstory to know that they know he's crooked and they've been following, you know, right. following him for a while. Right. It seems like it's not just, like, a personality thing. A person, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Man, we haven't seen Jesse in his new car in a while, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Jesse hasn't, he wasn't in this at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Je- Jesse in his car will have to <laughs> come to play at some point. I don't know how they're going to fit in all this stuff. There's a lot. There's a lot of, there's a lot of weird uh, dangling things out there to, uh like give some kind of closure to mm-hmm. so uh yeah we'll see how that works out it's gonna be strange yep all right so are you ready to uh go on to the next thing here yep okay so uh in the next scene we have uh frank hawk bobby and andy heading off to uh as we discover jackrabbit's palace now that they've uh, arrested chad i guess they're uh 
they're off to investigate this this thing uh, from the Matrix yeah. message. And real quick, I just want to say this is the unofficial Bookhouse Boys, right? Like, <laughs> it's not it's not an official Bookhouse Boys outing, but come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely the, the think, sheriff's wing. Yeah, I think Harry would be proud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if he weren't in Hawaii, I'm sure he'd be there. <laughs> you mean in the hospital? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You mean retired from acting? No, no. I mean sick in the hospital. Really on the show, though. Like, for real on the show. Oh, on the just, show as anyone. Just off camera every time. Yep, yep. It's, you know, you just, you could you should have seen him. He was yeah. right there. Yeah, did you blink? Yeah, that's why you missed him. You blinked and you missed him. He was there. We all saw him. Uh, so Bobby leads the way, because um, he knows where it is, I guess. Uh, we walk with them for a while. Eventually, they arrive. Um, they put the soil in their pockets as they were instructed, and then they kind of go deeper. I was a little confused about that, but they they arrive and then they keep. Yeah, going. that's from the uh, the major's note that he left. Is it's two hundred and fifty three yards? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, due east from Jackrabbit's Palace. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought, okay, so they, so they. Oh, oh, they get to Jackrat's Pass and then they keep going. That's the point. Okay. Yeah, it's, got it, it's got from, it. it's, yeah, 253 yards from from that location. They are actually going to Jackrabbit's Palace. I guess that's the, well, they, that's the point. Yeah, they did. That's, that's not the, the destination, they, is what I mean. Exactly. It's right outside of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess I got, I got lost in the, in the shuffle of all the other stuff, um, at least in my <laughs> mind. Okay. So yeah, so they arrive Jackrabbit's Palace and then they and then they continue to to head to the the place. I guess that doesn't really have a name. Um, mm-hmm. So they go deeper. Uh, finally, they see some um, fog or smoke. Uh, not really sure what that was, but um, uh, there's a naked woman lying on the ground there. So that's probably it. Um, and uh, turns out it's Nido. Uh, she's making her noises. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Nido noises, TM. <laughs> Signature noises. Trademark we... noises. <laughs> I just want to say real quick, if you're in the woods, here's a here's a fast tip, quick tip, hint. If you're yeah. in the woods and it's daytime mm-hmm. and there's lightning coming from nowhere in particular, <laughs> you're in Twin Peaks. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, there was some uh, electricity highlighted as well, some power lines and some noises. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see a uh, there's a pool of something that they cut to. It's sort of like, it sort of reminds me of the uh, you know the the kind of black tar pool. Yes, oil yes. Stuff, but like, I it's sort of like goldish. I don't know. Or maybe um, perhaps whitish, perhaps okay. the opposite of black. Oh, is this perhaps? one of those like gold dress, blue dress situation? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I don't. I don't mean that uh, it doesn't. The liquid doesn't look gold. I just okay. mean like maybe the idea is it's it's the sort of opposite of right. uh, the Glastonbury Grove pool of uh, engine oil stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like. It seems Some like maybe that's the idea. It's like it's an alternative Glastonbury mm-hmm. Grove. 
Well, yeah, and you know the question is if if the black liquid left leads to the black lodge, does this whitish, you know, in parentheses, gold <laughs> liquid <laughs> lead to perhaps the white lodge? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, a lot of people have made that assumption, and mm-hmm. I, it really could be true. Who am I to say it's not? I just in. And, and another another detail I think that helps is the fact that the major said he's been to the White Lodge, and we know this That's is basically true. his place, this Jackrabbit's Palace stuff. That's true. Uh, and we know that like when he when he was sort of abducted by the uh, uh, guardian on the threshold or whatever, yeah, you know, that yeah. figure in the woods when he and Cooper goes camping in season two. Yeah. Uh, you know he's also in the woods, so um, true. this this whole portal idea leading to the White Lodge. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think the giant, the fireman's place is the White Lodge. But that being said, you know, this is the, the I think the most straightforward sort of answer of what's going on here. Yeah, that would fit in with like something we already know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Instead of just like and, it's this random, it's this whole new place. Yeah, and you know what this does actually that that you could have maybe guessed before. But actually, getting this scene coming up here with with Andy and the fireman, and and uh, and get you know with him basically, and in this mirror is the first scene of the series, uh, this season uh, with with basically a fireman giving a mission to somebody, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and uh, the green glove guy later is going to say the same thing. You know, he's yep. basically given a mission. Um, it it explains what's what could be up with the major, you know, and all the stuff he's been doing. Not not only sort of before he, you know, and the the, the early oh, stuff, yeah. his past stuff, but like all the stuff with Hastings and the and the and all that stuff. Like he could have been told to do some of this stuff by right. the firemen, which would yeah. explain how he would know some of that stuff. You know, the, maybe he told right. him to go hibernate, you know, or something like that. So the idea that like you know that that the major came here and got like a mission it makes a lot of sense the fireman came to him when there was the fire <laughs> <laughs> there you go there At you the go station. i'm and... the fire man <laughs> sorry that's bob's line <laughs> it is uh so he was the one who said come with me if you want to live <laughs> there you go. He he looks a little like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you know, they're both tall. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, there's definitely some, uh, there's still some lingering questions there, though. Um, I would say, like... Nope, all questions answered. (laughs) I would say, like, especially about the Black Lodge, you know, like, Mike and, um, the evolution of the arm. Mike and... You know, and, and Mike. (laughs) Let's not forget about Mike. No, yeah, I just there's, there's it, like two characters there. But yeah, at this at this point, it seems to be down to that. Which, which there's really just one because <laughs> right. Mike's arm was you know attached at one point. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean maybe there's some doppelgangers or some dead people floating around, but um, yeah, for the most part, it's uh, yeah, it's just it's just those two slash that one. Uh, but yeah, it just I guess I guess we can just say Mike, but still. Uh, you know, how clued in is he in about the, you know, if, if evolution of the arms clue was about, was about this, like, are they collaborating with the giant, you know, are they, what's their position here versus, you know, whatever the giant's trying to do, 
the fireman, mm-hmm. whatever he's trying to do, like uh, Bob, you know, how does Bob fit in? You know, are they trying to, are they all trying to stop Bob? Yeah. I mean, that seems like a way they could go, especially since, you know, they really pulled back on the sort of evilness of Mike, uh, you know, like yeah. even, even in the first part of the, you know, series, um, you know, after he sort of leaves Bob and becomes a shoe salesman, mm-hmm. um, you know, they really they really sort of pull his character back from being like a bad guy. And they, they kind of leave the arm maybe more of the bad guy. We've talked about that before. Maybe right. the evil side. I mean, that's why he cut off the arm. Right. Was it, That was the sort of connection to Bob. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it would make sense to me, um, especially since what they've done in season three here with with mike you know basically only trying to help cooper right um and 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 pick the ring up off the floor those are the two things he does right uh, <laughs> right uh put it on the table um yeah it would make sense to me if um if basically they're sort of a, a common enemy that the black lodgians and white lodgians are sort of going to go against that presumably being experiment or or bob or both or something like that you know, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the woodsmen want to get Bob into experiment again or back, or they want to reunite them or something, and it'll become more evil or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, 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 that's kind of what my instinct is telling me at this point that it's they're they're sort of both involved. Um, you know, we did see the the giant. I think I'm gonna just always call him the giant. It's hard not to. It's hard not to. I, it's been 25 years of that. You can't undo it. Like literally, 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 25 years of that in one week. You know, like oh, yeah. it's, he's got a new name. He's question marks. Why do you have mm-hmm. a name for him? What are you talking yeah. about? And then, yeah. no, he's the fireman. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And I do wonder, like you said, like you joked about, about like if he showed up to save the major during the fire, um, you know, if the major's like, are you a fireman or something? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like you get to name him, you know, in a way. Yeah. Uh, whatever you call him yeah. is, is what he's called for a while. Right. Um, right. But yeah, that, that whole thing. It also but, uh, makes you like, wonder about how Mike's been credited as Philip Gerard in, in the new series. You know, like is, that's a good point. Did, that did they kind of change his name too? Like, yeah. Well, I guess if 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 it follows a pattern with with the giant, then I would say he's going to tell us what his name is later. Right. Right. <laughs> and it won't. He won't say Philip Gerard. Right. So maybe he'll be like, "My name is Mike," and we'll go, "Oh, okay. This <laughs> is like you know, like uh, like the giant saying his name is." is a fireman sort of a re-reveal mm-hmm. like oh that's just philip gerard what do you why do you think anything why do you think anything different what's wrong with you <laughs> uh but yeah like i was saying uh the we did see um we saw mike and the giant uh in the black lodge you know at the end of season two so right. we know that there is a connection there that they're not like explicitly enemies it doesn't seem like yeah uh, um <laughs> yeah yeah i remember uh, uh uh cooper asks about him the giant and and mike mm-hmm. says uh, he is known to us or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah uh i mean i i yeah i got the impression the giant was supposed to be connected to black latch too it seems like 
maybe it's a retcon. I don't know. He doesn't appear in Firewalk with me, so that kind of muddles things. And I did think after Firewalk with me, I started getting really suspicious of Mike. But I, I think maybe upon mm-hmm. like re re reflection, it's um, <laughs> it's really part of it is just a writing problem um, of like uh-huh. uh, how he behaves in the series versus like. What they yep. wanted him to do, what he, what they wanted because him to have done, and, and the juxtaposition of it being the the sort of prequel thing, so yeah. it has yeah. to like fall in line with you know the show, and it doesn't in a way. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It just it just makes him seem like spectacularly unhelpful uh, mm-hmm. in the series, and that that may be like. But I think yeah, I think maybe it's just it's just a writing because like. He did, and this is something I, I just didn't catch until, you know, recently, and it, and it still wasn't from watching it. It was just from, like, um, you know, reading the script and stuff that, that supposedly he, you know, threw the ring to Laura. You mm-hmm. know, so that's, that's like, the most helpful oh, man. thing he does, seemingly. It feels like that's one of the most uh, disputed, like, two seconds of film ever. <laughs> like, what exactly is happening in the moment when... Bob is trying to kill or take over Laura and 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 Mike shows up. Yeah. And then there's a ring and yeah. then then Laura dies and Bob can't have her and yeah. it's just kind of like it's like a puzzle. You get like five pieces to put together a puzzle and it's just like I think it fits this way. I that's Dale said, "Don't take the ring." You know, uh, yeah, we've we've talked a lot about that whole that whole thing. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, and 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 like the way he's standing outside the the train car, just like kind of weakly knocking on the door, but not really. Seemingly he only had one anything. arm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Can he not like grab something and like hoist himself up there? I don't know. Is that worth? Maybe there were some. Maybe there were some. You know, Bob's telekinesis is like Bob's telekinesis, right? <laughs> Can we just say that? Can I make that up now? Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, it was. It was keeping the door closed. His psychic energy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Like, like, like I have no defense uh, to that. That's where, like, with the writing, I kind of get that they don't want him to, like, be in the train car and have some kind of confrontation. Like, that's just adding this extra... Well, they want him to show up just just in the nick of time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it just... I, it's... Uh, I, it, it seemed for... To, for years, it seemed to me like he didn't really do anything. Like, he just kind of stood there and then walked away. But I, but I guess he delivered the ring. Well, don't forget, he did spend, an, like, an extended sequence trying to find Bob and chase him down. You know, like, it wasn't like he just showed up at the train car uh, and, and stood there for a while. Like, you know, he went to the cabin and he was frantically searching. And right. so, I mean, I think, you know, it is clear he is trying to, you know... At least find Bob, if not stop Laura from being sort of uh, taken over. But yeah. I do agree that that moment at the train car is, was a little weird. But I think that's just a contrivance of like wanting him to only get in there at the very last second. Right. You know, right before it's too late. Uh, yeah. So the the um, searching for Bob. Uh, uh, what, did you say what, hotel? What what was it? Like, when he's doing the candles and stuff. What did you call that scene? 
I had a name for that team. Oh, I thought you just called it something. You were referencing it, right? Isn't that? Oh, I said cabin. I meant I meant uh, cabin. Leo's cabin or whatever. Oh. But you're right. He he does start with that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was talking about when he, he shows uh, up there. Yeah, when he's basically following the trail of where yeah. Laura went that night, and right. you know, he's like one, you know, one or two steps behind. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did show up there. Um, because uh, yeah, the other scene I was gonna say was you know it was in the missing pieces, so I didn't really see it for a long time. And um, you know, the other scene where he shows up, he has this confrontation. Uh, but it seems like it's all about the Garmin Bosia, you know? And, oh, yeah. Which, which right. scene are you talking about? That reminds me. That's the other reason I got suspicious of Mike. So the uh, the scene when um, uh, he's he's in the van and he pulls up alongside uh, Tleiland and Laura driving. Ah, and, yeah. uh, you know, he sort of, like, revs the engine and, and pulls up beside them. And he's, like, yelling, mm-hmm. you stole the corn and the thread mm-hmm. will be torn. And, you know... Um, it seems like it's all about the Garmabosia. Um, and, and yeah, the other thing was the fact that he failed utterly to really do anything to prevent the murder. And then he hightails it to the Black Lodge and collects his Garmabosia. I think that was where I started feeling like, okay, you're, something's up with you. I'm not sure if I trust you anymore. <laughs> well, but, and I take your point, but think about it. I think I think about it this way, where the alternative is that um laura gets you know inhabited by bob and, and that might mean he doesn't get his garmambosia i mean maybe i'm not sure i guess if leland still die i don't know what would happen with that right, right. does is leland dead or is he free to go if bob leaves or yeah. whatever i don't know they don't want to talk about that <laughs> um but yeah so i i look at it that way that he um that even though he does get something he wanted, that he still could have done sort of the good thing, which is which is protecting Laura, you know, because that does seem like of the two choices, Bob taking her over or, or her dying, but you know, but but getting to move on, and and clearly there's some, you know, Laura's story is not done when her with her death clearly, right? Um, so there, there's that too, but I, I think that's how I take it. So I don't really, you know, uh, throw a lot of suspicion on him because of because those are the two choices. And but I do agree that the scene, you know, on the on the road, uh, you know, basically that that same area where uh, Richard killed the boy in this season. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike does. I think we talked about this before. Where I I think. He's not all about the Garmambosia. He is trying to warn Laura. He is trying to wake up Leland and make him remember. But, you know, he could have just clearly, you know, I, I, he could have been way more explicit, you know. And I think there is something that that's suspicious about that and, you know, and, and sort of calls into question, what is the relationship here? Like, does he re- like how much is, is he really against Bob? Is he like, right. oh, Bob, stop it. Right. Or is it like, you know you're a menace and I have to stop you forever. And I think in that scene, it's, it's very muddled. Uh, uh, and, uh, but I, I think that's a problem with the, with the prequelness of it. You know, I think if you were writing yeah. that normally, it would come off differently. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's definitely a big problem, but yeah, I guess, I guess because a lot of his stuff is so focused <clears throat> on the Garmin Bosia accounting mm-hmm. of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it seem like that's a primary motivation for him. 
um, which then, you know, changes the way his character is perceived. But, you know, definitely in the in the return, um, there's been, you know, nary a mention of Garmin Bosia. It's not playing a role um, mm-hmm. seemingly in the motivation of any of the characters. I mean, they, you know, they, it's sort of like vaguely referenced with the, the vomit stuff, you know, coming out of yeah. um, Evil Cooper and Dougie and stuff like like that. It's still kind of there. They, they, you know, but it's not like supposed to be you know the reason why they're doing things um Mm -hmm. which you know um fire walk with me like made it fairly prominent i think that's why like a lot of people really latched onto it because it was a new concept and and it's fairly prominent i guess well and the ring or like the two it turns into yeah it turns into a MacGuffin and it makes the story simpler it's like oh okay even though the story's about these weird, crazy, extra-dimensional beings, at, you know, ultimately interfering with human life and stuff like that, you know, it's 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 more straightforward if I just think, oh, they just want this this symbol, this idea, yeah. this pain and suffering, and uh, but yeah, I didn't, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. This I, guy I, stole uh, the cans of corn, and this guy wants him back, and so mm-hmm. he makes them pay him back. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that is definitely true, but I, I guess it's the the larger point that like Garmin Bozier is something that they that they really need in like a sustenance way, you know, uh, that they feed on it in a way where if they don't have it, they die basically. Yeah, and I and I think that's where, that's the level I don't go to because you know, like you just said, <laughs> so far in this season, like no one's mentioned it, so yeah. it can't be you know, important sort of in that bigger way. Um, they could come back around to it at the end or something, but I I feel like that was a very specific part of the story with Bob stealing the Garmambosia. Um, and I think once he gets, once Mike gets it back, it's like, okay, we're done with that. Done, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh but yeah i wouldn't i'd like to see some more if they loop back at the end maybe you know maybe when it's all over and um mike and uh the firemen have 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 cooper over for dinner um (laughs) in one of the lodges uh i'm sure and senorita dido of course will cater um um not that, not because she's a woman. I'm not being sexist. <laughs> just because I think she would like a nice dinner party and has good taste. Sure, um, sure. <laughs> PC alert. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I was just saying. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe they'll serve some cream corn and mm. uh, and explain Garmambosia some more. Right. Right. <laughs> This yeah. is a thing we want if someone takes it, but generally we don't talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be like candy or something. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily like essential. It's yeah, just... and maybe Mike getting his Garmin Bosia bag makes Bob weaker or something like that, which, yeah. you know, sort of contradicts my previous point about it being like sustenance. Right, but, right. But, but this time I want that reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This time but it helps my theory. It's sort of it's sort of like if yeah, it's it's clearly not even if they bring it up again, it it, it doesn't seem like it's gonna be um a major plot point or anything. So um 
so yeah, I I I attach less importance to that, and 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 I definitely agree that so far Mike and the arm, for that matter, I would say the arm was you know in the series a uh, much more ambiguous figure in terms of is he supposed to be helping or is he kind of um, I don't know just uh, an agent of chaos or something. Um, like, it's not really clear what side he's on. What side? Uh, who's on? The arm. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, yeah, the man from the whole place, thing, you know, as he used to be called. There's a whole thing with the, the doppelganger evolution of the arm, too, and the idea that, yeah. that, you know, there was one sort of plan of Cooper getting out of the lodge. You know, when we first meet the evolution of the arm, he says, your doppelganger has to come back in before you can go out. Right. Yet later, when Cooper comes across the doppelganger evolution of the arm, you know, the whole non-existent thing, and then Cooper leaves, and it's like, well, was that planned? It didn't seem like that That was the plan. Right. And, and, and therefore, since the plan changed, what does that mean? Does that change any of the stuff that they said before? <laughs> you right. know? Um, but I just had this crazy idea, thinking about Carmen Bozia and, and how that could matter again. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, we saw in this season, the closest thing to Garmin Bozia, like you said, was, was, was the vomit from, uh, from Dougie and, and Mr. C. Um, and if, 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 if their vomit is sort of like pain and suffering, this Garmin Bozia idea, I'm thinking, you know, we saw experiment vomit. So yeah. is, is Bob experiments Garmin Bozia? Oh God. Like it's, it's her pain and suffering or something and maybe she wants it back right um maybe that's kind of a thing or or maybe that's why the woodsmen want it because it's it's some kind of thing like that <laughs> right yeah that's weird. you think about that tammy that's weird and that how did <laughs> philip jeffries get mixed up in all that Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or whoever it is. Whoever it is, yeah. I feel the need to say, because it's uh, not 100% clear, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I also wonder, why is it called Experiment? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, like, like, part of me thinks... Because I, I've seen a lot on Twitter, um, uh, people posting uh like images of D- david lynch's like art that he's mm-hmm. made over the years and like showing stuff from twin peaks that's kind of similar yeah for sure you know um because he does that uh and so yeah i was i was wondering if because i think he had some kind of exhibition of a figure sort of like experiment mm. um at some point and um uh so it made me wonder if it was like it was like his name for the thing you know, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily like it was an experiment for him, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's an experiment within the world of Twin Peaks. You know, like mm-hmm. like a military experiment or something like that. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I do wonder. I mean, it's a curious. I mean, it's a curious name. For well, you entity. know, it's for sure, and I, I was sort of thinking that kind of idea too, uh, but. You know, I feel like the real question is why is it experiment model at some time? Sometimes, that's the weird. That's the. That's oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. My theory about that is that um, 
is that it was it was a like a computer generated image made from uh you know uh, made from her like modeling for it like i so that's why uh that's why she's credited that way hmm because like for example like in this uh in this one the credits for the the voice that they overdub for Philip Jeffries is just credited as voice mhm you know so like i was just thinking maybe experiment model you know the the model for the image of the experiment yeah that 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 makes some kind of sense <laughs> yeah um it <laughs> still it still would be weird but um yeah yeah that that makes some kind of sense uh um because it's still yeah yeah i don't know i mean that's like but that's like saying so you so you're basically saying when we see experiment floating in space in part eight that because that wasn't cg yeah like that's <laughs> like, actually her like in costume uh-huh you know? so so she's not modeling anymore she's actually like acting the part but why why the need to credit that it's a model or specify that it's a model yeah, like, i agree no that one, that's weird like that like you never do that yeah <laughs> no one ever it's does strange. that like oh this is the cg effect so we'll just say that this is the model for that yeah um i don't know it, it, it you know i, I think it's 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 uh, we don't really know how they're making these decisions with credits. The credits Clearly, have been pretty weird this yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, credits they, are like the, a character on the show. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they like, make like inconsistent decisions about them. Yeah, I feel like the the end of the show, like the Roadhouse stuff, is is sort of a character on the show. Yeah. you know that evolves, and I feel like the credits are like that too, where like it's this extra level of like information, and it's just like what, yeah. why? Yeah, there's times like with uh, Richard Horn or like some of these characters where it just feels like um, it just feels like they're not even thinking about it. They're just putting in the, mm -hmm. the name of the character they're playing and not really considering how that comes across to the audience. And I... then there's, uh, you know, the question marks and stuff where it's like clearly intended to hide something yeah. that they want to reveal later you know i'm thinking it could just be they could just get these the the production company or whatever could just get these credits from the script because a lot of a lot of that oh. stuff i could see being in the script yeah and it, being, and it making sense in script form so right. richard horn just specifying that it's richard horn when you introduce the character makes sense right um i mean you could sort of want to hide it from the reader but the reader is sort of you know the writer <laughs> right so they know who he is um yeah um so you know what i mean where it's like no one says his name per se but in the action lines of the script it could say richard horn right so you could still have that reveal later of, of who he is right. um for the for the on the story level um uh, but yeah that would and even the question marks uh with the fireman makes sense in a way mm-hmm um yeah it's, that one is so confusing to me because if they if they just credited him as the fireman like i mean it's not like that would really tell us a whole lot i i just mm -hmm. i find that such an odd choice to to conceal this name that is 
I mean, it's new information, but it's not like it spoils anything. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like maybe, maybe later in the story, it'll be really significant that he's the fireman. I, I'm open to that, but they've already put it in the credits. So by now, like, it doesn't seem to me like it would have mattered if we knew in part one that he's called the fireman. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't see how that would have negatively impacted uh the storytelling so it's like whereas with richard horn i do feel like they kind of lost an opportunity to get like a little more um intrigue and speculation into that character they could have just called him richard left out the last name and Mm -hmm. and waited until he showed up at sylvia's to reveal it you know and i I think that might have had more impact and I, i just it's that's weird to me well, that's the thing. Like, if you're not watching the credits, it still works, right? Like, right, it still right, is right. the way you're talking about. So yeah. I, I, that's why I think it could just be an issue. It's like, they just get it from. Credits. Yeah, it's like because the because <laughs> the credits are maybe just coming from the script. Right, right. Where right. if you if you're writing the script, you know the character is Richard Horn, so you're going to call him Richard Horn, even though you know in the in the dialogue no one said his name yet. So like the right. audience isn't going to know his name because they're not reading the script. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. I, I, I'm wondering if, you know, and it seems like an intuitive decision that like, if you're, you know, if you're sitting down to write this show and you get to, you know, the giant and you're like, well, I know as David Lynch and Mark Frost, like that's not his actual name, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the fireman might actually not be his name either. That's just sort of his job or something. Right. But but if they're writing that scene, you know, with him and Cooper and they don't want to call him the giant because that's not his name, you know. So I could see like just <laughs> doing question marks. Right. Or or sort of having that mystery sort of start there. But it is. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. 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 I wish. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's a way to find out. Um, there has been some 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 leaks, if you will, some leakers. <laughs> Giving some uh, behind-the-scenes info uh, at, like, uh, you know, uh, Twin Peaks festivals and stuff like that. Mm. Um, in fact, I'll share some, some like, third-hand rumors, uh, just because I think it's kind of interesting, like, if this is actually true. Um, Are they, like, spoilery rumors? No, 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 no. No, not at all. Uh, just in terms of uh, behind-the-scenes, like, how it was done. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, what what I heard one of the producers said, and, and specifically the producer who supposedly said this is the one who uh, revealed that it was, um, has anybody seen Billy on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Sabrina Sutherland. So anyway, supposedly she said that, um, I don't know if you remember, uh, there was some, so they initially announced Twin Peaks and uh, like October or something, 20... Um, uh, uh, 2014 was it that long ago I think maybe it was anyway um, they announced it and then uh, that spring there was some uh, some kind of breakdown in negotiations and, and Lynch announced on Twitter like I left it's over mm-hmm. I'm not doing it anymore I know? remember that um, and then eventually uh, they came to an agreement and and uh, and so he came back and so on um so anyway the thing she said that happened supposedly um because like part of the uh uh part of the announcement when when he finally came back was that uh it's not going to be nine 
nine episodes or nine parts mm. as was originally announced, but 18. Wow. Um, uh, so anyway, what she said was that after they made the initial deal, um, like the collaboration between David Lynch and Mark Frost was basically over at that point. They had the script they had and Mark Frost went off and wrote the secret history of Twin Peaks, the book, you know, that we've referenced a few times and that uh, supposedly David Lynch like kept writing. Uh, so you're saying himself. they turned in they turned in nine the 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 nine episodes that they yeah. that the deal was for yeah that and they were like shorter. okay we're all good here and then David Lynch kept writing yeah that supposedly supposedly he kept he did like a significant amount of additional stuff that wasn't uh, wasn't in the original script that they wrote together mm-hmm. um, so anyway I thought that was kind of interesting uh, I didn't really. I had never heard anywhere else that that had happened. Nice. Um, that makes sense. So, yeah, I think that might partially so, explain the the schism or whatever between the book and the series. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, like, they started from the same point, but they kind of diverged uh, there, you know? Wait, so, so but the uh, I'm a little confused. So... When so why did Lynch say he had left the project? Did they did he did he did he tell them, hey, I've got more story, I want you guys to film, and they're like, no or something or? Uh, yeah, I think I think that was part of it. I mean, it hasn't been it hasn't been fully disclosed what the disagreement was, but yeah, it does seem like, um, uh, it mainly had to do with uh like budgetary issues, and I think that part of that was wanting to produce, you know twice as much stuff oh so it could have been before oh i see so they could have turned in the scripts and he's like no no before we shoot like i've got nine more parts yeah and they're like uh no how about no well how about i leave then (laughs) yeah exactly okay so then because then they'd they'd be sitting there with nine scripts of david lynch material no one else can shoot (laughs) right right and there were talks of like is could someone else come in and and direct these like and i i think uh showtime the president or whatever made it pretty clear that like we're we're not going to do this without david lynch it won't be Mm -hmm. like the the limited audience this the audience that it has is gonna not accept this (laughs) yeah yeah uh if david lynch isn't on board so it's like we might as well not do it if we can't get him back so yeah Mm -hmm. and probably the uh the french funding was my guess is at least the french funding was part of that um to to help uh you know provide more money for the extra stuff God bless the French. Yeah, yeah, they came in. And, uh, yeah, I, I did also hear um, uh, on a podcast that um, the, the Monica Bellucci scene was, was filmed in Paris. And, like, that's part of the deal to get the funding from the French government. Like, you <laughs> you have to have at least one scene that takes place in France. And oh, that's great. you have to make uh, French cultural references, which might explain the Bordeaux and the... <laughs> that's great. And the French woman in Buckhorn. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So yeah, that's uh, that's see, that's so interesting. You know, when you, and that's why you can almost sort of never really understand any show in a way because you you, you're never really exposed to these production issues. Yeah. So you don't know, you don't know the right context to look at some of that stuff because you because it's like, is the whole dream? You know, like, you know, for all we know, the only reason we got that you know uh uh gordon's dream 
of Monica Bellucci tying into, you know, the, the flashback to fire walk with me and all that stuff. And Philip Jeffries, like, and, you know, leading to Jeffries sort of prominent role in this, this larger story, like that could have just come from the necessity to film in Paris. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Paris makes him think of Monica Bellucci and right. then, you know, then he's just off to the races, you know? So it's so weird, yeah. you know, that it's like, how integral was this to the story versus this is just a random idea based on like a real world production Something issue that they had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like film there somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I guess I would assume there would be some kind of dream sequence or some kind of way to introduce that, that flashback again. Um, and yeah, the, you know, having, having this uh, constraint, like was like, well, we should do it this way. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's such a strange thing that it kind of, it works for a dream sequence. Um, it just made me think, speaking of dreams, you know, the fact that, that uh, I know we're all over the place <laughs> tangent wise, we're yeah, on like yeah, a, yeah. the fifth level of tangent from this, this main scene here. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I was just thinking, you know, Gordon's dream was black and white and the place where the fireman is, is black and white. And, and is that mm-hmm. a dream world? You know, uh, you know, the, we live inside a dream thing is, right. is, is the Black Lodge a dream, the White Lodge a dream, and our world a dream, and, you know, mm-hmm. who's the dreamer is, oh, like, the oh, exactly, speaking of God. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, is it is it is it going to go that far, you know, uh, in, in the sort of uh, relative nature of reality? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, <laughs> i'm afraid to think about it um maybe that i feel like that's an appropriate response g- yeah like <laughs> i'm asking you to question the fundamental nature of reality again, yeah going so. a level up from from these other worlds definitely would be a crazy thing if they were really gonna kind of end the series i guess you know, that would be the time. Um, you know, we did have angels and mm-hmm. we did have, uh, you know, the little boys like soul floating in yeah. the air. And we uh, talked about the credits, you know, the opening title sequence with the, 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 the water flowing up and the curtains right. flowing up and Laura right. in the Black Lodge flying floating up. up and, yeah. Yeah. So there's something with up. <laughs> Definitely something is up, as it were. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the vortexes kind of go up, vortices, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, Andy was looking up, you know, Andy looking, was up. looking up, yeah, yeah, the little, little cinema of relevant history. Oh, yeah, 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 the, the yeah, exactly. Oh, at the um, portal, too, yeah. Uh, so yeah, speaking of, shall we uh continue with this? Scene yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, right, so we see the pool. I guess that's where we got off. Um, <laughs> got off track there. Uh, Was that hey. like an hour tangent on from, from the pool? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think it led to Black Lodge, White Lodge, and then pretty soon it was just, hey, it's, it's all, all relevant. It's all relevant. It's totally um, relevant. We're talking about Twin Peaks here. Uh, so they note that it's, it's 2.53, so that, that time uh, has come. And um, they see a vortex. I guess they all see the vortex. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I made sure to check on that. They all see it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Andy eventually looks at the vortex and kind of gets, I don't know, transfixed by it or something. He he stands up. He eventually like he's holding Naito's hand and then he he drops it and he stands up. Mm-hmm. And um, that's important. We got to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then Andy vanishes, mm-hmm. um, and we see him appear in the uh, so-called White Lodge or Slow Thirties Room, as the music indicates, um, the black and white place where uh, the firemen and uh, Senorita Dido hang out mm-hmm. um, slash live, I guess. Um, so he's there. Uh, the giant, as we said, is there and he says, I am the fireman. So that's where we get that, uh, information from. And then, uh, a, uh, device. I really don't know what to call it. A thing appears in Andy's hands. It's like an abstract pine cone. (laughs) There you go. Abstract pine cone. I had no words for that thing. Uh, and then some, uh, some smoke sort of rises, and 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 then gives Andy a little um, display montage on the uh, on the ceiling. I guess that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, as we talked about earlier, Andy sees uh, first uh, experiment model, then experiment with the vomiting the borb and the other stuff. Um, then we see the convenience store. Then we see the woodsman who says, "Got a light." And then we see uh, power lines. We see the girl screaming from the pilot uh, when they announce Laura's death, mm-hmm. um, which they also used at the beginning of the uh, uh, new series. Uh, they reused that that shot. Um, strange thing. It's like it stands out. Anyway, uh, then we see uh, red curtains and Laura's face flanked by angels. Uh, I think it's I think it's the angels from Firewalk with Me or the angel from Firewalk with Me two times. Mm-hmm. Um, Doppel Angel, please. Doppel Angel. Ugh. Uh, that's a little scary. Um, then we see. Uh, then we see Nido. Um, then we see uh, Cooper and Mister C. Their faces kind of combined and separated. Um, then we see a uh, a ringing phone, an old ringing phone. It looks like a sheriff station phone or something. Mm-hmm. And then we see Andy, uh, I guess, leading Lucy down a hallway and maybe showing her something. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, th- th- by the way, that for me, that was the weirdest thing yep. in this whole. It was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's we'll talk about that. <laughs> like the rest of this is like weird in the normal, normal way. weirdness. <laughs> yeah, normal weirdness. Like that's weird because it's kind of normal. Which is very yeah, confusing. I my suspicion is that's a scene from the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally agree. But I, I just I wonder what could be happening there. It's it's so mm-hmm. strange. Uh, like the phone's gonna ring and then Andy's gonna show Lucy something and that's gonna matter. Maybe I guess. maybe that's maybe Cooper. Oh yeah, could be. That's interesting. Um, and Cooper was shown right before that, um, mm-hmm. right before the phone. Okay, so then we get uh, back to Nido uh, with Andy this time. Um, then we see the, uh, the number six telephone pole, the famous one that used to be in Deer Meadow, but now is in Twin Peaks, apparently. Uh, and then, um, uh, then the smoke kind of goes into the abstract pine cone and then it vanishes. And then Andy also vanishes. And then we're back, 
uh, at the site, or are we at Jackrabbit's Palace? Is we're back we to Jackrabbit's Palace. Right, so they, they're not even at the site where all the stuff happened. They're at Jackrabbit's Palace, and we see um, Frank, Hawk, and Bobby kind of walking around in this, like, fady uh, mm-hmm. way. Um, we don't see Andy yet, and then Andy kind of appears from behind the, uh, the tree with uh, the tree trunk with Nido, and he says very candidly, we need to get her down the mountain. She's very important, and there are people that want her dead. She's fine physically. We need to put her in a cell, cell, where, cell where she'll be safe. Don't tell anybody about this. Uh, Frank says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, Andy. That, that famous Truman brevity. <laughs> classic. Classic Truman. Uh, and He's then, a true man. <laughs> it's very true man. Uh, and Hawk's brother. And uh, Frank and Hawk um, sort of realize that they don't remember what happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing to talk about in this sequence. <laughs> uh, everything made sense. Everything was straightforward. <laughs> it was a little boring, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was doing a crossword puzzle during this part. That's how bored I was. It's 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 really interesting that I feel like this is the second uh, example of a scene where like someone watches something that's sort of like a previously on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great way to communicate uh, information without being specific. Yeah, without and, actual and, lines. Yeah, and it, and it and it allows the viewer to to have some understanding that's separate from the audience's understanding. So it's like yeah. we don't exactly know everything that that Andy garnered from viewing that. Yeah, it's um, clear from so what he says like that, that he got more than I did. <laughs> yep. 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 It cuz he's got it in interpretation, you know, and, yeah. the, and Cooper did the same thing, you know, when the the fireman giant or whatever asked him to listen to the the phonograph right you know and he's like i understand and it's like yeah. oh okay you know we we had the same stimulus the same catalyst mm-hmm. you know but we don't we don't have the same interpretation so it's like uh, i don't know what he got out of that right right yeah because like i guess i could get that naito is important because she was shown twice in the thing mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um, there are people that want her dead. Like, I didn't really get that from the montage. That wasn't clear. Well, that and, and also, you know, what she was shown was specifically, you know, when she was shown, it was specifically something Andy had already seen. Right. So he's, you know, so it's like showing some, you know, so it's like that makes it weird, too. It's like, you yeah. already know that part. So what is right. that telling you about her? Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, it's. In, in, yeah, he sort of gives an interpretation for sort of I think the the the, uh, the woodsman wanting Nido I think is the idea there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. the first part of that whole montage with experiment, I'm I'm not clear what he thinks about all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, showing experiment model followed by the experiment with the board coming out. I mean, I feel like that's at least somewhat of an indication that it's the same thing. I guess. I mean, I yeah. I it's hard to not want that to be the same thing, um, but but somehow a different form. You know, I think I think that's maybe the idea. Is it's yeah. a, it's a 
it's connected, it's the same entity or something, but in a different form. Yeah. Uh, it seems yeah. like the experiment with the Borb was taking place in some, I don't know, with within the atomic explosion or in some kind of other dimension or something, mm -hmm. you know, and the experiment model was appearing, you know, in New York City. <laughs> That's what it seems like, is there's, there's experiment model in the real world, and yeah. then there's experiment out in space or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's what it seemed like. Uh, but yeah, it was it, you, you noted earlier, and I, I do think it's interesting that they they did kind of reverse the order from um, the way they showed it in uh, part eight, which was mm -hmm. uh, which was actually convenience store with the woodsman, then the experiment. Mm -hmm. um, in this case, it's the other way around. Um, I'm not really sure what either thing means. Um, <laughs> Yep. Yep. That was about right. Uh um so yeah, I don't uh you know, electricity's a thing. I don't know why the girl screaming from the pilot uh, running uh, mm -hmm. on the on the high school. I took that to mean I feel like we're going to have to go Is it a Laura reference? Here. Like is I, that all I, it's about? It is right before I, they show Laura. I it, it's right after they show the woodsman, right? It's uh, it's actually it's so it's the woodsman power lines, then the girl screaming. Yeah, I well, yeah, the power lines. I think is the idea of the woodsman traveling or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so I think connected. it's the idea of them coming to Twin Peaks or coming to Earth. I think that's the idea there. Okay. So the the sort of the sort of screaming of the girl is the, is sort of the the horror of you know the the evil uh touching this this place you know so because that was kind of like you know the the harbinger of everything that bad was gonna happen right you know once everyone finds out laura's dead it's like all downhill from there right, right. um so that's kind of what i got from that like that was the start of that whole thing so that's yeah. kind of what that's referencing yeah 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 okay that makes sense that makes sense. It's, I just, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting that he's really fixated on that little shot. Um, I always thought that was a weird moment in the pilot because, mm -hmm. um, at that point there hasn't been an announcement yet. Uh, mm -hmm. and it's always been like, it's right before, yeah. it's, it's like, she knows somehow like what well, they're going to announce. Yeah, she, she, she found out first or something or, you know, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a great moment cause it's, it, it's, um, yeah, you get the you get the sense of horror before knowing what's actually horrible, you know. Uh, and yeah. the characters are reacting of like, oh, something's not right, and then they put it together with Laura not being in her seat, and then they and they get it. Yeah. Like that's I always love that that whole thing because it's uh, they they the, it's the characters like getting it on their own, right? You know, uh, with their yeah. own like intelligence and intuition and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, really early on, we get Pete finding it, and, you know, she's dead, wrapped in plastic, the famous thing. But, um, you know, when when people are informed, you know, like Leland and Sarah and, you know, that scene in the classroom at the school, like, they all end up kind of just intuiting it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Leland's there at the Great Northern, and, like, Sheriff Truman just walks in, and... And he just, like, drops the phone, you know? Yeah. And then Sarah knows because he dropped the phone cause, and he said, Sheriff Truman's here. You know, mm -hmm. like, they don't even get a specific, you know, like, we found yeah. her body. She's dead, you know? Mm -hmm. They just kind of conclude that, um, you know, in, in the classroom because her desk is empty. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess, like, you know, 
James maybe knew something was up with her or whatever. Maybe he had some extra uh, suspicions about uh, what was going on that night. She, you know, jumps off his uh, motorcycle and runs into the woods. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of that kind of makes sense. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how like they mostly like just figure it out themselves, which is yeah. not like the normal way I'm used to those scenes playing out. Mm hmm. Uh, well, that's what you get when you have, you know, writers who are all about intuition and their right. instincts, you know, and so the characters come off that way, too. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, sort of, yeah. you know, it's more powerful that way and more sort of mystical and supernatural and, right. you know, this the whole the whole uh, impact Laura had over the town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of focus on that. Um, yeah, so I think you're right, though. That makes sense that it's sort of... It's 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 more it's more of, of um it's more abstracted now or something like it's this general mm-hmm. idea of of you know screaming from the 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 impending forces coming yeah uh, which are kind of represented by the woodsman and and possibly experiment as well mm-hmm. um, the relationship between those is something that's got to be got to be clarified you know at least we know that she made Bob but um, or vomited Bob or whatever but. Um, beyond that, yeah, it's not, you know, we haven't really seen, like, I'm reporting for duty, what should I do, mother, <laughs> or whatever, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> we don't get scenes like that, and we probably won't get scenes like that. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I really am curious uh, how that all fits together. Yeah, it's very strange, because I, I almost, it's weird that they go from uh, the the woodsman, and, and and it's also interesting when they, you know, when the, when that they actually had the woodsman say his line, and it mm-hmm. wasn't just the woodsman image. Yeah. Uh, I, and again, I feel like God of Light means something. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, something like, you know, bigger than <laughs> he's trying to light his The cigarette. obvious, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's interesting to go from that to the power lines to the girls screaming at the at the high school, to the the the, the curtains, the sort of black mm-hmm. lodge red curtains. Yeah. Then they fade into the curtains with Laura's image flanked by the angels. Yeah. Right. So there's a transition there from like the Twin Peaks world to the black lodge. Right. Um, and you know, specifying sort of Laura. Right. Uh, and that that seems to maybe connect to, you know. The, the 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 bob orb right we saw the laura orb right right and the woodsman so there, there there's yep. kind of that thing too of like laura being an object or a focus here yeah. um and but then they go to nido yeah and it makes me want to connect laura to nido yeah 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 and, i think that's and, very possible and say like she's the new laura or something mm-hmm. you know uh she's the new sort of um you know, woman in danger, as David Lynch likes to right, write of about. Speaking uh, of woman in danger, uh, I learned something uh, about the uh, actress who's playing Nido. I don't know if you remember this from Inland Empire, but there's a scene, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Inland Empire, not really. I don't know how you could spoil that movie. Uh, it, <laughs> there's a scene towards the end where Laura Dern... Um, I uh, watched that whole movie and I wasn't even spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, Laura Dern's character is stabbed um, 
Is she stabbed by herself? I don't know. It's it's confusing. I think maybe she stabs herself. Uh, like, she has an evil version of her that stabs her. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Anyway, she gets stabbed, and she's sort of, like, dying, and it's on the streets of, of L.A., and um, there's these, like, homeless people there, and uh, the, mm-hmm. the actress playing Nido is one of them, and she, she as Laura Dern's character is dying, she has this long monologue about, like, wanting to go to Pomona or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I really wish I went to Pomona, or I, I forgot exactly what the line, anyway, that's Nido. <laughs> oh. That's, Interesting. That's, yeah, that's the same, uh, the same actress. So yeah, I was, I was surprised. Uh, you know, especially without seeing her eyes, like, I, I yeah. didn't recognize her at all. Um, but yeah, she's worked with Lynch before. And, uh, you know, speaking of that, of course. That's a good anecdote. But speaking of eyes, you know, we've been racking our brains trying to figure this character out and why and why she doesn't have eyes and why there's specific sort of scars or or it it looks like eyelashes almost. It's really hard to tell what mm-hmm. what those marks are. Um but uh, it did just make me think, you know, eyes are windows to the soul sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so maybe she she blocked out the window to her soul or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, because it's more than just her eyes are gone. You know, there's there's, oh, there's yeah. the, just the just sort of topography of her face. You there's know, stuff there. It's, there's yeah. bulges and 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 other sort of. Uh, physiology there that's not just someone missing eyes yeah 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 so yeah um so so maybe it's just nido is the new laura is that she needs to be protected maybe that's what's being communicated here yeah. uh or and like sort of you know the sort of laura with the angels laura's dead so don't let nido die or right. that's what is could you know uh befall her yeah uh, i guess that would be the ultra crackpot that Laura, that you know, Nido is Laura or something. Yeah, I, I was thinking that too. In a way, I, mean, I don't but think it, it really does, makes sense. It doesn't but... make any sense. <laughs> um, I mean, oh jeez, I don't want to try to make that work because I was just thinking. Well, we the last time we saw Laura, she was in the Black Lodge, yeah, waiting room or whatever area, and she she flew up, yeah, and you know. Cooper made it back to the real world by by going down. Right. Uh, so maybe she could make it to the real world by going up. And it's but you know we and they both were in the the box space room, right. the purple place room. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, it wouldn't quite make any sense why Laura would show up in that purple place room as Nido. Yeah, uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. But I just you know desperately trying to yeah. make a connection there. Uh, with Laura, you know, cause like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I don't know, you know, she can't communicate, you know, she just kind of makes these sounds. Um, I remember, you know, she, she sort of tried to stop Cooper from going in the little portal thing the first time. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that's what she was trying to do. Um, and she took him up and like showed him the thing and I don't know, like maybe Laura can't communicate. It doesn't make sense that it's Laura, but like maybe she's sent by Laura or has something to do with Laura. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe she, maybe she went through the machine and it was wrong, and she transfigured herself into Nido or uh-huh. something. I mean, there's a connection too between you know, 
American Girl being there slash Ronette Pulaski. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and the last time, you know, we saw Ronette was basically in the freight car, right? With the, um, well, not the last time, I guess, but. The last time, um, in, yeah, Firewalk with Me, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, in a room with Laura, basically. Right. So that's kind of a thing that could be here if, if there's a Nido Laura connection. I, yeah. I, I don't really buy it, but yeah, I am, I am sort of. Um, desperately trying to make those connections too yeah i do feel like there's some connection but yeah it doesn't it, it seems doubtful that it actually is laura but i just i don't know uh the the role she's playing here the fact that you know it does seem like the the fireman specifically is um you know protecting her for some role she's supposed to play it seems like that's kind of similar to what happened with the with the lore you know um, that he sort of sent the Lorb as a as a response to to Bob's creation. Well, and it's funny you you mentioned that because you know if you try to make a connection between Laura and Nido, um, you know when we did see the the fireman um, send the the Laura orb through the projector frame uh, screen and go to Earth, you know. Did it go through the space portal, sky portal, in next to Jack Rabbit's palace? And and when it came out, it was Nido. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, there's something there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. I don't know why that would happen exactly. And and, but, you and, know. and here's a horrible crackpot idea: is that you know Laura famously told Cooper, "I'll see you again in 25 years." Right. While Nido can't see him oh, again no. i know it's oh, the worst no. but it's something there sort of being the opposite of that unable to see cooper again in 25 years <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah <laughs> uh that's you know because yeah i mean you, i try to think I try to, manu- you know, sort of have synthetic intuition of uh, David Lynch's intuition of, like, what kind of thing vaguely makes sense but is more of, like, a feeling or a, a thematic sort of connection, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it is Laura, I would wonder why it's not just obviously Laura, um, you know, with her eyes, you know blocked off or or whatever um whatever (laughs) happened there uh well because that's not the story uh, like and and you know she's got this name (laughs) that's like saying that's like saying you know why is cooper dougie you know i mean like because because that's the story right 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 well yeah 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 but that's that's you know that has a fairly quote-unquote clear explanation i think uh I mean, Nido has a name. It seems like she's a separate entity, but maybe... I don't think she's Laura. I, I'm just throwing a crack by this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like she's her own thing. Um, we but do it, know... But it does seem like she's sent somehow to stop the, the woodsman slash experiment slash Bob slash Mr. C, etc. You know, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So that it seems like, you know, I mean, maybe she's just sort of so, on Laura's my... side or something. Refresh my memory. Is is the is the actress who plays Nido the same person who does experiment? No, no, no. Definitely okay, they're not. different. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're different. Um Yeah, I was thinking maybe Nido is is 
is like a like a vessel that could contain experiment. You know, whatever's inside of Sarah Palmer right now, if yes. that's experiment, mm-hmm. maybe maybe that sh- goes into Nido and Nido, you know, because her face is all like that can't take her face off oh. or, or that that sort of a uh, sort of a um you know, like a prison or something you know right. a shell or something and right. could inhabit inhabit uh you know i guess i guess similar to bob coming out of experiment you know maybe maybe experiment or bob needs to go into nido or something mm-hmm. you know yeah. i'm just thinking like what 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 could nido's function be here right right yeah that's a good that's 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 not an unreasonable theory. I definitely had nothing that specific in mind. Because, um, yeah, it, ha- it, it has to be something that, you know, somehow helps to... And, you know, Glove Guy's got to show up, too. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if there's some way where... Oh, can, man. Glove you know, Guy shoves shoves his glove, green gloved hand into, into Sarah Palmer's <laughs> face and grabs out the experiment... <laughs> model and then shoves it into <laughs> I think I just wrote the finale there it is that's guys. gonna be weird and yet and yet it's strangely plausible uh yeah and then like yeah now now it now it's trapped or something mm-hmm. um, then the glove can come off and then the glove can come off yeah yeah that has to happen that has to happen I'm, I firmly believe that at this point I also thought it was interesting, I guess we'll get to it, um, that the glove's not on his left hand. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really a nice benefit <laughs> to us who are trying to figure out the show. Because if it was on his left hand, we'd make an immediate connection to the ring. True. Uh, especially since it's green, you know? And it's yeah. like, okay, the fact that it's not on the left hand saves us, like, 20 hours of theorizing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's a, it's a separate thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's it's pretty specific that that glove. It is something you wear in your hand, like a ring. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, in a way, it's like the ring in the sense that it's some kind of uh, supernatural mm-hmm. object that you know comes from this netherworld <laughs> or whatever is imbued with some kind of quality from this from this other dimension or something but yeah just specifically i think it's not like the ring maybe maybe the ring and the glove maybe they're horcruxes oh god (laughs) God. and uh or bob cruxes or something you know um they're they're uh they're 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 the keys to voldemort's power yeah 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 yikes the the scene with the nurse uh, in the missing pieces made the ring seem more like the ring from Lord of the Rings, you know, some kind of like powerful thing that draws mm-hmm. people to it, you know. My precious, yeah. My pre- yeah, and that um, uh, the book in the secret history book, like it, it's kind of portrayed that way as well. But uh, so far in the series, that really hasn't been the case, you know, like. Mr. C has it right there and mm-hmm. has has uh, has Ray put it on and it goes back to the Black Lodge. So he didn't really have any interest in it. Um, so it's like, I don't know, maybe it doesn't work for him because he's special well, or something. And, but... Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, trying to compare the secret history with the show is, is the idea of, you know, the show seems to suggest uh, that 
the ring, you know, could take you to the Black Lodge or something. Yeah. So it'd be weird that all these, you know, from the book's Richard perspective, Nixon. all of these, all these people have had the ring, yet it didn't sort of do the thing that right. it sort of famously does now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's now it's, it's going to be, it's going to be sort of the, uh, uh, you know, this show's version of like, um, you know, uh, deleted scene or something. It's like, you know, now I'm kind of wondering what, what did they, if, if it's true, like what did David Lynch add, you know, uh, that wasn't there in their original script that they, they wrote together, you know? And that, so yeah, I start wondering about some of that stuff. Like, did he change how the ring was used or add scenes involving the ring or, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I kind of wonder. I how feel like with, with, with at least, with at least 50% more story, it's very likely. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that that maybe that was part of what extended it was was incorporating the ring and some of this sort of lower level mythology stuff like maybe yeah. that's that's part of it. It, it it does call in the question like what could they have done in nine parts I mean what would have been I, left oh out God. I mean is it is it less you know Black Lodge and and, and extra dimensional stuff and Nido and experiment and I, that that's what's what I would think is that the the those bigger ideas that are further away from the original Twin Peaks or right. probably the stuff that was, was he, he got to after, you know, continuing to write. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Um, I also wanted to point out Andy sitting in this chair um, in um, in the fireman's place. Yeah. Just reminded me of Andy and Lucy trying to buy the chair and that whole thing. Um, just wanted to connect the chairs together. <laughs> yeah, sure. Good point. Good point. Since that chair scene has no connection to anything, I just thought, oh, that's kind of an interesting, like, foreshadowing that Andy's going to be in a chair or something. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think of that at all. Uh, <laughs> uh,. But it does seem like it does seem like um, it's the chair that Cooper was in in the first scene, mm-hmm. and so that really makes me want to say that that that's going to be a flash forward, and that um, yeah. he will he will similarly be transported. I mean, I even want to say it's possible, although this you know the timeline's going to have to get like moving fast if this is going to work. But you know, could it be possible that he's actually there the next day? you know, for, uh, for that mm-hmm. event, you know, I mean, maybe they even bring him as Dougie and, and they got his shoes or something. I don't know. You know, maybe Nido knows where his shoes are. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is they have to do. But, you know, the FBI seems to be on their way to Las Vegas and, you know, I mean, it still could be multiple parts before it actually happens, but maybe it'll still be the idea that, you know, it takes place over, you know, uh, 24 hours. I guess it's also not clear how the FBI, uh, storyline lines up with the uh, Twin Peaks one, so yeah, you know yeah. there there is some room there to uh, to kind of get him there by the by the next day. Yeah, because we're there's there's two days that the major outlined in his little note from the past to the future, and uh, so we're on sort of day one with the with Andy and Nido and all this stuff. So yeah, yeah maybe the second day um, he gets there, but I. I you know that that would also sort of explain you know if if that scene from the opening uh, of the series was a flash forward 
there was that discrepancy that uh, I believe it was that um, Cooper isn't wearing his FBI pin or something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, and that would that would make sense if he if he's yeah. coming there after being you know Dougie and not wearing that pin this whole time. You right. Know? Right. So that would uh that would make and that I mean and that would be a great detail to have to know when you're shooting that scene and writing yeah, that yeah. scene that like okay is he gonna have this pin on him uh, let me think this through <laughs> right right yeah because that's the kind of thing you could just totally be a continuity error right 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 and I still don't yeah easily could be that I still don't understand why he understands the message like I don't see how he's gonna learn enough in the next 24 hours after, you know, being Dougie this whole time to, to somehow understand that message that I still don't understand. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, Hey, I don't know. Andy got it pretty quickly. So, uh, you know, maybe somehow being there, you just, you get it quicker. You, you don't necessarily need, um, a ton of background information. Yeah. Uh, I, I, one of the things I love about these scenes in the Black Lodge and this in this black and white world is 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 the amount of like empty space, you know, the amount of time characters are just existing mm-hmm. and sort of reacting and not 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 really responding, but just sort of taking things in. And there's just yeah. so much room to wonder what exactly they're thinking and feeling and how time is really working. And if yeah. you know if Andy if it to us he's there for you know a minute or two is it does it feel longer for him does he have more time to think about these things than what it's you know sort of how time is working as we're watching it you know that's kind of how it comes off to me you know some of these some of these shots and and sequences that there's you know uh you know even when andy you know shows up in this place like he sort of is walking backwards to the chair in this weird staccato way yeah, <laughs> which is strange. Yet when the giant enters, he walks to the chair normally. Right. Um. You know. So there's this weirdness with with how characters exist in these different worlds. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. That's that's right now. What? Uh, yeah. How Cooper knows what that um phonograph thing was playing and what that means. Um. Richard you know, he still Linda, doesn't. Two birds with one stone. Yeah, and and that's the thing. You know, with... is Billy involved? If the four, you know, I let, let me throw this out there for a heavy crackpot as it just hits me now. You mm-hmm. know, Andy was supposedly supposed to meet quote unquote Billy at four thirty. I yeah. didn't attach much significance at the time, but now that Audrey's story has taken on this extra layer of weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, that it seems like it's not just about Richard, um, killing him, but like there's some other mysterious uncle character involved. Um, it's, it's starting to make me wonder if, um, you know, maybe that, I don't know, maybe that actually is the 430. <laughs> maybe what is the 430? The, you know, the 430 meeting that, uh, that Andy had with so-called Billy, or well, what is it? Billy. What, what, you, what, what are you saying? <laughs> possibility? Can we call him possibility? Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Like, you know, when that happened, you know, that was the first like 4:30 reference that we had uh-huh. in the show, and I assumed like it was just a coincidence or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is still possible, but I guess now that uh, now that the Billy storyline has kind of 
taken an extra level of intrigue. Um, I kind of wonder if, uh, you know, maybe it will come into play in some way where, you know, that matters. And, you know, Andy, too. Andy's, like, taking on a Well, what are you saying? Role. You're using pronouns, and I'm losing you. What what matters? Because uh, the... all we had was was Billy not being there at 4.30. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, what is what are you saying that why, means? Why, why does that matter? I have no idea. Yeah, why is that a thing I have say? no idea. But wherever okay. Billy is, whatever happened to Billy, perhaps that's significant. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, and that's what's weird. Yeah, I mean, that's what's weird about that, though, is... is um, you know, we it, it is a similar thing where Andy looks at his watch and he knows it's four thirty, and then here uh, in this part, uh, Frank, you know, um, was it Frank or Bobby who said the time? I forgot who said the time, but they were like, uh, "Oh, the time!" And then the portal opens at two fifty three or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Um, so there's a sort of connection there, but yeah, I, I mean, the obvious answer would be that a portal opened up somewhere at four thirty. Uh, and it, did that? Did, did Billy get sucked into the portal there or something? I mean, oh that yeah, sort of. That'd be like the straightforward mirroring of this uh, sequence. That's here. a good point. That's a good point. That is what the the numbers have meant so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. And what's up with Billy? Like, I, why does Billy <laughs> matter? I don't understand. Maybe Billy's the dreamer. He's dreaming, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah it's just it's very it's very strange but um yeah i don't know that uh, it's it's it seems like kind of a long shot and yet like the more they the more scenes we get revolving around billy the more i i kind of wonder uh where that's going especially since we're getting like pretty late in the series yeah you know and um you know, unlike the um, uh, like the the Becky and Steven stuff, for example, you know, I, like I can see that storyline kind of playing out in a way that um, you know is totally separate from everything. But um, mm-hmm. it's starting to seem like the the Audrey Billy saga. Like I don't know. Like it's I don't know. I guess there's a way it could be self contained, but. Um, it it seems like there's more possibility there that that there's some tie-in with the the larger thing going, especially you know the Richard connection is clearly somewhat significant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just you know I don't actually have a theory, but I'm trying to suggest <laughs> like the the building blocks for a theory. Okay. okay, you know what I mean. I feel like those things those things um, you know could kind of. Uh, fit together and make sense in, in some kind of end game. I just, I don't really have a clue how. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like there's just, a, there's enough connections there to to suggest something. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, Billy needs explaining. Red is still an open yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, Red has to, I, Red, Red's I, your I, uncle, maybe. I could have, I could have, uh, I would have bet that we would have had more explanation about Red by now yeah, after yeah. that coin flipping scene yeah. and the fact that we, that, I, I mean, what could we get, like, maybe two more scenes? Realistically, not that many, the, yeah. Yeah, so I, they're going to have to get to that pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, Richard and Linda, um, 
And that's the thing. Richard's not even in Twin Peaks anymore, right? No, although uh, I think Mr. C's going there, and he does seem to be with him now. Uh-huh. Um, so I think there's a chance that he'll he'll end up coming back to Twin Peaks. Yeah, I wonder if Mr. C will be like, he needs someone who knows the place or something, and Richard's yeah. from there or something, and he'll yeah. volunteer. Show me around, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he'll be British for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, what else with this part? There's a lot, I mean, yeah. There, is, um, there, there are, like, a ton of threads here um, that, mm-hmm. honestly, it's 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 hard to envision how they could all come together in some kind of satisfying way. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. There's definitely chances that there will be some some loose ends or some some things kind of left open um and i don't know i mean so as far as red goes uh you know there could be a follow-up scene with richard and then the other thing that they really have to address is shelly the shelly uh relationship Mm -hmm. um because like you can't have shelly in a relationship with someone like that and not like have that go somewhere She's at least she at least has to find out or yeah, yeah. something or she yeah. you know gets back with Bobby or yeah I mean there's still the Norma in, in um, Ed right you know outstanding storyline oh um, just twenty five you know, years later doing the same thing I mean thing. I mean Ro- they you know Ross and Rachel have nothing on these guys <laughs> you know will they won't they it's like <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention, though, uh, you know, we, we're, we're increasingly getting this idea of, of either time travel or, you know, some 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 discrepancies with the chronology is happening here. Um, and it made me think of, um, you know, we were talking earlier about the evolution of the arm and, you know, uh, you know, Mike cutting his arm off and it being a different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it made me think about Jerry and his foot saying, I'm not your foot. Right, right. And I and I was wondering if that's a you know is this future is this past thing, where Jerry's gonna lose his foot in the future? Oh, uh, like it'll get cut off or something, um, and that was some sort of weird like reverse time reverberation or right. like he you know he he his mind picked it up from the future because he's high on weird right. drugs or right. you know it just made me think like. How could, you know, uh, time travel or some weird chronology uh, issue make that make sense? And I'm like, well, the you know, <laughs> we know that uh, the only time we know a body part sort of being uh, talking uh, in any sort of sense was uh, was uh, the arm itself, which was amputated. So maybe Jerry's going to lose his foot. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess I thought Jerry Horn was like more or less over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you know if they want to well, actually do, if they want to have a part two uh, follow up or something, that part would be... two. 
nothing happened in part one. Like, yeah, I, I feel like it can't it can't be over because nothing happened. Well, you know, he had a crazy journey in the woods. You know, a, a what did he call it? A creative jer- sojourn of a solitary nature. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that's but 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 that's what but if you follow the hero's journey, right? Like, it, you know, after the hero defeats the dragon, you know, they have to return with the elixir, right? So he's got there's at least got to be another scene where. He tells Ben what happened. He, he, you know, he has to sort of. Yeah, I agree. His I adventure. agree. There should can't be, be a follow-up. Can be literally over. Yeah, but I guess um, you know, in terms of like uh, getting like more storyline, like um, mm-hmm. like getting his foot cut off. You know, I, it's definitely yeah. possible though. Yeah. Uh, but I agree. You're right. There, there should be there should be some kind of some kind of follow-up scene um, with Ben, some kind of description of, like, what we're supposed to think about those scenes, because I agree, it's not really clear what, what part one was. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, these isolated moments that they uh, put put in uh, various places, and, yeah, I don't, um, I don't know, uh, but that's a, that's a good one. That's a good, that's a good crackpot theory there. <laughs> Jerry Horn's foot from the future, yeah. Kind of communicating and telling him, I will not be your foot soon. At some in point. In some weird way. You'll yeah. be missing a foot. Yeah. Evolution of the foot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm like, what character would that be? Yikes. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not ready for that. Um, uh, so we get this in this little montage that Andy's watching. Uh, we get the two Coopers. Yeah. Uh, I really love this image because they're both like scouring at the camera yeah. in this weird way. Um, and the, do you do you place any significance on just the visual image of them separating, sort of one becoming two, uh, almost this sort of um, biological mitosis or something mm-hmm. or meiosis, whichever one it is. Yeah, I forget I forget which uh, which is which, but um, oh yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I'm not the one to ask. I know what you mean. Yeah, but remember yeah. that was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a thing. Uh, yeah, I do think that's significant. Are you gonna ask me how? Uh, it's mitosis, I guess. One, mitosis. one becoming two, and go. meiosis is it becomes four. Okay. Um, no, I don't want to know how it's significant. I just wanted good. to know if you thought it was significant. I do, I do. Yeah, uh, I so almost... how? <laughs> now I want to know. Damn it. Uh, yeah, I kind of wonder if, if that's an image we'll we'll see later. or um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I do think, like... Um, you know, I've, I was listening to some podcasts, and they were talking about how, like, they envisioned season three as, you know, Cooper facing off with his, with his doppelganger... Yeah. And I do feel like that's a logical place where this will go, you know, but um, they haven't oh, actually to. met yet, except for, you know, obviously the brief confrontation they have at the end of the original series. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do think there will be some kind of showdown and the idea that it would be in the uh, Black Lodge, you know, because the red curtains are behind them when they show that, yep. Um, yep. you know, seems logical. Yep. Uh, so... Uh, but yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to be saying though. Like, like, I don't know. Cooper's divided or yeah, that idea that it's part of him or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, or is it just saying that there's there's two Coopers? You or it's know, just saying there's two Coopers. It could totally be that. that idea. Um, yeah. But yeah, I that's you know I've been saying that for a while that that's my hope for the in the end game here. I, I mean, like just because I'm such a like you know uh, hero's journey and and sort of uh, uh, character arc uh, obsessed person is that I really want Cooper to ha- to you know go to the Black Lodge. Battle his doppelganger like he does did the right, first time, but succeed. not sort of not retreat in fear. Right, actually succeed and then sort of move on and and go save Laura or go right. whatever to the next sort of places or whatever you do after after you sort of have done that. Um, that's that's kind of what I'm hoping happens. Uh, well, not kind of. That's what I'm hoping happens. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, something else I was gonna say about um. Oh, so here's a question you're going to hate. Okay. Um, <laughs> because we're in this, particularly in this montage, we're seeing scenes that could be from the future. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, even this even this Cooper yeah. and Mr. C splitting thing could be, you know, sort of from a, a future image. Um, are these things predestined to happen? Oh, and and the giant fireman is just making sure and other entities and players are sort of ensuring these things sort of happen the way they need to happen or 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 when we see things from the future is that is that just a possible future or is that what's going to happen you know oh, and, and you know so yeah you're welcome <laughs> yeah 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 i didn't think you were going to go there but of course that is a logical thing to wonder about yeah, that's hard. Uh, I have no idea. I don't think, I don't think Twin Peaks has taken any kind of firm stance on, you know, <laughs> free will versus determinism or, um, mm-hmm. you know, predestination paradoxes or anything like that. Um, you know, he does, and by he, I mean Lynch, like, does incorporate these elements of, um, you know, things being, you know, fated to happen or something. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that idea does come up in his stories, like, in a number of uh, ways. But it, it doesn't seem like... I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of, like, let's fight destiny or whatever kind of ideas. And, you know, mm-hmm. so the giant, when he comes... When he was actually the giant, uh, and again, I, I, I can't stop calling him that uh in you know in the original series he does tell cooper some things that are supposed to come true later you know and you know uh i'll give you your ring back when you find these things to be true that's a huge great point because that 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 proves he knows the future (laughs) yeah 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 um you know and he also shows up uh he shows up briefly when uh cooper and annie are uh, dancing towards the end of the series the original series um right after she says uh i'm gonna enter the miss twin peaks contest you know and he appears to cooper and sort of like waves his arms mm-hmm. uh always seemed to me like he was saying no like you know? don't let her do it yeah. yeah as though he knew you know what the yep. consequence would be um and but then, I, but then, why, why? Sorry to cut you off, but why stop it? I mean, there's your question about determinism, right? Yes. Like, if he knows she's gonna die, and he's like, right. "Well, I don't want her to die," but then if he goes and tells Cooper no, shouldn't he also know that that's actually not gonna prevent him from stopping her from dying? Like, right. And I've always been frustrated that um, Cooper doesn't actually 
react to it you know he doesn't know what he means yeah yeah he just kind of he sees it and he and he just goes on from there and it it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like he really takes it to heart in the way i guess part of what's happening at the end of the original series is that he's just like totally distracted by annie and not um not using his usual sort of intuition or whatever to um Hmm. you know to try to figure out what's I, i do feel like he's sort of off his game in the later part of the series and that's part of why he doesn't really see it coming. Um, uh, yeah, I want to talk about that later. About that's an interesting idea. Uh, there, there's some dialogue I think that sort of suggests that's what's happening. He talks about like not being able to um, focus on the clues or whatever because um, he's thinking about her and stuff. So, uh, which again is why like. I don't know. It's it's. I, I get that it's twenty five years later, but I I still feel like there should be some anti follow up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and the thing and, and the, the and the thing with the giant is why why if it was important for him to communicate that to Cooper, why didn't he just tell him? Why didn't he show up and just you know say it directly? And and you know we talked before about like when the giant di- did appear to Cooper and was just talking normally. It was when Cooper was sort of falling unconscious because he had just gotten mm-hmm. shot yeah so this idea that he can't just sort of appear to him normally with with cooper's normal level of consciousness or right. something right that's the only thing i could think of why the giant giant just didn't show up and say you know don't let her enter the contest right right yeah 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 exactly um i mean the fact that the whole thing you know i do think there is part of this that's uh, you know that's kind of a writing issue of you know when characters like know the future it, it creates certain problems if they if they just come out and say things because um, mm-hmm. it you know doesn't allow the story to play out in the way that it should but i agree that like the giant trying to kind of intervene um you know and even uh yeah i don't know even um uh even mike trying to intervene and in firewalk with me like some of that stuff does suggest like a kind of knowing the future but trying to change it anyway Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I guess, I don't know, I guess maybe we're supposed to believe that's, that's a possibility. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel comfortable on that topic in this show. Um, because I, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> Well, one th- I mean, one thing we've seen is that not necessarily, you know, the future, but, but, you know, plans change all the time and expectations change all the time. So, you know, it would sort of follow that things that are fated to happen or would, norm- you know, what, what would normally play out can be changed. You know, it's just a question of, you know, it, it's that paradox of no, of knowing the future. So you know, why are you doing these things if you know what's going to happen? If you, right. you know, and is it, and is it when you intervene, are you intervening to, to make it happen the way you saw it's going to happen because your intervention is part of right. that outcome? Or is your interve- paradox thing. Yeah, yeah. Or is your intervention just to change what you saw? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so like that, you know, in like in the simplest possible way, uh, that is something that, you know, bothers me. I mean, I guess that's just like that comes with the territory of that kind of story. But yeah, Mm -hmm. in terms of the original series, it's like the giant and it really Mike, I I fault Mike even more for this. Um, But like both of them, you know, give these kind of obscure clues 
when, you know, it seems like they could just say, it's fucking Leland, <laughs> go arrest him. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and like maybe maddie wouldn't have died you know it's and it you know i feel the same way uh when the giant shows up when maddie's being killed and it's happening again it's like what's happening again where like give me something like no let's just sit here and be sad like i mean it's an effective yeah. sequence but there is this sense of like if you really if you really mm-hmm. want to help you're really not doing everything you can here mm-hmm. you know so there in that scene there's this it sense is... of like we can't stop it. Yeah. You know? Like, that's just what's supposed... That's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're just, like... We're just, like, sad about it. You know? Yeah, I mean, whenever you introduce entities that are not human and... But 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 deal with human affairs, it's really... It's really that question of how much do they care and how much does it matter and... Um, you know, what... You know, I guess just in general, why do they care? What What difference does it make? you know, what happens to any of these people in Twin Peaks or any, you know, the people on Earth, like, um, is their role, I mean, is the fireman a a guardian of Earth and this is why he cares, it's his Mm -hmm. duty, or is it an existential threat against life that he's against, or is it, um, you know, or evil, you know, or is it uh, just a threat that, okay, if whatever happens in Twin Peaks happens, then it'll you know it'll lead to you know since there's a portal to uh the um the black and white purple place lodge fireman's house <laughs> 30s place <laughs> oh man <laughs> it's like a million Ooh. names um, yeah that place needs a name it needs one name that we can just call it yeah. um it, you know since there's a portal in in you know in twin peaks that leads to that place is that why you know um you know the fireman is interested in stopping whatever is going to happen so it doesn't get to in his in his realm you know mm-hmm. so is yeah. it like a more selfish reason yeah i'm definitely wondering if uh that's where the coordinates lead mm-hmm. and if that's how like it's going to get in their house yeah so does that help now that we've seen jack rabbit's palace and the and the place so maybe the coordinates are are where the portal is. That's yeah. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Was, uh-huh. was a and possibility. Then, and then, does that help solve the issues with the major and? No. <laughs> and his head disappearing. No, I mean in a way it makes it worse because. Um... Because the major like left this message uh, before he, you know, quote unquote, died, you know, before he met Hastings, before any of that stuff happened. So it's like it, it would be very strange if he, uh, you know, left this information. He knew about this site and then uh, he meets Hastings and Ruth and then he has them like go into a military facility and get the coordinates to the same place. Like, that doesn't really make sense to me. That means that the coordinates aren't for him. You know, that's what that would have to mean. If he knows that, or or, or he needs specifically that location in a sort of numerical format, and mm-hmm. there's no way to know that except for right, right. however he figured that out the first place, you know. Right. That's, that's kind of the only two yeah. options there. Okay. Yeah, that, um, that's a possibility. Yeah. I guess I had assumed that he wanted to go there or something. But yeah, maybe it was for some other purpose. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe it's it's just so Ruth has it on her arm. And, right. you know, like there's right. some weird, you know, he like, again, like maybe he was given a mission by right. the firemen and, and, and sort of was told to sort of do certain things, um, you know, maybe without knowing exactly why, you know, sort of yeah. a thing. But, um, yeah, that, uh, that part's weird. But OK, so so Mr. C might want to go to this portal place so he can go to the black and white yeah yeah that's kind of what i was wondering if that if that might be you know i mean i do think the black lodge will come into play at some point but i i i'm trying to figure out some way to fulfill you know it's in our house now um and it it just seems like you know either he goes there himself or he leads experiment there or i don't know but i feel like experiment should be the it yeah Um, i agree or or bob Right, and could a, be Bob in a, in a runner-up position. Yeah, um, yeah. But but I but but here's a question: uh, Does Mister C know about Experiment? Like, if he's going to Twin Peaks, there's I mean, Experiments in Twin Peaks are we're presuming Experiment is in Laura Palmer's or whatever. Something uh, something's up there. Sarah, like, yeah, yeah. So, that's sorry, Sarah Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's 100% not clear. Uh, I guess, you know, to, uh, for a related question, does Bob know? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll see your question and raise your question. All right. uh, but what I will say is, you know, he tells um, uh, fuck Daria uh, what, you know, this is what I want. And he shows that little symbol. Yeah. Um, the same symbol that's on the major's message, the same symbol that's on Hawk's map. And Truman asks, and like, you don't want to know about that. That does sound like experiment to me. Um, yeah, but it seems like he doesn't know that experiments in Twin Peaks are, are that that's the same place that the coordinates are going to lead. Doesn't he? <laughs> does he? Like, I thought he did. Why I mean, I ask, guess I thought. I guess I thought he, that's why. Why would he ask her if he's if she's like this is what I want and have you seen anything like this? Mm-hmm. If it seems like he's looking for that then and, yeah. and why why would he not just know it's in Twin Peaks? Well, maybe it ties in with uh, maybe it ties in with um, the box in New York. Maybe he's maybe like Evil Cooper's story is like he's trying these various portals or attempts or these are like various ways of trying to contact or um, obtain or whatever the right word is there, uh, the experiment, you know what I mean? Like maybe that's the idea there, you know, he's like, he's like trying different ways. And so it's like, yeah, have you seen this thing? Like I've I've been looking for this thing. It'd be really important for him to know that experiment model killed Sam and Tracy then, you know, that'd be a really important thing right. to know if he's yeah. trying to catch that. Yeah. And the I fact agree. that he's not plugged into that box storyline, except for literally just a reference and a picture. Yeah. Is really weird if he's, I mean, I definitely agree with you that that makes sense that he's trying these different ways. But again, like he seems to come off to Daria, like, he doesn't know where this this MacGuffin that he wants is. Yeah. Or how to, or how to like he's he's or, or you know that the coordinates will help him get to that thing. Right. Uh, and then maybe there's some idea that you know um, the experiment will be where the coordinates are or something like that. And maybe that's all he knows. And that which is sort of true because the coordinates lead to Twin Peaks and right. Twin Peaks is where experiment right. probably is. Yeah. So so that's kind of true, but it seems like. 
it, that didn't sort of necessarily have to be true, especially if experiment model was like just in New York. Right. Um, so yeah, it's all modeled. It's yeah, all yeah, weird. yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's it does make the plot a little weird, but that would at least explain like why he, you know, like he doesn't necessarily know where the coordinates are leading, but that's what he's trying to, you know, that that's what he hopes is going to happen or something. Um, that's what he's been searching for. I don't know. Um, like that sort of makes sense, but yeah, in terms of like keeping up, like what, what happened there in New York actually, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it does does seem like if that's what he wants, like it would be kind of like a huge, huge deal to know. It makes me wonder, um, will they have any reason at any point to share with Diane that, that whole thing, you Mm. know, uh, cause that could be a possible way he could find out. Uh, that's the only way I could see him finding out at this point. Um, yeah, I feel like Tammy or or the FBI would have to like get some new information or make a new connection yeah. or yeah. or or something to kind of to kind of bring that up. Um, I guess yeah. I guess if they uh, if they um, uh, you know if, if they decide to quit um, playing around with Diane and like confront her with what they know. Mm-hmm. I guess I could imagine in a scene like that, they say, um, we have this picture of, of quote unquote Cooper, you know, at this, uh, at this location in yeah. New York and these two people were found dead there and they show, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know anything about this? Yeah. You know, like I could imagine a scene like that where she would find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also thinking another way might be if, if experiment kills again in a similar way or something. Yeah. Then yeah, they yeah. could they could tie that together Make and the then have to and... talk about it. Yeah. 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 If that if that actually occurs, uh, that would be that would be interesting and weird. Uh, but I, that's a loose end that does need to be tied up, and I I feel like it's it, the the tie up has to be something that you know can happen rather quickly because <laughs> mm-hmm. of the time left you know i don't think we're really going back there so it's gonna have to just be like oh that was just blah 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 you know yeah yeah and it's funny how all you know you know just in the one scene we'll talk about later with 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 sarah palmer like how much creepier and dangerous this sort of entity seems to be than than just bob Oh yeah, you know. So it's because because Bob never like bit anyone's throat out on no. this spot. Seemingly, um, not that we know of, but yeah, probably. Yeah, not. yeah, not that we know of. And this whole idea of wearing a shell too is very interesting. Like this empty vessel thing and sort of masquerading yeah. as a human. And yeah. and again, it calls into question: Is Sarah Palmer dead? Yeah, is yeah. That, is that is that her body or not? Yeah. You know, um, if if you take that thing inside out, is Sarah back? Right. You know, sort of all else questions. That's, yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> um, so we had the two Coopers, and then we get the scene uh, where where Andy is showing something to Lucy. And yeah. in a very creepy way, he backs away out of the frame, which is yeah. which just added some creepiness to it. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't really kind of respond in any way that it's helpful. Right. Like, She's not like smiling, like oh, she sees somebody she she knows and right. wants to see. It's just right. it's sort of middle road like expression. Because yeah. I'm thinking like maybe Wally shows back up, maybe mm-hmm. their son, 
or you know yeah. it's he, you know, or you know i guess the big idea is is cooper but um why would andy sort of back away like that right, or right yeah it was and, and on the phone that we saw ringing it did seem like the sheriff office phone um the, i looked like line two was ringing or at least mm-hmm. the second button um so that made me think of something to do with cooper since there's two coopers and line two right. and Maybe the second Cooper is good Cooper or something, mm-hmm. and he's back. Or yeah, uh, yeah. So I I've heard a lot of speculation, and I do wonder if they're gonna try to go this way that that evil Cooper will like cut his hair, dress up in a suit, and try to pretend to be Cooper again. Mm-hmm. You know, when he goes to Twin Peaks. Um. So like, yeah, we might. I, I think it's possible we might see something like that happening. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I, it's one of those things that is is completely plausible, but yeah, why would he need to impersonate Cooper is the big question. Well, there would have to be like a to that to that degree, you know, versus yeah. just hey, I just have my hair long now, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Um, it has been twenty five years. He's allowed yeah, to grow his hair. Exactly. And, and the idea that he would know that that's how people expect. I mean, of course, he sort of knows what he used to look like or yeah. something. But like, you know what I mean? Like, he kind of would have to. I guess he does know Cooper is out there. So, yeah. Um, although it seems like, you know, he, he he's not, he should just go kill him himself. I, yeah, I, I yeah. Mean, maybe there's some maybe there's some like um, doppelganger rules or something mm-hmm. where it's kind of like uh, matter and antimatter don't yeah. shouldn't mix or something and explode. So he can't sort of go and touch him or go right. and be close or something like that, which is why he's gone. The, the Duncan Todd, uh, cavalcade of, of right. failed assassins route. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Sort of like almost like a lost thing. It's like they can't, you know they can't kill each other mm-hmm. um so he has to get other people to do it but yeah the i guess the gag is that they're they're all they all fail yeah it's, it's the loophole from lost yeah exactly. get somebody else to kill him yeah yeah um yeah i like i wouldn't be surprised you know there are there are like rules operating i mean that whole idea of like you have to come in before you have to he has to come in before you can go out and mm-hmm. um uh you know now one of you has to die because of this like trick that he pulled you know like those those are like some weird rules that you know i, I don't really understand completely yeah so, it, I, I could definitely see something like that. Um, it is also, I think, partially a contrivance. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but hey, contrivance in writing. What's the difference? You know, hey, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask it's me. It's open question. Don't ask me. Hard to say. Hard to say. Yeah. It's a judgment, I, think, I guess. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's like pornography. It's good. You know? It's when it, yeah. When you like it, it's not a contrivance. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, uh, and so then we have the electrical line, the, the number six telephone pole, yeah. um, which, uh, which, what, why do we see that? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so it's right after we see, I believe Andy with Nido, yeah, yeah. which is again, like coming back to a thing he already has seen and knows. Right. Um, uh, so that's kind of weird. 
and the, so so I guess our our connection and or relation to that telephone pole, the biggest thing is from Fire Walk with me. Um, yeah. You know when when Agent Desmond disappears, uh, yeah. we hear that whooping sound that the arm makes. Right. Uh, and then then you know Cooper finds the car that says "Let's Rock" after that. Right. So. There's some sense that either, you know, the, the and the tray, the grandma and grandson were there um, at some point. Yeah. Um, so this idea that, that the sort of Black Lodge or convenience store people travel, this is one of their highways or something or, yeah. you know, electrical highway or um, the, uh, sort of a connection. So maybe the idea that... Um, uh, something else coming to Twin Peaks from the Black Lodge or Nido, like that's how she will leave or something mm-hmm. is through electricity. Yeah, I'm not sure. It seems like that's supposed to be like the end or, or, or maybe, I mean, it couldn't be like take her to the fat, fat trout and Richard and Linda will be there. So right, right. you know, like um, if that poll is at the new fat trout or not, I think it's I guess. not right. I think, wasn't it at the place where the boy got hit? Oh, is that what, Oh, they so did I, I think, I think at far walk with me, it was in the, in the original fat trout trailer park. Yeah. But yeah, I think now it's in twin peaks somehow. It's weird because it's connected to Carl. I mean, that whole thing is clearly like <laughs> retcon city. Mm-hmm. but uh unless it's just like that's just the thing that happens there's you just there's electrical lines and there's this you put a six on it and you put those mm-hmm. other numbers on it and that just that, there's more than one of those in the world <laughs> sure 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 i mean yeah obviously there's yeah more than one telephone pole in the world it's just like i don't know it's it, it's weird like the connections and yet like they're not the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's what's weird. It's sort—it's sort of like it's supposed to be the same thing, but not really. I don't know. It's clearly related. Yeah, maybe Carl had to move the the trailer park, and he's like, "I, I think I said that before. I'm taking mm-hmm. my pole with taking me. the pole." <laughs> yeah. I paid good money to put this pole up. The city didn't want to put a put a pole up, and mm-hmm. I paid my money for this pole. And yeah, I'm taking it with me. It's mine. And I'm going to put it here in this other place in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> uh, hear Twin Peaks City Council. Main I brought you guys a poll. Yeah, yeah you should have yeah, this it's, poll. It's weird. What are you going to do? This look good on your street. Ah! <laughs> um, all right. So, okay, we got through that whole little sequence there. Yeah. Um, and then Andy disappears. Uh, yeah. I do wonder what that abstract pine cone thing is. It's a very strange yeah, device. Yeah, so uh, it sort of reminded me of the uh, um, the pensive from Harry Potter. You know, it would be like what's that? It would be like this, um, like what's the right word? This uh, uh, vat or something where, like, uh, you know, you, you sort of put your memories inside it. And uh, it allows mm-hmm. other people to experience them, mm-hmm. basically, sort of like a way to store your memories and yeah, show them, and share them with others. You mean a contrivance for the story? Hello. 
<laughs> um, yeah. That's yeah, when characters okay. are dead and we still need to know stuff that they never mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good it's thing they stored their that. memories. Pretty good for that. <laughs> pretty good for that. Yeah, they 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 dropped off a few uh, a few at the at the pensive. Anyway, yeah. that's kind of what it reminded me of. Just the the mechanics of the way it worked. You know. The way it was yeah. projected, and that it seemed like all those things were like sucked back into the the thing he was well, holding. What's weird is they didn't come out of there. Well, like, I agree that that's weird. The, the the smoke sort of comes sort of from the floor, you know, yeah, and then goes there. up to the the ceiling. Yeah. But then it goes back and it goes it gets sucked into the thing, which yeah. is which is like, why did it go in there? It's not where it, it came from. It's weird that it didn't come out of there. That seems like the more logical thing to happen. Yeah, I mean, um, it's kind of like the a, 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 a genie bottle or something, mm, you know? Yeah. It also kind of has that effect, like there's stuff stored in there. And... Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, we're not going to figure that out. Um... <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> not right now, if ever. Uh so then we get back to the Jackrabbit's Palace. So what it would seem, you know, and then we have some interesting editing here, some overlapping mm-hmm. frames and stuff like that. And we get Bobby, Hawk, and Frank um, back at the tree without Andy. And so what it looks like to me is that, you know, after Andy disappears, uh, the other three sort of mindlessly walk back to Jackrabbit's Palace in, in some sort yeah. of stupor yeah still and then then andy sort of sort of i guess it's weird that he sort of disappears at jack rabbit's palace yeah but he should have sort of come from the portal place he should have right. reappeared next to nido picked, and then up, sort of nido picked up and, and then walked, walked over there. which is i guess sort of a thing that that happened but there's yeah there's just this weird time thing that's happening here and it did make me think because there were the overlapping um effects video effects here um you know on the one hand is that just the idea of the passage of time or the other idea is the idea of like multiple realities or multiple timelines mm-hmm. or something like that is going on here you know or, or um i took it as, as some kind of representation of the the stupor you know the spell or whatever was on them that made them kind of forget like what happened and mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of not really question things, uh, you know, before they got back there. I mean, I guess I thought it was, it was, it was reflecting that somehow. Mm-hmm. How does that make sense with Andy though? What do you mean with Andy? Like, well, Andy has that same kind of effect on him. Oh, does he? He's, and he's not in a stupor, yeah. Oh, I thought he didn't have it. He does yeah, have it? Yeah, he, he comes out, yeah, in the same way. He sort of fades into... into oh, okay, uh, that's weird. Frame. Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't really overlap, because at that point, the sort of overlapping is stopped. Um, and, like, the guys have sort of faded into reality or whatever, you yeah. know, and then... But Andy sort of fades in he doesn't i don't think it overlaps but okay but okay as you're just saying it's sort of just a, a sort of visual effect of that idea i can that's, see that yeah that, i mean that's what i thought at the time mm-hmm. but um I, and when i saw it again it sort of made sense but yeah i don't uh you know it could be something else or something more or i yeah i'm not really sure Yeah, just because there's 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 something up with 
people fading in and out of existence or reality yeah. and you know the woodsman and you know he yeah. just disappeared and he's reappearing when and... gordon was at the thing he was sort of starting to blink yeah um and you know the woodsman obviously did that and you know he also like uh, didn't remember some things about what happened mm-hmm. so uh you know i don't know if those things are uh directly related but they're at least somewhat related <laughs> So yeah, there's something. Here? Yeah, there's something up with the portal that makes you not remember yeah. that experience. Your short-term memory or long-term memory doesn't work or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's also just that idea, you know, with the overlapping people uh, that that they sort of just walked around for a long time, <laughs> right? You know, in some weird way and just aimlessly or something. Yeah. So, yeah, it's curious how long, like, Andy's been gone. Yeah, yeah. In a normal version of the scene, they would say that. <laughs> uh-huh. They'd look at their watch, right? Because it was 2.53, yeah. Yeah. you know, when uh, when the portal started. So they'd look at their watch and go, mm-hmm. it's been four hours Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was two minutes ago or something. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. The the normal cues we get to kind of explain what's happening here don't occur, and so yeah, I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to think about that really. Yeah, it's clearly weirdness going on, but uh, yeah, specifically what kind of weirdness? I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um. So then Andy has his big message, um, which is great. I mean, this is like the the first time Andy's been like yeah. Or not the first time exactly, but just Andy being super direct and focused yeah. without... Because he's been like that before, like when he like stands up to like Dick Tremaine or whatever. Or, you yeah. know, there, there's, there's times when he like, you know, um, uh, sort of uh, rises to the occasion or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, but he always would have that Andiness to him. Right. And I think this is the first time where he doesn't have that, that weird Andy quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um where he's like hesitant or tentative. Um, so that's, I, this, so this is like really interesting that they're putting him in this position of, uh, of a key role and, and all this stuff, you know, versus like it being Frank, I guess that's what I wanted to talk about is like, why Andy, yeah. you know? And I thought like, um, okay, well they all put dirt in their pocket, which I still don't know why they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, oh, well maybe if Andy didn't put dirt in his pocket or didn't put enough, then that's why he was taken. But then there's that, that scene, you know, when, when he's got Nido's hand and she's mm-hmm. like holding on as if like, you know, if, 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 if he lets go, he'll be taken or something, yeah. you know? So it also comes off like that. Like, yeah, he kind of gotten take, he got taken because he let go, mm-hmm. but it also seems like the fireman just wanted Andy. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Like he could have taken any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it sort of works because, you know, uh, Frank, uh, Hawk, and Bobby have kind of had specific things to do. I mean, it is weird. I think that is the off-putting... Off off-putting is not the right word. It's The, the thing about this that feels off is, uh, you know, Andy... Uh, you know, like you said, I mean, he, ha- he has his moments, but I think he, he very rarely, if ever... Um, you know, had significant roles to play in the plot. Mm-hmm. You know, like thinking back in my memory, I mean, you know, he he sh- he shoots Jock. Um, 
uh, he uh, he figures out that the that the thing from the owl cave is a map, you know, um, which always struck me as a very disappointing reveal because like we learned a while ago that's what it was, and really it's just like it takes them a while to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. Like Wyndham Earl knows what it is, and we learn from him first, and then you know suddenly Andy's like constantly pursuing cooper and you know annie gets kidnapped and like it's you know it's it's the big cliffhanger moment like it's a map you know um i think that's that's the closest thing i can think of to like something like this you know playing this kind of role in the plot yeah Um, but yeah in terms of these characters like this is you know a thing for andy to do i don't know just in terms of balancing i guess their Mm -hmm. um participation uh like it sort of makes sense uh, from that point of view, but yeah, specifically in the story, why is it Andy? I don't know. I mean, maybe he's maybe he's um, easily influenceable or something. You know, maybe he's like particularly, um, you know, I don't know, open to that kind. Of, you know, I, I mean, he strikes me as kind of the Hurley. Um, you know, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. No. Go ahead. I was gonna say. I'm talking about Hurley now, so. let me save you (laughs) um i was just thinking you know of the people we've seen the giant reach out to they've all been like law enforcement guys right so we have andy we have cooper and we have the uh what's his name with the green glove um freddie freddie right and he's a security guard so he's sort of that kind of and they're all sort of you know seemingly do-gooders and and sort of positive people mm-hmm. um so i just think that's kind of interesting um you know in terms of like why andy versus the other the other guys there um there is a sort of uh, i'm obviously the other guys are law enforcement but uh there's sort of a, a similar type of bubbly characteristic that these that, that that's part of their like default personality mm-hmm. with all those three guys yeah 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 that's a good point yeah they have the right i don't know spirit or something mm-hmm. yeah maybe they i don't know have a light but yeah maybe that's related to their <laughs> openness or yeah some kind of receptiveness or yeah whatever the word is for that kind of thing um i'll say it again maybe they have a light maybe they have a light got a light yes we do mm-hmm. oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah now what your turn i know he didn't expect that yeah uh <laughs> it was a rhetorical question yeah no one no one's ever answered before <laughs> oh man so yeah i can't wait to see what happens with this uh i mean i guess we'll get to uh we can go to the next scene whenever you want uh, oh. But yeah, I was just thinking about like the, this whole next plan here of putting her in a cell. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So let's go to that then. Yeah. Okay. So the next scene, we go to the Great Northern, uh, out back, I guess. Uh, James is there with this uh, character, Freddie Sykes. They're uh, security guards. They are uh, going to the roadhouse later, and it is James's birthday. Um, James asks Freddie about his... I think we skipped uh, oh, all shit. the jailhouse right. scenes. Right, I totally skipped yeah. that scene. Okay, sorry. Rewind. Uh, uh, we go back to the station, 
Lucy gives Naito some pajamas and they leave her in a cell. Uh, Night Chad... Naito. <laughs> Night Naito. Yikes. Nighty Naito. Naito. Um, <laughs> sleepy Taito. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, they leave... Chad's there. Uh, and there's also another man there um, bleeding from the cheek, I, I guess. Uh, and and he's credited as drunk. Um, <laughs> I love that. I think that tells us everything like, we need to know. The least, yeah, the least descriptive part of his character is what he's called. <laughs> Not man shot in face or, no. you know, whatever's going on there. Yeah, like, I don't know, he got drunk and, like, fell or somebody hit him or I don't know what we're supposed to think. Anyway, uh, drunk. So uh, Andy tells off Chad for being a bad policeman. Nido makes her little uh, sounds, and the drunk uh, kind of imitates. Really, the drunk generally uh, just repeats things that people say. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a little, a little bit Dougie in that way. It's very Dougie-ish. <laughs> um, I, like Dougie, I feel like is a little more like just the last part, you know. And he really kind of says the whole thing, but. Nonetheless, there's something Dougie-ish about it. So yeah, he kind of imitates the sounds and Chad gets annoyed and he repeats what Chad says and eventually Chad just gives up and covers his ears. And so yeah, that's the scene more or less. Yeah, that guy was weird, man. So weird. I don't know what we're... I mean, it seems like he needs medical attention, but he's not getting it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's not clear what's up with his face. Does this... So, I mean, this is, I guess, the third major sick character we've yeah, seen. Yeah, like, You know, because yeah. we had the girl with the rash, and we yeah. had the, the young girl in the car who had some kind of sickness that we never got back to what was up with that. True. And then now we yeah. got this guy with some weird, some weird ailment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because he's literally bleeding from the mat. I mean, that yeah. does, it seems infected, whatever's going on there. Yeah, and yeah. He's, it's just not even clear what's what's happening with his no. face, and and is is that why he's repeating things? Is that has nothing to do with it? Um, yeah, I mean he's more than drunk. Um, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, I don't know. And then and then he, like I said before, he starts making these like chirping sounds, like a monkeyish kinds mm-hmm. of sounds, and it's very like it's super annoying to listen to. Um, yeah, it was, it's just this to torture Chad, you know, it also reminded me of just sort of the woodsman in the hotel, in the, in the jail next to, um, oh, yeah. next to Hastings, just that idea of another weird person in a jail cell, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so the Nido stuff is weird. I mean, is, is she safe? Why is she safe in the cell? I mean. Yeah, I mean, that was part of Andy's, like, original mission statement when he comes mm-hmm. out so i i don't know somehow maybe the giant communicated to him that that was the best thing to do but logically i don't really see why mm-hmm. why this is the best place to put her i mean i don't know maybe she doesn't really care but it just it just seems um and maybe she is safe somehow but yeah it's i don't know <laughs> well one thing is interesting is like here. she doesn't seem to need to eat or drink um right. like when 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 they first find her and she's sort of trying to say something to andy it's it, she almost looks like she's making a like a w 
sound almost. She's going to mm-hmm. start saying something with a W, and I'm thinking she's trying to say water. It's like mm-hmm. she's parched, you know, yeah, yeah. from flying through non-existent space or something. Right. Um, you know, I'm like, just thinking about like those kind of practicalities of, of this, because now that she's in the real world, I feel like it necessitates, you know, whatever bi- biology she has needing, you know, sustaining. So right. it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And they didn't like give her clothes. It's just a just a bathrobe, um, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and leaving leaving her there with Chad's weird. I think too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Chad's in cell ten. The drunk is in cell five. Where is Nido? Does it, I'm just curious if the numbers mean anything here. Oh yeah, right. Always gotta numbers. Always look for the num- gotta look for the numbers. Yeah, numbers are like a big deal in the new series. Let's see if it shows it. Move out of the way, Andy. <laughs> uh, it probably doesn't matter. Oh, it's one. Okay, she's oh, just okay. on one. One. Ten, okay. Five. Interesting. Um, so, I guess that's the other thing we didn't... Did we talk about that? Um, the 253 thing that um, the tree told Cooper, and then 253 is when they found Nido, or when the portal opened. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Um, okay. Did we I talk mean, about we how that is? It. That doesn't make any sense. Um. Oh, why doesn't like, it make sense? Like, well, because why tell Cooper something that's gonna happen to people who's not Cooper? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why I was thinking maybe he'll be there the next time. So it's two, five, three, both days. Yeah. Well, time and time again. <laughs> time and time again. So there was time when you weren't there, and then time again. It'll happen twice. That's the best explanation for time and time again I've ever heard. So, (laughs) yep. Yep. That's my best guess. It's the the time and it's the time, the second time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's, yeah. Otherwise, I got, I I have no idea. It's it's weird. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I I think that's something that will be clearer once we see what's going to happen with Cooper. It's weird to tell Cooper. Oh, I guess no. The giant didn't tell him that. Okay, that was the tree that said that. The tree is basically in this in this scenario. The tree is telling him when to get to where the giant is. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But he's not telling him where <laughs> or True. how. True. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're never completely helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Only partially. Gotta love it. Alright, so you ready for uh Yep. The next bit. Okay, so <laughs> returning to uh where where we were before, which was actually after that scene, um I got confused. Uh I guess because that was a short scene. Anyway, uh so we go to the Great Northern. Uh we finally see James there with Freddie Sykes, this new character, their security guards. They are going to the roadhouse later. It's James's birthday. James asks Freddie about his green glove. And um, 
Freddy uh, agrees to tell him the story um, uh, because it's his birthday. Uh, apparently he can't remove it or he'll bleed. I guess the doctor tried to do that once. Um, so, uh, so he tells this, uh, pretty extended story here. So Freddie, uh, was living in London town and after a night at the pub, which, you know, <laughs> that's what you do in London town. Uh, with, with me mates. With me mates. Yeah, this is, yeah, this, this is hilarious. Uh, anyway, he's walking home and he sees a stack of boxes and he jumps on the stack of boxes <laughs> and then he sees a vortex and he gets sucked into it and he floats into a void and then there's a man there who's the fireman and he says go to the hardware store get the package with uh, one glove put the glove on and your right hand will be will have the power of a pile driver or something like that um uh summarizing the clerk uh at the hardware store didn't want to sell him the so he goes to try to get the glove and the clerk didn't want to sell him the package because it had been opened and one of the gloves was missing uh so freddie eventually decides to just run for it uh puts the glove on um and uh the clerk pursues him and freddie punches him and snaps his gregory (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i don't know what that means but <laughs> yeah what a well it's like the most british statement ever yeah <laughs> sounds Stuff really british. gregory yeah I, I have no idea what happened uh snap that <laughs> snap that job worth gregory jobs yeah. worth right of course uh yeah so he snapped his gregory and uh after that he remembered something else so he got that memory discrepancy thing happening so that uh once you have the glove uh i guess the the fireman told him this once he has the glove go to twin peaks and there you will find your destiny um Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. james wonders uh why the fireman picked freddy and apparently he asked that to the fireman and he said thanks a lot why not you yeah Um, yeah perfect answer Uh, when he went to buy his ticket, uh, I guess to, to Twin Peaks or to the U.S. or something, uh, he already had one. It was already purchased for him, I guess. Um, <laughs> supernatural air reservation travel <laughs> arrangements. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, beat that Expedia. <laughs> um, uh, and then at this point, Freddy reminds James to check the furnace um and freddie waits behind to wait for the delivery that's coming and then we see james go check the furnace and it's kind of a weird moment there i don't really know how to describe it but he kind of goes to check the furnace um (laughs) i don't know it gets weird it gets weird in there but uh, i i don't know i don't really know what to say about it exactly anyway that's basically the end Mm mm-hmm um yeah it's weird that he he's like i'm gonna go check the furnace and then it's weird it's like scary yeah yeah uh it did uh, people have pointed out i don't know if this was intentional or if it's just like lynchian tropes or something but it is kind of reminiscent of the uh you know the sort of boiler room which actually in 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 the original uh european pilot I say original. There's only one European pilot. Anyway, in the European pilot, it's um, 
uh, it's the boiler room in the hospital, but uh, mm-hmm. that's where Bob is. Um, mm-hmm. When they when they catch him, because he's just like a guy uh, in the European pilot. It's like yeah, Sarah Palmer's like, oh yeah, it was Bob. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like oh bob the guy in the basement of the hospital yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he's just like some hospital orderly who yeah. was just murdering people yeah exactly yeah yeah it's like so <laughs> so unsatisfying um and yeah it gave birth to such a crazy thing anyway um it's it sort of reminds me of that that thing like it's kind of this scary you know, even Nightmare on Elm Street or something. Like, I guess the general idea of a scary boiler room. Yep. Um, but nothing specifically happens, so I don't know if it's just general atmosphere or if there's actually something going on there. Um, it, it is the Great Northern, so, it, I mean, it has to be... It can't really be the same place. Uh, of course, the European pilot also didn't happen, so... <laughs> I guess that's well, an extra comment. yeah. It did happen as Cooper's dream. Um, uh, Cooper dreamed well, the European pilot, and that's the official uh, story. <laughs> yeah. So in this scene here in the boiler room, uh, because it is the Great Northern, you know, uh, on the one hand, and the second hand, there's two hands here, um, is that there's like a, a sort of noise you're, you you kind of hear yeah. being played in this scene. So it makes me think of uh, Josie. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he Could does the, the sort of point. Cul- the sort of scene culminates to him, him seeing this door. Yeah, yeah, and it's a closed door. So it reminds me of the of Billy's house or Farmer's house, oh, where, yeah. we, where we just had this ominous scene. And we when we go to a door that's open. Yeah. Now here's a door that's closed. So maybe Billy's in behind there. Oh, that's interesting. You know, um, yeah. uh, Billy, Billy sort of after he ran away from Tina's place, right. I think, or, or is it, T- or Tina the mom? Yeah, well, Tina the mom, but I think it was, I think it was her Oh, place. that's right. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, uh. Um, Tina and Megan, her daughter. Yeah, okay. And then, so maybe after that, he, he, he's running and he's, he's hiding out at the Great Northern. So yeah. that's my two theories. Is It's either that's a Josie thing or a, or a Billy thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's more than I had. I had nothing on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. That's actually, yeah, that's that's pretty plausible. If if Billy's gonna show up again, which yeah, that's that could definitely mm-hmm. happen. Um, yeah, and he might be dead. I mean, maybe he finds a dead body or something. Right, but I feel like right. you know maybe he opens that door and then Billy's there. I mean, that's the difference. One of the differences between you know Twin Peaks and like a normal TV show. Like on a normal TV show, there would be something here. Yeah, this <laughs> like if, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna have the build up, like you 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 have something to kind of leave it on a cliffhanger. But it, it, it even if it's not even the, the same atmosphere, even if even if it wasn't in the same scene, by the end of the episode, we would have come back to it and yeah. gotten whatever the point of that was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's one of the weird things. It's like, sometimes we just leave on ambiguous, weird, atmospheric moments mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't really know. It, I mean, in a way, like, the gel cell scene is like that, too. Yeah, and, and in a way, like, a lot of times these kind of atmospheric scenes, the character starts out sort of with the same emotion they're going to have the whole scene. So it's not like he... 
it's like a, a normal, you know, a routine thing. I'm going to check the furnace. Okay, yep, yep. Nothing nothing expected to be weird. Right. I walk into the furnace place, and then I start noticing something's weird. And now I'm a little weirded mm-hmm. out. And now the, the, the sort of the... the, the uh, the, uh, the tone is changing and it's getting, you know, like it doesn't ease into the atmosphere. It starts out that way, you know, which which also makes it stranger. It's because it's like, why is why is it weird? <laughs> you know, it'd be different if it like got weird as he sort of explored the room or something and was picking up on something. But like he just walks in and it's already like he's already in the weirdness, you know. Yeah, right, right. It's like, yeah, they were just, I don't know. I mean, you know, it would be one thing if the Freddy story was played as like ominous or something, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's delivered in such a, yeah, like you said, like kind of a, he has this very, uh, upbeat spirit or something like it's, it's, it's delivered in a very positive way, even though it does involve supernatural stuff. Um, you know, the general tone of it, you know, doesn't seem like it's setting up like a dark moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a strange transition. Well, that's probably why it's like that because Lynch loves extremes, right. the juxtaposition. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, this character is, is is super interesting, and and again, this whole thing about characters getting missions. Yeah, speaking um, of hero's journey, like this is yeah. Uh, this Very is super hero's close. journey-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's just, it's just, this just came out of nowhere for me. Um, yeah. Uh, this character we've never seen. I mean, he's like British. He's even like Cockney. It's like, what? Like, mm-hmm. he's like a, he's got this very classic, like, accent and, and, and he's there in Twin Peaks. And, and I, I guess the other thing is like, you just don't expect that, oh, he was sent there by the Giants, like, to fulfill some destiny, like, with mm-hmm. his super power glove. Like, that just, that feels like a different show, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very odd thing to have in Twin Peaks. Uh, and, and it just makes me, it just seems like the setup for, like, some really weirdly cheesy scenes that I just can't imagine happening, so. Yeah, and it, Again, it goes back to um, to Nadine's inexplicable strength, you know. Oh, yeah, and, and right. Is, it, is, is there some connection there, you know? Uh, now, she didn't exactly do anything, I think, that we could think would be directed by the giant. Unless, yeah. you know, he, he was being pestered by Senorita Dido for some silent drapes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And and Nadine had to sort of be giving the the extra strength in order to come up with yeah. that idea. I don't know. I mean, she beats uh, up Hank. I mean, that's I don't know if he cared yeah. about that very much. Uh, you know, uh, Mike enjoyed it apparently. I don't know why he would care about that either. <laughs> but I, yeah, I yeah, that it didn't seem like it didn't seem like it was even supposed to be supernatural. It's it was just like, you know, some kind of crazy thing about her. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it didn't seem like she had a destiny or anything like that, but definitely the super strength, I guess, does relate to Nadine. I have to admit yeah. that. So yeah. they, I guess they did have that thing, but you know, it was played for comedy, and it, and like you said, it didn't it didn't tie into the main plot. Yeah. So, but it still could be this idea that 
like in like here and now it's actually going to really matter because of this character and what's happening at this point 25 years later but this like just a it could just relate to this idea that the Nadine sort of string thing was was sort of depicting of just just strange supernatural right. things sort of happening that that won't necessarily be consequential they're just they're just you know sort of uh, just part of the world right 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 well since he's sent there by the giant the fireman and and he's supposed to find it I, I expect he'll do something but yeah maybe it will be some kind of sort of tangential element or some kind of small part of the the puzzle of what's gonna happen um, because I, I just can't imagine they'll give him anything too important because this is just I mean we've never seen this guy before you know mm-hmm. I mean this is his first scene I know we briefly saw him at the beginning but it's like in terms of being a character like this is literally the first scene where he speaks and uh you know I mean we only have uh four parts left so you know yeah. I mean how important yeah. can this guy really be um on the other hand it does seem like he's going to do something so. on the other hand literally thank you <laughs> it also makes me think you know i have a crackpot theory that jerry might lose his his foot mm-hmm. so i'm thinking this guy might lose his hand oh yeah yeah, yeah. maybe the hand comes off yeah. yeah um so here's a question well okay we'll start from the top where's the other glove and is it special hmm and does someone else have it <laughs> yeah could be could be and That's is it going to be an arm wrestling thing? Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe he's going to arm wrestle Mr. C. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God. I just solved it. I just oh solved it. Oh, God. I just solved it. Why, he's gonna though? Arm wrestle Mr. I mean, I thought C. the arm wrestling was just... Uh, okay. Yeah, that's... that's, that's You know... He's t- you know it's true. <laughs> that does seem strangely plausible. But like, why? Why are they arm wrestling? Why would he even agree? He like mocked the whole concept. I mean, you have to say about why did he arm wrestle in the first place? I mean, you know, he could have he could have killed that guy outright to yeah, begin with. You know, that's true. so that's true. Uh, but but so I the, it would just make sense. You know, yeah. it's it's comical in a very Twin Peaks way. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and they and they just set it up. Up with this huge and that's arm what they wrestling. need to have someone who can actually beat mr c like someone and, and, who has like supernatural powers yep. or something mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and he's and, and it's his and that you know also goes with it's on his right hand you know right. so yeah you proper arm wrestling that's true um that's true. i'm t- that's that's just my new yeah that's it it's gonna happen I'm yeah tall. you know what i yeah <laughs> talk me into it yeah i i wasn't ready to believe it but yeah yeah, well, I mean, yeah, what else is he going to do? We'll I think, I think, yeah, he's going to arm wrestle Mr. C. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen. I assume he's going to win, and I don't know what that's going to do. But I don't either. Yeah, maybe I he's don't like, know why I'll, there are stakes at all. I'll but... only go into the Black Lodge if someone can beat me in arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, oh, God. And then he steps, he steps forward, and he's like, I can. I will. It's me calling, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right well you solved this one so yeah i you know <laughs> uh i've i've rarely been so convinced of a crackpot theory um yeah yeah i think that i i, I now i'm like gonna be surprised if it doesn't if happen it doesn't happen <laughs> yeah yeah but anyway yeah i just wanted to 
to bring up the question of is is it does the other glove matter at all yeah that's a good um, question i yeah i didn't know if that was just to, like give a way of like knowing which one it was you know like kind of an easy way to identify it but um, why not just say get take the first package or take the third yeah. package or yeah because you know i mean i definitely agree with you that that seems like it's just it's very specific which one to get Right, but the fact that it's missing one, yeah, you know, is is uh, is interesting. It raises the question of where the other one is, and yeah, if they if they want to go all in with superpower gloves, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we'll see it. Maybe someone else has it, and we'll get like dueling gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why we have glove duels at the end of mm -hmm. Twin Peaks, but hey. What do I know? Um, I love the job's worth thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. It's more than my job's worth. <laughs> it's great. Even though this guy was uh, committed to uh, not selling him the thing. Like, enough to chase after him. I don't know. I give him credit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, he's, he sort of chased him because he stole it, I think. Well, didn't he, um, didn't he say he left his money, though? Oh, did he say he left his money? I, 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 thought, I thought he said he left his money, and uh, but the guy chased him because he wasn't going to sell him an, an, an opened one. But even still, I, even still yeah. chasing after a thief seems like, uh, you know, some kind of commitment. Um. Yeah. Well, that that's a typical commitment, though. I think okay. it doesn't seem to suggest anything other than what you would expect this kind of person to do, who's sort of like dealing with this weird customer. You know. Right. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't see any lines about him leaving his money. Uh, okay. I thought, I thought he, he, he did. He did mention money. He mentioned he would pay the guy full price, but. Yeah, I don't see anything that says he left his money, but maybe I'm not okay. looking at the right place. Um, yeah, so what a yeah, what a what a crazy situation here. I love the the line that the the fireman tells him to go to Twin Peaks, Washington, United States of America, because mm -hmm. you need you need to know the country just in case. <laughs> it's great. Just in case. I don't think there's many other Washingtons mm -mm. out there. <laughs> kind of a specific thing. But yeah, that's a good detail. Yeah, it's a great story. I love uh I love the idea of him telling him the story because it's it's his birthday, which is mm -hmm. which is weird and sad. I mean like yeah. is this what he's doing with his birthday? Like Apparently. he didn't do anything. Well they are gonna else? go to the roadhouse, so hey. Okay, they're gonna go to the roadhouse. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that'll be fun. You know, it's a special occasion when you go to the Roadhouse. Mm -hmm. It's not like any other night at all. <laughs> yeah, good point. Still, though. Um. Yeah, all right. All right, so you ready for the next thing here? <sighs> not really. Okay, so, <laughs> so we have uh, Sarah Palmer walking to the Elks Point Bar. This is... Uh... Speaking of... Nightmare in Elm Street. This this whole vibe, yeah. The the furnace scene and even this part. Mm -hmm. It's probably feel like an eighties horror, seventies horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something very classic 
for about this whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like, Dive yeah, and, species yeah. meets, like, I don't know what. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, classic horror movie, yeah, yeah. Something like that. At this like point, that. I guess it is. Um, uh, uh, okay, so, yeah, anyway, Sarah Palmer walks to Elk's Point Bar, she goes in, she orders a Bloody Mary, um, there's a, uh, <laughs> trucker sitting down the bar from her um this is discredited as trucker so there you go mother Um, trucker he uh yeah exactly uh so he uh he notices her he comes over and uh sort of propositions her i guess she asks him to go away um he gets irritated and uh makes some sexist and homophobic comments and uh eventually uh based on what he says she says i'll eat you um (laughs) more literal than i thought anyway at that point uh she turns around pulls off her face i guess spits twice i I don't know what that was um uh we see a hand uh with a spiritual finger different colored uh and we see some teeth and she, then she says, uh, do you really want to fuck with this? <laughs> uh, and then um, she puts her face back on, I guess, and bites half of his neck off. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, then... That's the worst That's the worst <laughs> review of the Elks Point Bar ever. <laughs> uh, then she screams and uh, sort of reacts, I guess, to what happened. The bartender comes over and asks um, what happened. Sarah says, he just fell over uh, with half his neck missing? (laughs) Yep. Then he says, uh, did you have something to do with this? And she says, you saw me. Um, And he says to call 911. And he says, we'll see about this. And she says, yeah, sure is a mystery, huh? And then he backs away slowly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Out of of neck biting range. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, so there's that scene. Well, no one was um, expecting, I don't think. Even the people who thought she was possessed by Bob, I still think, like, this was, like, the next level of crazy. This is not what people thought was was up with her. Yeah, uh, yeah. The ceiling fan did not seem like it suggested anything on Mm -hmm. this level. Her even watching, you know, the the sort of violent Mm -hmm. film clips and stuff wasn't quite no pointing in this direction um yeah um yeah it was like something's wrong but you know we talked about how the previous scene with sarah palmer when she's um she's at home and she's drinking and she's watching this sort of boxing match in the Mm -hmm. loop and she's she's sort of out of alcohol and she she gets up and she walks out of the frame and she comes back with like and basically empty bottle yeah and it's sort of out again how that that seemed to be out of order yeah but it does line up with this scene if the idea is she was out of alcohol so she goes to the bar bar. yeah that's a good point that's and the idea point. that the that the the uh, the bag boy maybe never delivered the groceries, or right. it was it was just him delivering groceries, and right. she just was out again by that boxing scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's drinking so much. Because she's drinking so much. Yeah. Which, which is you know you you gotta wonder now that she's now that we know she's something else. Mm-hmm. What what does the drinking do? Right. <laughs> yeah. Good question. Good question. Yeah, I wonder if it's if it's kind of like the Haloperidol or something, like some way to 
control it or to, to like cope with it or you know mm-hmm. is she aware is it really sarah palmer i guess we you know talked about that like is she possessed or was she always like this and this is the first we're finding out um has she been replaced uh i mean it just raises a lot of questions here yeah. um uh what is she you know i mean you know the experiment connection seems like it's it's possible but it wasn't I mean, there was nothing, like, definitive here that made it clearly experiment. Um, But it's sort of like, hey, we got four parts left. How many other fucking things do we have, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's got to be a limit, right? So, uh, in a way, that's that's kind of a logical choice. I mean, the fact that he kills this guy, she kills this guy, you know, even though he's, like, clearly an asshole, it's, um, uh, you know, seems like it's in line. Uh, more or less with what experiment did earlier um uh also like i think the question was raised about how aware she is of what's happening you know because like her first thing was like was like screaming and reacting as though she didn't know that that just happened but then then the end part when she's like yeah sure is a mystery like that was playing like she did know I thought the scream was completely fake. I did not think at all for a second that okay. she was was sort of like didn't wasn't aware of what she just did. I did for a second. For a second, I thought they're telling us that she actually doesn't know that that happened. Mm. Um, but at the end, it was like pretty clear that yeah, she knows, and that this is just kind mm-hmm. of a cover story. Yeah. Um, but it also uh, the way the scene played out like called into question whether. I don't know, like, 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 I guess what, what did that scene look like from the point of view of the the other people in the bar? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what did they see happen? Like, did she actually, like, bite his neck off in a way that they could perceive? Um, I think so. Okay. Okay. I think, I think, you know, it might have been. And they just missed it because it was so fast. Yeah. And if you look at the scene, most of the people are sort of in the other room. Like once everybody gathers Mm -hmm. around the dead body, like most, you know, there's not a lot of people in that main bar part that she's at. Right. So I think the idea was, you know, it was super fast, you know, so maybe they would have only seen sort of a blur, but they would have seen her maybe like lunge at him or something. Right. Um, So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I do. I am seeing what you're talking about. Like she, she could have been, you know, uh, unaware of what happened. But I, I do think she, she knows what's going on. If yeah. anything, it's sort of Sarah's there too. There was mm-hmm. that that thing at the at the grocery store, where she was sort of mm-hmm. talking to herself in a weird way. Yeah. Or or a sort of other voice was talking to her. Maybe she's divided in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this idea though of how long has this been? a part of her or with her or whatever, you know, yeah. she's had such an important role in the beginning of the show. Right. And involved in a lot of the supernatural stuff and like it's sort yeah. of peripheral way. Um, but that might even explain some of that stuff. If, yeah. Uh, if this thing's been there the whole time or, or she's a, a vessel for it mm-hmm. or like yeah. is connected to, to something like that. Yeah, in the in the final episode, I mean, at this point, I I I feel like it doesn't make sense to resolve this anymore. But the, you know, um, uh, she gets brought in to um, uh, Major Briggs, and she delivers that message. You know, I'm in the Black Lodge with Dale Cooper. Um, uh, come and find me, or something like that. Um, I'm waiting for no, I'm waiting for you. I think that's what it was. Um, uh so well, it, we it, hear the other disembodied voice say that yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for you. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I, I assumed that she also said that, and it was just kind of to indicate where it's coming from. Um, but uh, uh, that does seem sort of in line with this, you know, the idea that she was like a vessel for some kind of spirit from the Black Lodge before. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if experiment could really be called coming from the Black Lodge, but it, at least there's some relationship there. Um, if she really is experiment um, or you know, some other related entity, you know, it also goes back to girl in the fifties, you know, um, could it, could that be the source of it? I mean, in that case, she would still be connected to experiment in some way, just not maybe literally the same thing, but like a, another offspring or something like that. That would mean that she had that thing the whole time, uh, which is pretty crazy, but maybe that's why. Um, and it didn't like fully manifest itself. Until... Yeah, it was incubating for a while yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's weird. I mean, clearly with the lore, you know, the lore was sent uh, way before Laura Palmer shows up. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there is some idea like that. Like it takes a while. I don't know. Uh, it's weird. I don't necessarily think that's the answer, but it, it raises the possibility in, like, a more serious way than I think, um, anything we saw before did, you know? Yeah, the Lorb is weird because it's not clear the time frame that it goes to Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's just not clear what, what could have happened when it transitions between the, the, the picture frame or whatever. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I... Yeah, I don't know what to think about Sarah Palmer. It's, just, it's such well, a well, even the even the uh, even the uh, the insect thing. You know, those eggs pop out seemingly after the atomic bomb test, which is in the forties. So it's already like ten years later ish when that thing finally hatches. You know, so I don't know. There's there's already some weird time stuff. Yeah, but to me, it's not clear. It's. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little fuzzy on the the whole sequence, but it wasn't clear to me, um, you know, how much longer from the explosion, um, you know, was experiments sent, you know, vomiting the eggs, right? You know, that that whole yeah, I, that I could guess have been I, that most of that time difference. I, I guess I made the assumption just because of the you know the little uh, titles. You know, we see the the date for the atomic bomb test. All that mm-hmm. stuff plays out, and then you know, and then then they show the 1956 um, uh, text, and uh, you know, all that stuff happened before that. So I guess you know that made me assume that we didn't switch time periods until they showed the texts. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but I guess my my point is, how long is that first time period? Is that you know a couple seconds? <laughs> is that you know, 10 years, you know, like how long does that whole sequence take? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. There's no way to know. And, but yeah, and especially I mean, when you're talking about these other dimensions and stuff, like the whole relationship with time, it's like totally unclear yeah. anyway. So, I mean, yeah. like you said, the lore, like, you know, they, if they wanted to tell us, they could easily just say it was sent to the future. I mean, it's not like, it's like that's mm-hmm. against the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whatever. And yeah, um, uh, it's strange. Uh, cause yeah, I think, I think it's a problem to tell us like she's been like this the whole time, 
but then uh then you know if that's not her and she that was you know lois uh what's her name um or somebody else we have yet to meet uh i don't know i feel like that's got to come into play somehow so i you know i'm just trying to work it in what Um, has to come into play the the insect thing ah okay yeah Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's just, I, I don't know, maybe Linda too. I think that was the other theory I had, like the, somehow that's got to come into play. But if, uh, if that's not Sarah Palmer, then, um, you know, then the question is like, when did this happen? How did this happen? Yeah. You know? How recent is this? And why? And why? And also why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She's the chosen vessel. I don't know. Does it have something to do with the house? You know, has the house been infected or is, I don't know, like Bob's presence there. Did that mm-hmm. play any role? Um, uh, yeah. Or her own like abilities. Well, it or something. seems to be waiting, right? It seems to be waiting for someone. I don't know why you yeah. would be sort of doing what it's doing, biding its time, watching these these sort of violent videos and drinking. Yeah. Seems like it's waiting for something. Um, yeah. So maybe waiting for Cooper, maybe, or Mr. C. Mm-hmm. Um, so the spitting thing that you mentioned, so when she first takes her face mm-hmm. off, um, we see these kind of little things coming. I didn't think that was spit so much as sort of just an effect of like, whatever energy or whatever that that stuff is inside of her was sort of just kind of coming out you know yeah. what i mean like uh sort of static or something or yeah. uh so that that's how it came off to me which is sort of this like weird 3d effect of like it sort of coming out a little bit i just didn't know what to call that and that's the closest reference point i had i i wasn't yeah, necessarily no. trying to say <laughs> that i was really spit but it's just like it's coming out of her face and it's like a projectile so that's kind of the frame of reference i have for that mm-hmm. but uh yeah i i mean i i don't think it was necessarily spit but yeah i don't i don't really know what it was uh but i mean i guess that's true of a lot of the stuff we see when she takes her face off you know what's up with the hand it seems like the spiritual finger being like different has some significance because um, that's like, you know, a prominent mm-hmm. uh, feature of the story. Um, and, you know, the teeth, I don't know, she, you know, she uses her teeth to bite the neck off. So maybe that's why the teeth are there. They're like her like super biting teeth. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, we talked about earlier, you know, the connection with Laura that, you know, Laura also takes off her face, except, you know, she has kind of light inside. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, it's sort of like they're, you know, opposing figures or something, which does seem like, you know, maybe it ties in with experiment or Bob. Uh, but of course I don't think she's Bob. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, in, in the sense that they're, you know, set up in part eight as like opposing forces. Yeah. Um, you know, the experiments creations were prompted the giant to, to make so the you orb. Don't, you don't think that like when Ray shoots, Mr. C, the woodsmen take Bob out of him and then they take it to twin peaks and put it in Laura Palmer. Um, Sarah, I don't think Sarah, Palmer. Uh, I don't, it's just, yeah, for my brain, uh, uh, it's possible. It's possible, but I guess uh, because of the way that Philip Jeffries' plot is shaping up, 
I mean, I guess it could be like, Bob's not there anymore, Philip. Like, they could go that way. But since it's all about Bob, well, yeah. No, I could go that way. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. I talked myself into it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Save me the tr- trouble. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's a weird, it's yeah. like a new representation of Bob that we've never yeah. seen before, if that's what it is. But, hey, yeah. they're not above that. I mean, the Borg I mean, is already a new representation of Bob, so... Yeah, and I think the the fact that, you know, because the big thing is, like, why the emphasis on the hand with the spiritual finger, you know, why mm-hmm. would you... Sh- why would that be a representation of what is in here? And, you know, that ties to Mr. C, who ties to Bob, and right. that's really the only connection we have to right. that. Um, and then the teeth, I think, Ty the Bob also, he was sort of known for that horrible smile. He had, he had a, a, he had a tooth, tooth, a tooth gnashing. No, he had a teeth gnashing moment, um, Mm -hmm. where he kind of like bites at the camera. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I can see that. And, and, you know, we've talked about it. They're, 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 they're going a lot into like giving us new imagery and new ideas kind of, uh, yeah. incorporated into the old stuff. Um, yeah. so, you know, I mean, even the, the giant's presentation is clearly like re, you know, imagined. Um, so yeah, uh, that's definitely a possibility. I mean- they, and that's the thing, right? Because they could have had her take her face off and we see Bob. They, it would have right. been a, the same kind of video effect, the same yeah. kind of style, stylization. You know, so it begs the question, why not just show Bob's face? Right. Is it just to, to, to buy time until we really find out what Maybe happened? Maybe it's going to be a reveal later or something. Yeah. yeah. But it would go back to why the ceiling fan was on if, yeah. if this is just, just Bob. So that's kind of the, like, simple, direct answer for what's going on here. Yeah. Um, right. I I think it, it's a little more enticing to me if it's if it is something to do with experiment because then it, we at least get a personification of that character right, who's right. not just like a weird entity yeah. in space and stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, but but and, and this would also connect to experiment model. You know, the idea that after it killed Sam and Tracy, like where did it go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it could have you know, Vamoose over to Twin Peaks right, right. and hopped in Sarah because that's what, you know, that's what an experiment model is want to do. <laughs> sure. Yeah, why not? I don't uh, know. Yeah, maybe there's a plan there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll, the FBI will come back and they'll see like a rash of similar murders going from like the East Coast to Twin mm-hmm. Peaks or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like this neck biting murders or something, or <laughs> sure. And they'll go. Something came from New York and mm-hmm. went to Twin Peaks. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, but all right, okay, yeah, we'll we'll hopefully get more of this. Uh, it's cool to get you know Sarah Palmer, you know, deeper into the the story here. Um, yeah, yeah, this is like. I knew she would be in some way involved, you know, because of the way her scenes are playing out. But um, this gives, yeah, this gives her a, potentially a, a more significant role than I was imagining. Um, yeah. Because uh, I just, I had no reason to believe that she could take her face off. I mean, I didn't think anyone could do that, you know, outside of the Black Lodge or something. Or, yeah. Or, you know, what kind of entity could, you know, could really do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. 
crazy. Completely blew my mind. And yeah, yeah, it's it's also like an eighties horror scene. It's <laughs> yeah, strange, strange mix of things going on here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was uh, this was definitely a very a very enjoyable, bizarre scene, and uh, I'm I'm definitely anxious to see what happens with Sarah like once the plot kicks in like what is she gonna do really I uh, now now she seems kind of unpredictable mm-hmm um because I just I don't know what she wants if she's Bob or experiment or whatever I it's totally unclear because it does seem like she's waiting for something yeah are they trying to combine Bob and experiment to form something else mm-hmm Maybe. Um. Yeah. What What could really be happening here? Yeah, and that's the thing is, you, it's just unclear what What does Bob ultimately want? Mister C or an Experiment or any of these people mm-hmm. ultimately want? Yeah. They've not made that clear at all. Not at all. No. No. It's yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll find out. What did Mr. C say to Ray? He said he doesn't he doesn't need anything. He only wants. What yes, was that line at the diner? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need the, he was talking about the coordinates, but yeah. He doesn't need anything, he just wants. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's that'll be his answer. It's like I didn't mm-hmm. need any of this, I just wanted it. Right. <laughs> right. I wouldn't be surprised. That sounds mm-hmm. plausible. All right. All right, so shall we uh, go over to the Roadhouse? Let's Roadhouse it up. I heard another podcast describe these scenes as like millennials complaining about things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Which I thought was a funny... Like millennial chat line or something. Characterization. Yeah, this booth, this booth is like... Anyway, so we go over to the Roadhouse. We have uh, two new characters, uh, Sophie and Megan, uh, sitting at the, the booth, the famous booth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so it's revealed later, but I'm just going to say it now because you've seen the episode, right? Um, that, uh, Megan is, uh, Tina's daughter. That's something we learn later in the scene. It'll make a little more sense, uh, <laughs> what I'm about to say, if you understand that. Uh, yep. part of the scene is kind of leading up to that reveal, which is just bizarre. But anyway, this whole thing's bizarre. So, um... Sophie mentioned she doesn't want uh, Megan going to that nut house. I don't know what they're talking about, uh, as usual. Um, shades of, like, the penguin or whatever that nonsense was. But I don't know. There's some place. Um, who knows? Maybe it has something to do with Audrey. Um, but that was the first thing they talked about. And then um, Sophie asked about Billy. Uh, and so Megan says she hasn't seen him for a couple of days. Uh, Sophie says she heard that Megan was the last one to see him alive. Uh, this is where I thought it was Tina. But of course not. Uh, why would it be that simple? Um, so, so Audrey said Tina was the last person to see yeah, him. That's what they heard but, from Chuck, though. <laughs> and But Chuck Chuck is certifiable, Chuck's right? certifiable. Of course, we learned that they were there together. So in a way, they're both true. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, uh... Uh, but that was part of the confusion of this scene. Like, I'm thinking mm-hmm. this is Tina the whole time. And then it's like, no, it's Tina's daughter. And then it's like, but that why was a that great, matter? Yeah, that was a great build-up. Wait, 
what's your mother's name? And I thought the only reason we had her even pose this question for this big reveal was like she was going to say Audrey. Me too. And I, yeah, I thought she was like, oh, this is Audrey Horn's daughter. I thought what I thought for, for half a second before she said Tina was she's going to say Audrey and what's, and, and her name was Linda. I was like, oh, uh, Audrey's kids are Richard and Linda. Like nice. this is all gonna this is all gonna make sense. God, of course. That'd be so nice and neat. <laughs> I know. Of course, it's not that. Uh, I hadn't seen the credits yet, so I didn't know what her name was, and so yeah, I was I was all ready for. I had the whole story mapped out, and then it was and destroyed. She, and she lives at the trailer park. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I was ready, but yeah, of course that didn't happen. Um, okay, so uh, Megan and her mom were at home. Possibly with her uncle, but she isn't sure about that. Um, Billy apparently jumped over a fence. He runs to the back door. He comes in. Uh, he's bleeding out of his nose and mouth. Uh, he looks at Megan and Tina, and then he runs out again. Um, they didn't tell anyone about it because they didn't know what was going on. Uh, Megan knows uh, that Tina and Billy had a thing. So she says her mom and Billy, and this is where we start thinking it's Audrey, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. But we learned her mom's Tina, so that, like, now there's, like, extra drama. There's a Billy love triangle. Like, who needed that? Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it goes back to one of the, the tropes of Twin Peaks is, is uh, people having multiple lovers, mm-hmm. you know, basically. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, you have Billy with Tina and Audrey, and right. you have Audrey with Billy and Charlie. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, she was yeah. already having an affair, and it's like, what? You can't mm-hmm. have an affair. I'm having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> Not so fast there. I'm having an affair, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm having an affair on my affair. Yep. Like that. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, anyway, she says she knows that uh, Tina and Billy had a thing, so that's when Sophie asks, what's your mom's name? And that's when she reveals that it's Tina. Um, uh, then she reiterates that Billy ran off and there was blood everywhere and it was hard to clean. And she also mentions that she doesn't remember if her uncle was there. And that's when Lisey plays us out. <laughs> oh, Lisey. Thanks, Lisey. Thanks, Lisey. Wild West. Okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the, the the it's almost always guaranteed the episode is going to end on like a lackluster note if we're at the roadhouse. Yeah, you know, compared to whatever happens in the episodes, we we get back to these little like they're just like epilogues almost. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the episode's over, you know, um, because where do we leave off with James and the uh, I mean uh, with um, Sarah Palmer? Mm-hmm. Uh, like that that would have been a good ending for the episode. <laughs> You know, but then we get this like epilogue here with the millennials complaining and and then uh, a millennial like (laughs) indie band playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's trying to reach out to the younger demographic who weren't around alive to see Twin Peaks originally. Mm hmm. So like okay, we'll put some young characters in here, right? To just keep the kids interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not really incorporated into the show at all. They just kind of get these one-off scenes. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's as good as it's gonna get. But the thing that stood out to me about this is that you know it does actually tie in with previous information that we knew. So I think none of the other scenes that we've had in the Roadhouse like this with millennials complaining, like 
I already mm-hmm. forgot all their names, but the the ones from last time uh, that was yeah. after the Audrey scene, you know, they were it was they were talking about like Angela and Clark and and then like this guy Trick shows up and someone almost hit him and you know all the stuff they were talking about like was just completely there was no context for it at all. Um, and the, the, the one who had the rash, you know, like she was yeah. talking about like losing her job and then like going to work across the street and like the burger place, yeah, the burger yeah. place and the penguins and you know, whatever that randomness was like, there was no context for that whatsoever. Um, so like this, uh, this was different from that in that like, actually some of these details were kind of verifying things that we heard. Uh, from yeah. the Audrey stuff, you know, there was the, um, uh, you know, uh, Tina being the last one to see Billy, you know, turns out she has a daughter who was there too. Okay. That's kind of new information, but you know, we, we learn a little more about what she actually saw. Um, it introduces the idea of this mysterious uncle character that possibly could, uh, matter if this plot goes forward and, uh, you know, Audrey's dream of Billy bleeding from his nose and mouth, like that was true. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it, 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 it puts that stuff in the real world, you know, people seemingly unconnected to Audrey talking about it. And it really, it really makes it seem like Audrey, you know, just can't be in a coma. It really seems like she is in the real world and whatever's going on with her, you know, um, she is still like interacting with reality in some way. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, so that's uncle... kind of a reveal, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. The the uncle being there or not is a very strange detail. Um, yeah. Billy bleeding from his nose and mouth kind of reminds me of the, the drunk guy in the jail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard, I heard a lot of podcasts, like, talking about the idea that that was Billy. But, I, I mean, since I think Billy is the farmer, that isn't, that's clearly not him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think that's Billy. I mean, it'd be weird if Billy is drunk guy in the jail. Uh, yeah. I mean, that would mean it's just a completely different character and we're, it's like a coincidence that his truck was stolen and that, you know, like, I don't know. Um, Maybe drunk guy is Chuck. <laughs> oh, that could work. That could work. He seems uh, somewhat certifiable. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see that. I would um, say. But and it could be that he's injured. Maybe he was injured at the same time as Billy was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this whole thing about Billy jumping over the fence, I thought was interesting. It, mm-hmm. it made him seem supernatural. Yeah. That he jumped over a six foot fence, you yeah. know. Um, and uh, but yeah, the idea that is that she thinks her uncle was there. So uncle would mean mother's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably, mother's brother. Presumably, and, yeah. and um, so this would be Tina's brother, right? Um, yeah, I mean, who's Which could the likely be Chuck. suspect? Um, you yeah, know, we talked about Red, maybe for like a crazy wild card. I mean, it's it's it seems to be some kind of mysterious figure, so. Uh, yeah, that's why I want to put in like any 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 supernatural strangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can yeah, we put right. Them in there. Um, uh, I mean, that would be a little weird because I mean, Red was supposedly new in town, but I don't know. Who knows? He's involved with Shelley too, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't well, know what's just, going on. It, I mean, he could have just been there because he's you know visiting in town or whatever. You right. know, so that's it's true. just 
just sort of recently there. That's true. But the fact that she can't remember is a very strange thing. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird detail. And it makes me unless think it has something to do with this story. Unless they're, they're, they're you know, because the only other thing we know that affects memory is the vortex, the sky portal. So is it like right. Billy came out of a sky portal oh, nearby? God. <laughs> oh, God. Yikes. I mean, I don't think it's that, but, you know. Yeah, did the giant, like, weird. come with me if you want to live him? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> come with me, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, yeah, the, 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 gut bl- the blood gushing like a waterfall, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, with big, great northern waterfall. Yeah, yeah. Um... And it also ties into that image too, with the, the title sequence of the, the water flowing up and, and then the transitioning to the curtains, which, which is could be like blood, like a waterfall, those mm-hmm. flowing curtains. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, what happened? At, like, why is it seems like Billy got beaten up? Mm-hmm. Which could be Richard. Why would he run into the house and then just leave? No idea. <laughs> Maybe he saw red? I don't know. Uh-huh. Okay. Wild guess. <laughs> I mean, God, we have to extrapolate this entire story. This whole thing took place off screen. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. This is so ridiculous. But I have to admit, I, I kind of enjoy this plot, even though, like, I don't know how much it's going to matter I, there's yeah. something interesting about like all these name characters that we've never seen and trying to like put together a story based on like kind of questionable like uh, secondhand accounts. And it's <laughs> it's interesting how this story is sort of building up from from such a very minor catalyst, mm-hmm. you know, and predicated on the character we don't even know. We can't even yeah. verify his name. Right. You know, we're, we we assume Billy's the farmer, right? But you know what I mean. Like it's predicated on like somebody we saw like one time. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's like, would it have killed it? Would it have killed them to credit him as Billy if that is Billy? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, to, is it really? Because like, it's it's hard enough. Even if we can or be Andy sure. just even say his name or tell someone, yeah. you know that 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 this even happened, right? You know. Right. Um, because yeah, yeah the fact that he, the fact that his truck seemingly was taken and used is the only, and you know, the idea that he was missing, you know, those yeah. are the things that really make it seem like that was Billy. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's like it's hard enough. <laughs> we mm-hmm. have plenty to speculate about here. Like, could we just, could we just confirm who Billy is at right. the very least? Too many questions. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. But uh, given the significance of Richard um, and, uh, you know, that that general sort of weirdness going on, um, I I just I wonder where this is going. Uh, It seems like this is leading up to something. It certainly seems like it's leading up to something. Um, Yeah. And the uncle seems to be super important. Yeah. Yeah, something's going on with the like. What's your uncle's name? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Sophie, get in there. We need someone to ask questions. 
Uncle Richard. It's kind of a uh, miracle that we got that her mother was Tina. I can imagine if she never said that, like endlessly trying to figure out who Tina was. We would have left this scene like <laughs> thinking Audrey was the mother. We would yeah. have been basically confirming it. Totally, totally. Um, and like, from, from... and like, maybe she's Tina, and like Tina's Audrey's daughter, and it just it would have been so weird. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. She would have totally been Tina, and Audrey would have been her mother. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough one it's a tough one but yeah it's definitely not like um i thought it was i thought it was interesting that they did kind of they did kind of play it as a as a reveal moment when she says her mom's name's tina you know like yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's played like you know like yep. some kind of big reveal. like we've been wondering this whole time yeah who's her mother and, like, dun, dun, and the significance of that yeah it's like really Tina? Tina gets a... And it's weird that, like, she doesn't know her mom's name. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, it's it's causing the question how close they are. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like not too close, because, yeah, she was like, I heard you, I heard you were the last one. Like, what's mm-hmm. up with that? You know, yeah, it's like, I don't know, they're meeting after maybe they haven't seen each other for a while. I don't know. And why are people talking about that incident? And who who, yeah. and who are they telling? I mean... It's it's the it's Tina, Megan, and maybe the uncle, the only ones who know about this incident. So why right. are they going around telling people yeah. this story when they when she says like they didn't know what to do, so they didn't tell anybody. Yet yeah. they see I mean, so I don't know if that means like people have been asking about Billy and then they say, Oh, well the last time I saw Billy, you know, are they prompting it or are they being prompted to share that story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, right. If there's rumors flying, like, there's someone mm-hmm. has to make that happen. Yeah. And, like, yeah, supposedly they didn't tell anyone, so that's, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and where's Chuck? You know, Chuck should be in there. I mean, that's, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to make the Uncle Chuck or something, like, because there's no mention of Chuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta get Chuck in there. Yeah, chuck him in there. <clears throat> chuck him in there. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely not a uh, not a like you know major cliffhanger or anything, but um, mm-hmm. you know more Billy intrigue. Yeah, so uh, I had a couple questions that I wrote down. Uh, okay. So uh, generally, so one question is, you know, we've we've seen the fireman, you know, give Cooper a task. We've seen him uh, give. Um, What's the British guy's name? Freddie. Freddie. I, 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 I think I want to say Jesse and I go, nope, Jesse's the cop guy. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who's got a new car that I can't wait to see how it factors into the story. <laughs> yep, yep. They're going to be like, we need to get to the Black Lodge, stat. And he's going to zoom in his car over to Glastonbury <laughs> Grove. I don't know. Um, so we've seen, we've seen the firemen give two sort of missions and possibly gave a mission to... to um, to major briggs mm-hmm. but the question is why isn't the fireman talking to gordon or Albert? andy too oh, i'm sorry yeah and, and andy was the other the big yeah. one um uh why aren't they talking to the fbi who's trying to solve this case yeah yeah and who's really been should. working on blue rose cases since the 70s well i had the same question about mike you know like mike's over there like you know kind of flailing around trying to get dougie to do stuff and it's like you could mm-hmm. take some other actions that might help dougie a little quicker than 
you know, giving, get, making him buy cherry pie and stuff. So, yeah, it's a good question because it, de- it definitely seems like, you know, it seems like the, the giant could um, intervene more than he has uh, mm-hmm. if he really wants to kind of, you know, help this situation out um, uh, and, to, you know, to kind of uh, resolve in a better way. Uh, so yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what to make of that. I mean, there was the Laura Palmer vision. I I don't know that that has anything to do with the giant, but, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, he did interact, Gordon did interact with the vortex, but the woodsmen were there. So I don't know, maybe he was blocked or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. And that, that actually is a good segue to my other question about, uh, the woodsman portal. Um, you know, we saw, the portal Gordon was going into led to a black and white place mm-hmm. and uh, the portal at yeah. Jack Rabbit's palace goes to a black and white place. Yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. 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 The, uh, with the, we, we have seen the woodsman in color, right? No. Or no. Well, yeah, we we've seen the woodsman in color, yeah, like at the at the morgue, you know, with okay. uh, Lieutenant Knox and yeah, in the yeah, jail cell with Hastings color. and okay, and and outside um the you know when when Diane sees the one going uh to kill Hastings. Okay. Yeah. 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 So they're not they're not always in black and white. I guess they were just so prominent in um part eight, which was in black and white mm-hmm. mostly. So I think of them as being black and white kind of things, but um, yeah, sorry, I lost the train of thought. What was the what was the question? Uh, the woodsman and uh, uh, oh no, just the the idea that the the the, the, the sky portals lead to black and white places. Oh yeah, 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 and I guess more broadly, like what's the connection between the black and white places? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, uh, it does make me wonder, yeah, is the, you know, the convenience store, I mean, again, it was in part eight, but it was shown in black and white as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, does that, does that indicate something? Um, uh, I do feel like they're related. Um, but then Mm -hmm. how does the black lodge fit into all that? Um, is there, is there some kind of, conflation between the black lodge and the convenience store or has the black lodge suddenly become the third place and it's really the waiting room and maybe the convenience store is more like the black lodge now i don't know no it can't be um (laughs) sorry just thinking out loud there um yeah i don't see (sighs) yeah there's also this idea of the sky portal versus the ground portal you right. know the, the the liquid in the pool being mm-hmm. an, an opening to a gateway, as was mentioned. Right. right. Um, and there's also that difference though between like going to the Black Lodge at Glastonbury Grove. You have yeah. the sort of red curtains. Curtains. Yeah. You don't really. I mean, maybe the Sky Portal is the other version of that idea mm-hmm. or something. And 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 you know it's the same kind of idea, but right. Um. But yeah, there's this idea of like a you know a a portal in the sky versus the portal in the ground. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, for the Black Lodge, like, the curtains works pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, it's not clear what the significance is supposed to be. It does seem like they're supposed to be similar places. You know, the pool and that whole idea of, like, contacting another dimension and so on. I mean, mm-hmm. it does seem like part of the idea of the new series is that, like, 
there are these like portals and they're kind of all around the world. I mean, we, we seem to get confirmation. There's one of them in London. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, they're not even confined to the United States. I don't know why they would be anyway, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) because your jingoism. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously America first, please. Um, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, everyone else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, it does seem like the, they're supposed to be related concepts and I don't know if they're depicting them differently, you know, just because like they, they kind of had a new idea or maybe just the production realities of the original series or, or it's really significant. I, I'm really not sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a it's hard one. to know. Yeah. But there seems to be some connection to the black and white places. So definitely. Um... they're definitely related. Um, but, but, but how and why? Mm-hmm. And the woodsmen too. I mean, the woodsmen are a big question mark for me. I still don't understand their role in the story. It does seem like, it does seem like generally speaking, they're more on the Bob experiment side, but, um, you know, why? I mean, what, I don't know. <laughs> why? <laughs> what, and what's how? Their deal? Like, yeah, are they are they allies? Are they did they create this whole situation? Yeah, exactly. yeah, I guess that's what I'm like, saying. Like, like, what's their what's you could, their specific? You can make a a parallel to to the the recent Alien movies, where like basically Bob is like the aliens, you know, and the um, woodsmen are like the engineers who like created mm-hmm. the xenomorphs and created yeah. these sort of evil biological life forms. Yeah. Uh, for some reason that I still don't understand. Um, Maybe they got out of control. Uh, we got a little out of control. Maybe things got carried away, mm-hmm. like Mike said. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so maybe like that idea is, is you know they created experiment or Bob or elicited it somehow to Earth. Um, but yeah, you know it could be they. They don't seem like they're trying to stop it per se. Um, yeah. You know, and and I think this gotta light question is is really key to understanding what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, is that is that like a joke? It, it kind of reminds me of of um, you know at the end of season two or the, the you know the end of the end of season two, um, the end of the finale where uh, you know Cooper's taken over by Bob or the doppelganger thing. You know, is like laughing and saying, you know, uh, how's Annie? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so it's got a light, like a tongue-in-cheek thing. Like, is it like um, he's referencing the nuclear explosion, you know, and mm-hmm. that that's the light, and he's making a joke, you know, sort of a right. You know, do you oh, have? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I could see that. Sort of calling into question the sort of the catalyst to this whole thing, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Quite a light. Woof. It's a big light. It's a big light. <laughs> got a light lol nuclear warfare <laughs> <laughs> yeah can i can i light my cigarette with your nuclear explosion <laughs> yeah yeah uh i we gotta learn more i mean you know they were prominently featured in the in the uh the giants montage that he showed to andy so i do feel like they're coming to twin peaks and hopefully whatever they do will help to explain or uh, at least help us understand to some extent, like, yeah, what their relationship is with, with everything, basically. 
do you think there's a way where the FBI and the and the and the sort of investigative team and all the you know the the sheriffs, cops, and everything that they that they could even find out that this all goes back to the nuclear blast? Because yeah, I was just thinking, you know, like on Lost, you know, there was a nuclear blast that was supposed mm-hmm. to uh, sort of change reality or right. create a new reality almost, and yeah. I, and I wonder if that idea could be in play. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea of we live in we lived inside a dream was the is the dream starting oh, with the explosion, you yeah. know, that cre- that sort of created this 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 dream world. Um, uh, you know, we do sort of see people go to sleep, you know, with them when the woodsmen come out. Right. Uh, right. So are they putting the world to sleep and they're all dreaming? I mean, I hate that idea, but, mm-hmm. you know, just just in general, there seems to be something with dream realities and and yeah. sort of uh encapsulated timelines perhaps yeah i could see that but i have no idea yeah as usual um uh, yeah i ugh, yeah Yeah, I'm just thinking, is there any way they could find out? Oh, this goes all the way back to the experiments in the 40s. And... Yeah, I mean, realistically, I think the only way they could ever find that out is if, you know, someone tells them, like the giant, you know, I mean, he knows because mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. saw it on his movie screen. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think I think it's, it's possible, but I think they're going to just have to be told because I don't see how they're going to discover it. Well, he could just tell them you live inside a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, maybe those port, maybe the sky portals are portals to like real reality. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And that's and that's that's all those things are. Yeah, maybe the Black Lodge and the black and white worlds are the real places. Yeah. <laughs> This is actually the normal world. Yeah, exactly. You guys are in the fake alternate reality. <laughs> You're the dirty bearded men in a room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Think what you look like to us, you know? Why are they so clean? Ugh, it's gross. <laughs> Put some dirt on your face. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting you say that. That yeah, that goes back to put the dirt in your pocket. I wonder oh, if that yeah. has anything to do with it. The woodsman. <laughs> you have to be a little dirty, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's. I, I mean, I'm I'm really stretching it here, but you know, um, <laughs> when Gordon and Albert went to the portal, didn't they have to like go through a fence or something? Or uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't... There was a fence there. There was like a hole in it, and they had yeah. To so maybe yeah. maybe Gordon got a little dirty. <laughs> <laughs> He got sure. a little dirt on. He got a little dirt on him, and yeah. that's uh, that's why he was able to see the portal or something. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm just trying to put some dirt on him. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, and I had another question. Uh, um, oh yeah, I had to think about Gordon and all of this. Um. Oh, you mentioned a while ago about uh, Cooper being distracted by Annie at the end, and he was really off his game. And really, you could even say with the whole Caroline thing, you know, that's how Windermere was able to get the upper hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's part of the point they're making in the series, that it's kind of like happening again. The parallel between Annie and Caroline. 
Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about that in the context of uh, the scene with uh, earlier with Gordon and um, Denise, mm-hmm. and how the whole sort of scene really framed this whole investigation that's about to happen in the sort of you know lens of Gordon, you know, having a similar thing with with this Cooper thing of like, you know, losing focus because of a beautiful woman or right. being distracted or, or having. Right the wrong impulses or, or direction mm-hmm. or something. So I thought that was interesting because, yeah. you know, they didn't need to make that a thing no. at all. And that was a big point of that scene. Uh, yeah. And Gordon, you know, even defending himself. So I, I just want to... come back to that point a couple mm-hmm. times. So, yeah. Yeah, and then you have, you know, the French woman scene, mm-hmm. which, and then even Albert was sort of, you know, intimating that, you know, Cooper, uh, I'm sorry, Gordon was, was, was not behaving correctly mm-hmm. or taking things seriously. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if that's supposed to be a thing. Um, and I don't, I don't exactly know, you know, what that would mean by the end. But, um, but yeah, it just made me think of that, the whole idea of them, of them playing that up again. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if Gordon is going to, like, fail in some critical way because of mm-hmm. that. You know, <laughs> it makes me think it would it would happen with Tammy somehow. Like Tammy would be the catalyst mm-hmm. for that. Although he hasn't been overt or anything, right? Sort of. But that is what Denise character. was insinuating. But that, yeah, exactly. So yeah, you're right. That's if 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 it's gonna be anyone, you're right. It should be it should be Tammy. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's the question of you know besides bringing in the millennials, <laughs> like what she's doing in the story. You know, yeah. like they haven't really done that much with her yet. So, yeah, um, uh, I could see I could see maybe that's maybe that's um, kind of an end point for that. Is there any way that Tammy is the real mole and she's faking messages I've from heard, Diane to I've Cooper? I've heard that theory out there. But, you know, I mean, we did see uh, we did see Diane uh, doing some of the messaging. I mean, we yeah, saw what did her we really see her. We do? saw her receive the message, the original one, around the yeah. table. The conversation is lively, and Re- receiving's not a crime. And um, uh, you know, we saw her send. Uh, they haven't asked yet with you know to the Las Vegas question, but she didn't have her bangles on. So <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> she was bangleless, so you know, you know who doesn't wear bangles? Tammy. Tammy. So Diane without bangles is like Tammy in disguise. She's like hey, disguising herself it. as Diane, and you said it. <laughs> I have heard that. I have heard uh, theories along those lines uh, that that Tammy is secretly trying to frame Diane or something. She's the real mole. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's impossible uh, yet. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we've seen enough with Diane to say that she's bad. Ah, there's something going on with her. Mm-hmm. I, it, you know, if if there's something up with Tammy too, I would I would say like maybe they're in on it together. Um, but that's too much. That's too much. Uh, but I I do think uh, there's something up with Diane, and and so yeah. Um, uh, I'm expecting Tammy's role in the story to be something else. That's 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 my instinct on that right now. But I wouldn't say it's impossible mm-hmm. at all. You know, if they wanna if they wanna kind of go for a surprise. Yeah. They're gonna have to explain a couple of those scenes, but you know. I mean, even Albert, you know, is saying they're getting these messages. So it's like, I mean, I guess it it could still be Tammy somehow faking it. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. um, that'll be an interesting reveal. So, hey, we'll see. Well, because it would go back to that, like, Gordon, they didn't, you know, Gordon right. wasn't suspicious of her because she's a right. beautiful woman or something. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, something like that should happen. Um, all right. Well, I think you remind uh, me so much of the enchanting singer Krista Bell. <laughs> who I've done many collaborations with. Her new album in stores now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is, Tam- is is maybe that's the last Roadhouse scene? Is like Tammy goes and plays a song with Gordon. <laughs> I mean, that's the way to end the show, right? Oh my god, that's gonna be weird. She's like, "Come on, Gordon, sing that song you love so much." <laughs> Oh man. I'm calling it. I'm calling it now. I don't know if I can handle that, but I didn't think see, I could I... handle just you and I again, so. What are my crazy. Let's see. Crackpot theories are Jerry's going to lose a foot. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? Um, oh, uh, um, not Jesse, but. Freddie. Freddie. <laughs> yeah. Is going to arm wrestle Mr. C. Right, right, right. right. And uh, and Tammy's going to play a song at the Roadhouse. Those are my three yeah, big yeah. crackpot theories. So I feel like uh, the arm wrestling is the least crackpotty of the three. Sure. <laughs> Believe it or not. Because uh, there's actually precedent for that. Um, uh, but yeah, that's good. Those are some good ones. I enjoy that. I, I, I could almost see all three of those things happening. <laughs> <laughs> the show is crazy. They will go there sometimes when you just mm-hmm. don't expect it. Uh, there was something else I was going to mention about Diane or, or and Tammy that they, that they haven't gotten back to, uh, like a big thread. God, what was that? Um, oh, um, Diane uh, having the coordinates, and, and we haven't seen her communicate them to Mr. C yet. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird element of the story that it goes along with the whole coordinate saga that's, like, just a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. I I hope they somehow give us a, a few more lines about what happened in Buckhorn, because uh, I feel like that's and also the you met with Major Briggs thing. Like I, I you know I just I I just want to I just want to get like a little bit of clarification, uh, just so I can maybe understand the coordinates better. I do think it's weird that Diane hasn't sent the coordinates, um, uh, and I wonder what the explanation for that is. And maybe, yeah, maybe that indicates something <laughs> is going you know, on with Diane beyond the obvious. Mm-hmm. You mean that she's actually on the good side? For example. For example. You didn't even want to say it. No. You're like, uh, I mean something. Hey, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, step out of bounds. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm you know, firmly on be... team anti-Diane. <laughs> We're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Uh, you hey, know? no, no, no. You Diane was guilty of, as soon as she checked her cell phone. <laughs> you just have a bunch of circumstantial evidence, you know. It's not beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. In some other legal terms. <laughs> I agree, but the, the evidence is, is, you know, mounting. I mean, they're, you know, they're going to have to pull a big reversal like Tammy faking a bunch of stuff to, to pull her completely out. I, feel, I do feel like the thing is, I, I did say, like, I think the thing is going to be, like, she's doing it for a reason. I think when we understand that reason, we're not going to say she's pure evil. Um, 
you know, so I, I'm not saying she's on that level, but I do think she's collaborating with Mr. C and, uh, you know, I stand by that <laughs> mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. we're told otherwise, but it is possible that she's not, I'm just, you know, I feel strongly that that's, that's what's happening and that it's really going to be about why. Yeah. And that's, Maybe and that she I have no Bob. idea. Yeah. Hey, Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Fuck you, Gordon. I want the borb. Yeah. It's all about the borb. <laughs> um, all right. Well, good episode. A lot of cool yeah. stuff. This was cool this stuff. was like high octane Twin Peaks. This was like the closest thing, I think, to the early like part one, part two, part yeah. three, part four era where it was like, holy mm -hmm. shit, crazy things happening constantly. Faces are coming off. Yeah. yeah. Faces are coming off again. Yeah. It's uh, it's calling back to that that era, and, and you know we're getting to the end, so I guess it's logical. We're kind of four from the end, so we're kind of going back to where we were. Maybe heading towards a face off. Could be a double mm -hmm. face off. Yep. <laughs> so that seems totally possible. It's but... the mitosis of faces. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it seems like the mid season lull is over. I mean, we might have one more episode of of more setup y business. But uh, mm -hmm. but I still think uh, I still think we're gonna get a decent bit of momentum uh, going forward from here, and um, you know, heading for a conclusion. I mean, this is yeah. Crazy. Really quick, I wanted to just the idea popped in my head. Uh, trying to wrap all this stuff up with all these sick people in town. Um, maybe it could be a product of of Sarah Palmer, whatever is oh, up yeah. with her, or maybe she's she's sort of influencing or infecting the town or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That would be completely consistent. Yeah. Yeah, but um. All right. Well, we'll be back next time with the some more high octane Twin Peaks. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. See you next time. Take it easy. Bye.